All right. Does that shit work? I have no idea. I think we're on. It says right. we're live on YouTube. Yeah, no, we're live. Like, All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I literally don't know what's going on, so we're going to figure this out as we go. Uh, cheers, everybody. Uh, the settings are all discombobulated. I don't even, I just, I don't know. I, we can't figure out why, like Zoom is telling me, uh, change settings. There's literally no option that they tell you. That's my favorite possible thing about Zoom is they give you abstract information that you can't do anything about. Anyway, uh, welcome, everybody. I can't see you. I, uh, I guess I'm looking at my phone right now. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, I'm going to try to work on the tech support end of this here in a second. Uh, but welcome to the show. If you are over the age of 21, please sit back, relax, uh, enjoy yourselves uh, for a moment. Uh, if you are under the age of 21, West Engine is going to have some terrible news for you. Go for it, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, man, they have to get out. They can't stop here, man. This is not for them, you know. The kids can go on and do the kids' things. They can't stay here, man. Right on, they dude. Have to get out. Uh, that's it. Even the stragglers, they have to get the fuck out too. Uh, please, folks, if you could just bear with us, like, just honestly, don't. Uh, people have been like age restricting our videos lately, so uh, kids, get the fuck out. Honestly, like, uh, it's only usually West Engine that says it, but now it's gonna be both of us. Like, honestly, this is not a show for children. If anybody has any doubts, this is not the show for children. Uh, I don't even know why anyone would think this is a show for children. You don't have to age restrict this. This is not a show that's welcome for children. Uh, moving on, folks. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what announcements do we have? By the way, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, now that we have all these tech support problems, I guess I can freaking complain. We've been shadow banned <laughs> from uh, freaking Patreon, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to figure out some of this tech support shit on the fly. If you guys would like to see this show be bigger, faster, stronger, I realize the camera is not showing at the moment to do that but uh oh poor ozzy it's focused on him i think right now Let's see if i can change this i don't know is it focused on him i don't see folks i don't even know what's going on right now because i'm looking at my goddamn phone if you'd like to see the show be bigger faster stronger don't even bother to go to patreon and search for the name because you're not going to find shit i did it the other day on my own page i was logged in and everything else they won't show it it's shadow banned so the only place that you could possibly sign up is literally the direct link on my youtube channel so i wish i'd known that earlier i probably would have told people go to my about page on youtube and click that goddamn link because for some reason somebody has shadow banned us that's a little bit annoying but we're gonna move on uh because it's not that important ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show uh let's see here we're gonna have some fun announcements later but first i'd like to get the goddamn camera working so uh we're gonna get the ball rolling uh i guess since ozzy is focused on the screen let's go for ozzy cheers dude welcome oh hello hello everybody focusing on the screen um hi everybody in chat land i should pull that up soon and g'day to all the panel smashed where's d scott and mr fumi who hosts this stuff for us thank you again fumi legend um what's been going on here uh i wasn't here last week sorry about that um i had some stuff that i had to do um medical stuff that i had to do but back to study too and that started up again so yay for me and um, I learned in last week was primed is a thing for your plants that when you induce the resistance you put a um, systemic acquired resistance into them that's called primed so the stuff the breeding stock that I have now is primed stock so if you want to ever source anything you should be looking for someone that can um, maybe use that terminology too but I just learned it recently so whatever but um, anyway that's my word for the bit that I remember that was pretty cool because I thought, wow, that's what I'd stock I'm working with Prime because you put a uh, local root. Anyway, it doesn't matter how to do it. Cheers, everybody. 
over to someone next. Who's next? <laughs> Hello, someone speak. Hear me. Where's Smash? Where's fucking here? Hey, Smash. What's up? <laughs> I can't even seem to unfocus. I, I don't know how to switch the gallery view on this. This is pretty frustrating. So it, when I was in uh, YouTube, it, it, it switched to gallery. So oh, right I can on. double check, but it was on gallery. Nice. Um, shit, man. Technical, te technical difficulties. Um, we're dealing with horrible air quality. We're dealing with high humidity still. Um, my outdoor can barely get a fucking day of sun. Every wow. day they're getting hammered with rain, and then on top of it, it's ninety-six percent humidity when it's not raining. So uh -huh. we're, they're really testing right now. I I can tell you the old school is really pissed off. The Morgana's kind of pissed off. The GMO or the OMG is getting pissed off. It's <laughs> like they just are sick of it. You know what I mean? They want to dry up. Like their their feet have been wet for weeks, like soaking wet, like not like good wet. <laughs> but fuck shit. Um, I'm smoking on Lake Tahoe, which I'm actually happy with. I said before that I wasn't really a fan of it because it had a pioneer turf profile, but in the curing jar, it's like changed more to like a sour funk pine. Like just with a hint of pine, so it's like I like it now. It's it's actually really tasty. But shit, man, what are you smoking on West over there? Oh, big up smash! Uh, I am smoking on some lilac diesel watermelon skittles from Ethos Genetics. Uh, big up to uh, Ozzy, I got watermelon skittles. Scott and of course our host Stevenor and everybody mm -hmm. in chat. Hope everybody's well. Uh, yeah, get ready for the most interactive show in cannabis. I hope everybody's ready to talk. Uh, we lost, uh, we lost uh, a uh, a ganjineer. Uh, I don't know what, what the best way to say it. We lost, we lost a legend the last couple of days here. We lost Frenchie Cannoli, so that was that was pretty sad. I've been thinking about that a fair bit. And, you know, um, I don't know. How about you, Scott? Or, or I guess yeah, Scott. Hey you. Sorry, I was just uh, checking around through the compost area. Um, so yeah, things are good. Just put uh, my light depth tent over my plant right before the show started. Uh, that's going pretty good. I started it in like early July. I just wanted to get it, everything like finished off by like mid-September. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's going pretty well. I've culled all the males, I think, at this point. And, um, so I think we're good to go. I had one that's like a, or I'll show you this is because it's kind of the nicest one. Um, it's growing in the garden, like in my bed here. Like I've got all these raised beds that I built this past year. And so the tomatoes are just running wild, kind of sprawling like all over the place. Um, but right in, in the midst of the larger of the beds is this tall beauty like shining up through the whole thing. And uh, I was worried like, has, I was like, oh, just my luck, it'll probably be a male or whatever, but it's not, it's a female. And it's like really nice and burly, super uh, thick stock. And uh, 
already a pretty good size. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what that's going to be. I have no idea what it is. It was volunteered from some seeds I just tossed in there. So I don't uh, feel as bad about mine now. We were about the same height. How tall is that? Uh, this good. is oh, probably about four and a half feet. Oh, I'm a little smaller. I'm like a foot underneath you. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's about what most of mine are. I'm trying to fit them under a six foot cover, you know, so um, I didn't want to let them get too much taller than what they're at now. And they're, they're about, yeah, four feet tall, most of them. Um, but yeah, that one on this outside, it's, it's been going the longest. That one's started there on its own. And uh, I am excited to see how much it's going to yield. Cause, I mean, I also weren't expecting huge heights that a lot of these out plants outdoors. A lot of these weren't grown originally uh, bred to be grown outdoors, particularly. A lot of them are, you know, more classically driven from more classically indoor strains and stuff. And hydro or like, yeah, totally differently grown than the way I would like done it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, things, things are good. The garden here is nice. Uh, uh, you know, it's like everybody's having weird weather events. You guys are having, you know, the wet New England this year. And we've been having hot and dry out in the West. So, um, I don't know. It's been pretty comfortable the last couple of days, though. And I've been happy for that. Um, so far, no horrible smoke from forest fires and whatnot. Keep your fingers yeah. crossed. Have a better year oh, than we've shit. had. So... That's so um, good, though. At least it's not bothering you yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, things are good. Cupping um, on some orange banana daiquiri. It's not the strongest stuff in the world, but tastes nice. And, uh, you know, I can you know, smoke a whole joint of it without feeling too faded. So that's kind of <laughs> it's, it's a good conversational uh, starter. So anyways, I'll pass on the torch. Up, I think D's the only yeah, other D. one, right? Yeah, what's up, D? How you doing? Hey, D! Brains. How's Brains going, D? What's going on, everybody? I'm just chilling. Feeling better. I had my second shot the other day, and the next day I felt like crap. It was basically up for like half an hour, sleep three hours whole day and night but i'm trying to get my appetite back and shit trying to well smoke done. more again that's good um i'm smoking on gorilla gas tonight i got some pink crisp batter here doesn't fall off the paper right on um nice color. and what else is going on uh i think that's it i can't remember right now anyhow um here's everybody oh that's right. Shout out to everybody listening on the uh, podcast. All you Russians oh, yeah. and Japanese and everybody in the audience or whoever. Boris or Bill, and Natasha, Alicia, all of them. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Here's Fumador. He's back. Yeah. That's the problems I'm having. Hold on, I'm just struggling with it for a moment. Trying to switch cameras and it's literally not letting me because the fucking whatever. 
We're not going to get into struggle this. Struggle is real. Struggle is goddamn real. Who else is next? Uh, somebody. Somebody's going to have something to say. You're next. Yeah, Welcome, nice. Fumi. How are you today, Fumi? Welcome, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, give me a bit. All right. Yo, was it, Scott, was, Scott was saying, like, it's outdoor. Like, there's plants not nice used to be, like, being outdoors. I was like, I wonder if I went back to some of my old gorilla grows where I made seeds and if there's any donors. You know, Slugs like I wonder... eradicate that without you, uh, without you doing it around these parts. I find, but I have had, I have had them, um, like, uh, what I what's the, what's the word for when they um, do it themselves? Um, yeah, they just started in here. Yeah, volunteer. I had have had I have had volunteers show up just in the bottom of my pots. Even this year, I had a bunch of volunteers come up in the bottom of my pots from last year. I never looked on the ground for the seeds, so I guarantee you that, like, and I was out there, like, shit, man, you had to be dedicated to get some of the spots. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, no. I remember I'm when I was wondering if I, like, hike out there and, like, I just start smelling. Imagine you, like, hike out to all the old, like, spots and you just start smelling weed and it's just an inbred line of, like, some skunk or something. You probably just stole somebody else's plants. You just wandered around. Just somebody else found your bed. It was like, this is the perfect spot to grow. I'm going here next year. They came back and planted and Smash comes back and just raids their whole crop. And he said, mine. <laughs> yoink, yoink, yoink. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, uh, I would know if it was. They in perfectly straight lines. <laughs> I would know if it was mine because of, I only was running the Chem 91 Calio at that time, so I would know exactly what it would have been. What's up, Pierre Lemieux? There, it that is <laughs> remember when he was just like a little tiny, tiny kitten? He was on the show and he was like only like six weeks old or something like that. There he is, he's a big kitten. <laughs> Do you give it catnip? You know, um, he has some toys that have catnip in it. Uh, but I don't have any fresh stuff right now. Um, I don't know. They, my cats are moderately interested in it. <laughs> Somewhat catnip. That's pretty good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, or hello, or whatever the word is appropriate. I don't know. There's some word that's appropriate, but I can't think of it. Nice uh, to see you, Fumi. Uh, cheers, Ozzy. Nice to be seen. Uh, I guess I'm opening up uh, YouTube here so I can actually say hello to the chat. And there's a bunch of people who are like, uh, hey, why the fuck is Fumi not saying hello? Uh, well, it's because I had uh, technical issues. I uh, don't know why, but uh, we're fixed for now. I literally don't know. It was telling me, like, uh, you need to change permissions to, to like, uh, stream on YouTube. What permissions? What are you talking about? I checked every possible permission I could check. Every single one was checked for YouTube. So, I, anyway, I guess one of those things. Uh, so, we haven't fallen off YouTube yet. So, I guess uh, uh, things are looking up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what was I saying earlier? Uh, 
Dude, there was a couple of announcements and I can't even remember. Honestly, this is supposed to be like the grand announcement. Oh my God, my new seed company, Fumador Seed Company, and then, you know, whatever. But broken bugles and shit like that, whatever. Uh, ladies and wow, gentlemen, the company God. is live or the seed business is live. The, uh, the seed drop is live. People have been asking, why are you dropping the seeds? Wineland dropping the seeds. They're ready. They're packaged. They're ready to go. Uh, Hell yeah. Been- Congratulations. Thank you, my friend. Cheers. Uh, there's been some hangups. The website is not quite ready. It's supposed to be ready before the show. It's, uh, it's, I could lie to you and say it's almost ready, but I'm gonna have to do a lot of work before tomorrow. So I'm hoping, crossing my fingers. <laughs> if I pull it all night, I might get it that morning. If I hire 15 fucking people, I'll no, I think it's gonna be a little bit better. We'll see. Hopefully, it'll be live. So what do you do? Just go ahead, buy a domain. Did you just buy a domain name, or how'd you go about that? No, I've had a couple domain names for a while. Um, Actually, that's kind of, I don't know, I was half wondering which one I should pick because I picked a couple of different domains basically to, to represent the seed company. I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out which one. Uh, and there's a little bit of a problem. I don't, I don't, how do I put this? I, I almost don't want to say it, but it's going to be like a fact of life. Basically, uh, Fumidoro is the name that I picked for the company, right? Uh, and Fumidoro Seed Company. Uh, unfortunately, somebody who doesn't really want to part with the address, somebody owns Fumidoro.com. They're not using it, but they ah! own it. So I'm like, Huh. What if they post like dicks or like just huge, huge dicks? <laughs> 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 oh, you're buying this website. You're buying this website. <laughs> and it uh, like, they go to my website or they can't. I mean, fuck's sake. You should have just did it with like, you should try to get a few minute genetics or a few minute seeds and see if you can just. I would say because then somebody will fucking snap it up. Yeah, I've been thinking about it like, motherfucker. Well, that doesn't even help because it's like that could come up. Yeah. A boner. I'm kind of tempted to just roll with it because, like, if you have enough indexing and you like, how do I put this? If you can redirect a couple of websites, I think it's kind of cool. Camps a dumb website in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know. I feel like some people would would understand if they like happen on the wrong website. I don't know. <laughs> what does Chad think? Like, should I take the risk that someone post like nothing but like Buffalo? Dicks? I don't know. We're dealing with stoners here, Fumador. Like, let's, let's be real, man. Like. And you use a certain email company too, so you could tell people that like, look for this email company. Like when you're gonna send me a contact, it's through this company. Like you use Proton Mail, right? Yeah. I just got uh, one one of those today. Say it again. I just got a Proton Mail today. Oh. Trying to see if I got all the. All the domain names. I've had that for a while. <laughs> uh, it is a little bit annoying because you have to, um, I don't know, there's all kinds of things that we didn't realize probably were insecure, but they became like uh, conveniences in things like Gmail. I mean, what other emails do I use anymore? Honestly, the only other email I've been using is Gmail for the longest time. Uh, and uh, they would auto load pictures and stuff. They would auto load external content on and on and on. That's actually kind of vulnerability, you know what I mean? Like when it's automatically loading like external content in your freaking logged in email. So like Proton uh, uh, doesn't do any of that kind of stuff, which at first you're like, oh, that's fucking annoying. So for example, when tested, like when you or anybody else basically sends me an email with some pictures in it, I have to manually either click on the pictures depending on where they send it from or the type or actually download them. It's just a little bit infuriating. You're like, well, I could save so much time on Gmail. And yet you realize, like, dude, you're, you're actually... <laughs> that's how you get hacked. <laughs> that's how you get hacked. And, like, some of these pictures, some of these people are allegedly in places, maybe they, I don't know, Uncle Trip and so on. So it's like, this is probably the better way. You know what I mean? 
but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, you're like oh why doesn't it auto load I don't know I went through that for a little while. Um, yeah, the fucking problem is that some jerk off I don't know it's not some jerk off but I I I uh, not offered I bid not bid I asked like <laughs> inquire to to buy like I inquired a couple of times and nobody's interested so I think it's like a troll so that's why I think it's gonna be someone with like elephant dicks or whatever. I know what you're thinking now. Yeah, just tempted to just fucking roll with it because fuck them. I don't know. It's like that's the name that I wanted to do. Um, I was what was Cascadian saying something about like, oh, what's your intention for breeding or something? I was, I I think I was just trying to explain like, dude, I don't know. All I can do is just kind of do it the way I do it. You know, like the the, my vision for it would have to be like if you if you deliberately kind of pretend to be something else, I don't feel like there's ever any quality in that. So I don't know. I was thinking to myself, like, that's the name I picked. Like, maybe I should just fucking roll with it. Well, wow, um, I like it. Fumadoro. If the stuff you've like worked, because I've worked on different business names and things for a, a while, I've had quite a few. It's hard, and it's if you really like what you hear and you've read it back a few times, you sort of I put it up on the wall and like see if and look at it quite a few over a few days. Do I do I like that? Sort of make rhymes about it. Does it rhyme with dick or you know stuff like that? You don't want it embarrassed right so i go go different things like that so if you like it so far it's a good thing uh i was going to go with a different couple different names basically because i thought you know fumidor is a little bit uh, difficult to pronounce and so on but i don't know for now that's the name like it doesn't have to be that forever you know i realize that too like uh uh you know, writing up the descriptions for the strains and like, well, basically everything came from Subcool. Subcool changed the name of his company a few times too, even. So I feel like, you know, there, there's, there's precedent. Set in stone. Yeah. If you find something that works better so, down the road, there's not, there's nothing saying you have to stick with it. Like, uh, you see a lot of companies, like they start off with like a long ass website name and then they'll cut down a little bit to make it a little easier. And then it's just like TG, TG genetics, you know what I mean? Or what, like, it just ends up being anagrams at some point in time. But like I've noticed people don't have a harder time remembering a longer email for something like seeds and stuff. Like you're at a show and you're like, email me and you're like, you know what I mean? Unless they're writing it down, they're not going to fucking. Yeah. I wouldn't remember. I would have to message you and ask again. Anyways. I suppose so. Uh, cheers, Elemental. That's very kind of you. Uh, let's see who's. I'm trying to catch up on the chat. Um, I mean, how do I put this? Like, probably nobody really knows what the the beginning of the the seed name was, or actually even just the, my freaking name here. Like, that was actually my dog for the longest time. I called him Pumidor. It was just a, a private thing, and we were kind of inseparable for like 13 years. He passed oh, wow. 13 years, but uh, pretty much inseparable. Like, if I was driving, he was in my passenger seat, kind of driving like a person. And uh, I called him that. Anyway, like, for the longest time, like I say, we were kind of attached to the hip, and I just started to use that name online. Because I started to joke with people, like, on the internet, nobody knows who's your dog. And, you know, he was always right next to me anyway, so I just kind of would joke with people, <laughs> like, oh, you don't know if it's my dog or me. And then I just kind of took it, because it, it was a perfect name, but it was also a pun, because it's like fumes of gold. And I've just always been into like stories of El Dorado and all that kind of stuff. And not to mention, like, I don't know, it, it don't have to get into all the freaking mythology of God damn Cupid or probably doesn't, nobody cares. But like, it, it is like a meaningful name, you know what I mean? It's um, more than anything, it's a shout out to this dog who I thought was this like just really extraordinary dog. I wish you could see this, you know? But uh, <laughs> I, I'm not getting picked up. 
you get like one of those a lifetime one one dog that will just change your everything man i i had one of those and it that dog was on unreplaceable i've had several dogs since and they don't they don't even come don't even hold a candle wow there's a lot of special dogs but yeah there are some that really touch you you know yeah Cool. Uh, thanks, Ali. Cheers, dude. Uh, I wish I could have the website live and show you because I oh. had it envisioned to be like super beautiful and shiny and pretty and whatever else. But hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, oh, right now we're just building the uh, the the, the excitement I, for oh, it. Fuck, I wish it's I could really... have like oh my god, I didn't even think about that because I could have put like the in construction. <laughs> construction. Oh no, yeah, we would been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Coming <laughs> soon. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> folks, in chat, yeah, right. uh, folks in the chat haven't seemed to uh, uh, said one way or the other. So I don't know. I just, I'm probably just going to pick. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, probably just going to do fumidoro.com. I mean, I own that website, but I'll probably just going to go live on that website. Um, you got to have, you got to say it right, though. Fumidoro. Fumidoro. That's it. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, how do I say this? It's that the 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 double or triple pun or whatever. That's only funny for me, but uh, I don't know. I like it. It reminds me of, uh, uh, like I say, the good, bad, and the ugly. Like I don't know if people like that movie, but the spaghetti westerns it reminds me of like Clint Eastwood and. Blondie. You need your old Cobra hat in chat, right? <laughs> you turn that thing uh, on. Ozzy, if you had to pick a, a holster, like in the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, Clint Eastwood, he holsters his basically right on his right hip. Uh, Lee, what's his fuck? He holsters his crosswise. And um, Tuco, he wears his on a string. What would you pick? I like the ones that come across the body sort of thing that where that you can have like, um, they're not down there. They're up a bit higher. You know, the ones that are on a strap like that and they're inside somewhere. I think they're pretty snazzy. <laughs> So if you were, uh, Come on, it's got to be the ankle holster, guys. It's got to be the ankle holster. Uh, like, you don't want you don't want to pull it out of the ankle holster while you're going to the ground and shoot. Like, come on, that's that's got to be the one. Well, if you're gonna yeah. have an ankle holster, why don't you have boot guns? Yeah, no, smelly pirate hooker. Boot knives, yeah. <laughs> boot knives were a thing. Guns were harder <laughs> sticking your. In your boot, because when you're walking, the guns they could fit in there didn't really have safeties. Mm. It'd be pretty, pretty funny. You're walking around, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, they would do. Um, those little belly guns are cool. I like like the ones you see under card tables and stuff, like in the old western. They're like the pea shooters, thirty twos. Uh, uh, right. What were they called? Uh, dude, I used to know somebody that had one of those little tiny Dillingers. Derringer. Yeah. Derringers, that's what it is. They were like two daughters. They were tiny little fuckers. Um, I suppose I got in, um, I got in trouble for once for one. And you used to be able to hold your hand up by that. This is the reason why I can say because I got in trouble for it. And you could, couldn't see it. And it was a little tiny thing. It was a little little 22 and it was a little amazing it was like that big it was called jennings and um yeah it was just amazing little tiny little shiny thing that'll do over probably like a 32 that's what i like my dad had um back in the day like he had a 
big 45 and he had his license to carry, but he wasn't the biggest person, you know what I mean? So he would carry the, like he would try to carry it and it wouldn't work because you could literally, it was like bulky and like in his way all the time. So we went down to a little 32. Uh, how did I used to, dang it, how did I used to include the link with the password? It's a, you have it pinned. It's pinned. But that one wasn't with the password, I don't think. Oh, okay. No, it isn't. Try, try, yeah, try that new one. Try that new link and see if you can uh, hop on. That should work this time. Uh, welcome to hop on. Same rules. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Uh, cheers, D. Uh, well done, D. Uh, uh, okay, I am discombobulated. Jerry Bear, what's up? Uh, don't be a dick, don't show your dick. Uh, West Engine had a great rule, yeah, man. Like, how much more simple can you be? Don't be a dick, don't show your dick. Uh, otherwise, you folks are uh, welcome to hop on. Uh, we prefer if we kind of recognize your name in the chat. So, if you've been hanging out for a little bit and we recognize, oh, it's so and so in the chat, bugs or top floor or somebody, it'd be better because uh, I don't know, we get to know you a little bit, we know you a little bit more, and we, we know, like, oh, this person's probably not going to show their dick when they come on camera, but uh. <laughs> You know, I like to keep the room open, basically, so that people can hop on. Uh, so please, if you're knight, if you're knighted, you can jump on, no questions. Right. If you're, if you haven't been knighted yet, just ask, and uh, we will let you. And it doesn't hurt, honestly, if you would just like to come on and, and ask, anyways. Fuck, it's polite, you know what I mean? It's like uh, saying, "Hey, can I come over to your house and eat your food?" I mean, they're probably not going to eat our food, but uh, I mean, you never know. Maybe they will, but uh, it'd be it'd be polite if you could ask, anyway. Uh, but folks are welcome to hop on. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome, uh, Richard D. Cheers, D. Uh, cheers, Dab Goblin, Supreme Grape in the house. Welcome, everybody. Jonathan Henderson. Cheers, Jonathan Henderson. Uh, cheers, everybody. Welcome. What was I going to say? Uh, now I'm no, no. working on the website for so long. I'm a little, it's like anticlimactic. I was like, at 5 o'clock, 5.30, I was like, this is not going to be ready in time. Like, until then, I was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> like, this could <just> technically happen. <laughs> then I realized, like, this is probably not going to happen. I just have to be like, no, man, this is, yeah, you're going to fuck it up. I'm going to give it up and do other stuff. But uh, it's like I said, it's anticlimactic. You're like, oh, it, it might, I might win this race. But you know, speaking of races, the freaking Olympics started and now like everybody has COVID there. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? I mean, honestly. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I kind of understand. I think that might have been the one of the shortcomings of this thing, because like to the masses, the sports mean a lot and they maybe should have sequestered and kept a little more entertainment, along with a lot of the shows that got shut down. And too. they should have just sequestered their, uh, the, their their staff and and kept more entertainment. They, we probably could have kept people a little bit more under control and a little bit less friggin uh, stir crazy had they had a few of their few of their luxuries, you know. I I, I, th I still think that that was one of the shortcomings on this whole thing. Was like, did you see <clears throat> cardboard bed things that they were sleeping on or whatever? Oh right, people are complaining, yeah, because they're supposed to be recycled right after the Olympics or some shit. Yeah, Jesus. Um, what? Yeah, um, and I guess like they're supposed to be preventative of fraternizing, also because they'll break. <laughs> Or something stupid like that. That's what that one dude was saying, but I think they said they're plenty. Who cares? Of you can make cardboard. Like, really? Wrong. <laughs> you really care if your athlete bones while they're gone? I mean, like, 
who cares? Like, man, it's like well, stay out care. of their business. Like the, the athletes care because that's like the Olympics are a bonathon. Because people didn't know it's like <laughs> the foremost bonathon, basically. This, this is what this is what they've been for years for. <laughs> Pretty much, they've been. Yeah. <laughs> they've been saying here um, on the on the, on the telly that um, that you can't cheer. That they've opened it up to the public and they're not allowed to cheer. So that you can clap. Like, and you can clap extra loud, but you just can't cheer and stuff. Like, oh, I don't know about you, but going to a sporting event and not being able to cheer or say anything, that's a bit odd. <laughs> but good on them. I think now there's not even an audience now that there's been a, a bunch yeah, of yeah. things. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, right. that the Japanese don't get to go to it at all. No. And apparently the whole thing was that it was just like a game of chicken between the IOC and, uh, like, I guess, Tokyo. And uh, if, if Tokyo had canceled, evidently the IOC would have sued them for just a hilarious amount of money. Apparently like hundreds of billions of dollars or some ridiculous amount of money. I'm sure they would have never gotten that, but they would have sued them anyway. Uh, and then uh, I guess if Tokyo canceled, it was the other way. No, no, no. If the IOC canceled, the, Tokyo would have sued them basically to recoup the costs. So it was this gigantic, stupid game of chicken. <laughs> and evidently there was a way around it all along, but you know, fucking people are people and they're just, they're like, eh, whatever, it's somebody else's problem. So. You mean they could have just negotiated their way out of this? Well, we sue you. If you don't sue us, then we both try to pull back here together. Dude, and here's the thing too. Like I used to be this absolute Olympic nut and this is the least enthusiastic I've ever been about Olympics. Like I don't even know that if I'll ever watch any of it. Like I might... If something's on or it's on YouTube or something, like, okay, maybe. But like, I'm so unenthusiastic about this one. And I think it's because it's not because the athletics are any less thing, but because like the IOC and stuff is just so transparently gross. You know what I mean? Like they, they'll just totally have an Olympics, like no matter what, just because of money, you know? It's fucking gross, dude. Like at this point, there should be. But on, on the other hand, like on the other hand, I see it from the athlete's perspective here too. Like if you are, if you're a professional athlete, and say you're born in the wrong in the wrong time period, you may only have one uh, one Olympics that you are at your peak. Whereas if you're where if you're born at the right, you might get three Olympics through your peak, right? So it, it very it very well or or just two Olympics, it very well can vary that way too. So like for for those people, my my I, my heart goes out. You trained your whole life for that, and that's your life works. I mean, like all you want to do is get there. At the same time, I doubt that the Olympics is the actual peak. You know what I mean? These days, most of the professions have their own professional leagues and they have their own uh, worlds and everything else. You know what I mean? Like the Olympics are killer and cool, but I mean, it is just one thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, it is true. I, I, I think for some stuff, it's more prestigious than others, like maybe for gymnastics and ice skating and shit. And Running, yeah. Worlds and stuff. You know what I mean? So. Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, man. They got surfing in the sun. Surfing season in this year. That'll be interesting. Right. Uh, surfing might be one that actually goes because they're all in the water and stuff. I guess they can't, uh, I don't know, can freaking COVID pass along in the water? Hopefully not. Yeah. Who this new, new no, D variant, Google, this new gamma variant? It's ridiculous. Um, Someone Google this real quick. Um, Massachusetts Beach found with too much fecal matter. There's like 200 <laughs> 250 beaches were found in Massachusetts with having like a over amount of fecal matter in there. I, I'm not at the computer. I would have Googled it. There's your new fertilizer spot smashed. 
the worst thing is that they really come up with. Uh, they used to not even uh, uh, treat the fecal matter, basically. So like in the Mississippi, they would just dump everything upstream of, let's say, Louisiana, would just dump their fucking poo in the river. And then downriver, they would just use that water for municipal issues, feed, you know, watering the parks, on and on and on. And then in turn, dump their fecal matter into the freaking river. Jesus, the stuff that we used to do. Actually, in a lot of places, they still dump. It's the same. The same with that. On Vancouver Island um, in Victoria, um, sorry, it's the truth though. Um, in 2018, when I lived there, it was still going on and they just dumped it into the passage there um, from all those people that live there. It just went straight out into the passage untreated. And so there was like little logs and stuff and things would swim past you, not swim past you because you wouldn't be in the bloody water, but if you're walking along the beach, because the, along the shorefront's quite nice. But yeah, you don't want to see all these Chiquitos and Mars bars and stuff it's like oh yeah no thanks <laughs> wait that's not a mars bar fountain my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't taste like it either <laughs> Dude, it's just i don't know it's just disappointing when money takes precedence over everything else you know even reason <laughs> everything else. yeah and i thought this for a while now that, like Dude, it was cool as fuck when, like, uh, uh, you know, the L.A. had the Olympics when I was a kid or, I don't know, like, uh, it was super cool that it would go around the world. And I used to be really into it. Like, I was really into, like, the Nagano Winter Olympics and stuff. But now it's so fucking expensive. Like, it saddles the cities it's in with just stupid amounts That's of some debt. Yeah. yeah, and they have these gigantic empty stadiums that basically just sit there and rot for 20, 30 years until they rip them down. I'm like, I don't know. I, I did a lot of snowboarding, night snowboarding, a lot of high night snowboarding at Canadian uh, uh, COP in Calgary, Canadian Olympic Park. They, they have really good, uh, they have really good park and stuff. And that's what I was just going to so, say. Like, put the Winter Olympics in Canada, like in Calgary or something, and put the Summer Olympics in Athens, you know, for historic reasons. You know, and then just invest in that complex. People will know where it goes every single year. You can even have it at the same time every year. Like, yeah, but then that that country just reaps the benefit every four years, where they just get a huge influx of tourists, and they like they they, they everyone every one of their businesses will be full, every hotel in the place will be full, and nowhere else in the world gets that benefit either. That's kind of we pass it around new too well, because the point is that it's there not is a. a like it's it, it costs those cities so much that it's no longer a benefit. It's the cities themselves, but the, the businesses within the cities all tend to do very well themselves as a result of it. Mm. But you're not wrong. It, it costs billions of dollars to put on those things and to build those facilities for just for one use is kind of you. You are you. You are not wrong. Thing. Like you spend all those billions of dollars on something more constructive as opposed to athletic places that only get used once. I feel like those businesses would do better over time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. they did really great during the Olympics for three weeks. But then what well, about true that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. I'm so into the Olympics. I used, to, I used to think it was super cool that we'd go around the world. I went to the Vancouver Olympics. Like, I wanted to go to plenty more, you know, like, uh, now I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of over it. Especially when I see it like this, it's like, you shouldn't probably be having this Olympics this year. You know what I mean? And and uh, they're doing it anyway just because of money, just because of a game of chicken. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm with you, Femi. <laughs> I, 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 this probably isn't the fort. I agree. <laughs> Dude, it was wild watching uh, Michael Phelps win like 
87,000 medals. It's kind of not fair, too, right? Like some people only get to have like one medal, you know, and then he gets to have like 37 medals for backwards, butterfly, up and down, such and such, freestyle, 125 yard, you know, and then there's the 150 yard. Man, if you even go to the qualifications for the fucking Olympics, like not even make it, like just go to the qualifications, like that's enough as far as I'm concerned. Right. Man, how hard. That's so hard. <laughs> uh, now that I just puffed a or I puffed a joint of uh, sour morgana, I can relax. I don't know why my goddamn Zoom is not working. So frustrating because I feel like the next time I do it, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, it goes. I can't see anything. What are we looking at? Yeah, it's a bit slow, D. We're looking at Cool Runnings, man. Hey. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Get on up. It's bad said time. Cool running. There's good snow actually here in Australia. Really? Here at the moment. Amazingly. It's snowing its head off up the mountains. Getting cold here. It snowed here a few days ago. Now, does all your snow melt in the uh, during the summer? Oh, God. Mount, all our snow melts bloody. Well, snow where I am melts when it hits the ground. <laughs> and the snow up the mountain, it melts like a few days later, I suppose. And then in the snowy mountains where the snow fields are set up, um, in its little tiny miniature bit of Australia, it um, holds there till about October to November-ish. And you'll have to hike to get it in November. But, um, yeah, some days, some years are better than the others. And they get a good base between sort of a metre, you know, three feet to sort of six feet, about two metres. So it does decently, and it's actually dumping at the moment. And they're expected to get about two or three feet this weekend. Yeah. Better year well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that they, uh, that they had caps that, well, stayed for even most of, most of the year. I didn't think you got any snow there. It's pretty because a lot of the um, internationals come down here. They go between here and New Zealand. When it's good years here, they'll go here. And then other ones, it's New Zealand because we've got an equivalent to the size of Whistler. It's called Parisha and it's just huge and humongous. It goes over four mountains and it's really, really cool. They got a, some years they got super pipe there and it's um, just really fun playing that gigantic thing. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really good. They usually have three train parks. It's fun. Nice. Um, yes. Nothing like I had way too young was John Candy, like a cool comedian. Um, John Candy. I had a better thought than that. I was like, uh, whatever. Apparently, I'm already relaxing with Morgana, so I guess I'm getting the beatings again from Morgana. Uh, that was literally like the end of that thought. Apparently, it was going to be more interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess I did it. Uh, better than I had a question for Ozzy. What's up, Dee? I'm going to throw my camera around. I want to know if Ozzy ever wipes his ass with the use of porn. Cut out a bit. If I ever what? What was the last bit? Wiped your ass with the easy four by accident. I'll fit your ass. With that plant right there. Here, let me know. Uh, no, I haven't done that. What's it called? The, when, the, uh, the harpoon or something? When you. There's a name for it when your head touches your ass when you do the um <clears throat> Calm Wes, you know it. You know when you when someone does a bad <laughs> I am gonna put my head in my ass, but 
No, I've done some other pretty bad accidents, though. But not that one. My head hasn't gone. Apparently, that's the worst, uh, that's the worst plant in the world, but get on you. Yeah. Here I'm uh showing the uh, gimpy gimpy tree. Endrocnide moroidus. I just offended them because they're probably uh, they probably speak Latin. They're so offensive that they speak Latin. Commonly known in Australia as the gimpy 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 stinger, stinging bush, or mulberry leaf stinger, or simply the stinger. It's a plant in the metal family Urticaceae, found in uh, rainforest areas of Malaysia and Malaysia and Australia. I think they misspelled that. Is Malaysia a place? The fuck? How interesting. All right. Learn wow. something goddamn day. Malaysia. Biogeographical regions straddling the equator and the boundaries of the Indo-Malayan and Australasian realms, and also that sounds like uh, Mordor, and also a phytogeographical floristic region in the Paleotropical Kingdom. Five dollars if you can say that five times quickly. Uh, it has been given different definite. Oh, I'm just going to read something else. It's notorious, the gimpy gimpy plant, for its extremely painful and long-lasting sting. The common name gimpy gimpy comes from the language of the indigenous gubby gubby people. So I guess they name everything twice. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, There's a town, town near um, Brisbane, just north of Brisbane, called Gimpy called this name of and it's just one spelling so um it might be notorious so you don't want to wipe your ass and do a bushy around those areas <laughs> here's the good the, the best part ozzy uh demoroides is notorious for its extremely painful sting which may leave victims suffering for weeks or even months it's reputed to be the most venomous plant in australia if not even the world after contact with the plant the victim will feel an immediate severe burning and stinging at the site of contact which then intensifies further over the next 20 or 30 minutes and it will last from hours to several days before subsiding uh, during this time they don't get sleep uh, and uh, their glands can swell I was reading the story the other day uh, I think on the show and, and it said like uh, some dude basically wiped his uh, behind and basically shot himself afterwards apparently avoided that goddamn bush <laughs> that's a good one nice wow yes. Don't wipe yourself Jeez. front to back to that one. Right. And back to front. <laughs> or sideways or anything else. Jesus, H. Christ. <laughs> on that note, I'm almost burning my table because a little freaking, hold on a second. Um, okay, that's annoying. I have anything flame that I can, all right, I guess I can use that. Dude, this is why you actually have to have like uh, that's a good indication. Like you guys should have like ashtrays and stuff, and not only that, but like smoke alarms and uh, fire extinguishers around you. Like this is something we probably don't talk about enough. Like honestly, stoners are probably a little bit too lax about this stuff. <laughs> like, cigarettes are famous for starting fires, but I think a lot of people don't even talk about it with like weed. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people would throw like a joint out of their car mindlessly. That shit will start a fire these days. Just the other day, in fact, I forgot to mention this on the show. Like right before the show, I want to say on. Um, I guess it wasn't Saturday, it was probably last week, so like Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doesn't matter. I was driving to Costco, I think, right before the show to pick something up, and in the span of like, I just, I needed like one thing, like literally one thing at Costco, and so I drove to Costco, <coughs> back, 
within about 15, 20 minutes, and this entire hillside had burned down. Like a, like a, not a hillside, like an entire, you know, with houses and stuff, but like a berm for uh, the road basically had burned down. Like somebody tossed a cigarette or something. There were like yeah. uh, three fire trucks. The entire area reeked of smoke for like a mile in every direction. And it was like literally like in 20 minutes. It's fucking nuts. Anyway, I guess that's that's a disaster. I don't know why I'm into all kinds of disasters. It is, it is nuts. No, it's nuts. And, like, it's the one thing I, I really fear. It. I work in the forest, and I fear, yeah. fear, fear forest fires because they move so fast that you can't get out of their way. There's, you can't outrun them. I'm not outrunning them on a quad. What I got. I'm going to have a, a line running the perfect way to get away from it, so I'm going the exact right direction. No. Dude, and that's the thing. People think, oh, what do you mean? A quad? And they jump. It jumps, too. The fires can go faster than that. Like the fire, yeah. yeah. They, it jumps, creates its own wind. It like, yeah, and keeps moving. Like, as well as there's projectiles throwing throwing pine cones ahead to start more fires because that's how they reproduce. It's fucking nuts. I don't know. We should talk and about the ambers more often. Go ahead, uh, uh, Ozzy. Go ahead. Oh, I was just adding because of my gay ass, my slow leg. Sorry, I just said the ambers. I was just adding on to what Wes was saying. You know how fires those they throw little tiny amber spits that go really high, and then the winds carry them, and they're still alight because they're like a hardwood that's burning in the air can stay alight. Then it just touches down, put a little dryness, and then poof, starts up again in advance in different spots. Just another way to spread the bloody wild things. Yeah, I know. So like focused on on uh, forest uh, fires or whatever. I was doing the descriptions basically for all the strains, and I was <coughs> Morgana, and I was just reminiscing a little bit. I, you know, I've kind of bullshitted about it before, but I was talking about how you know the original cuvee, basically subcool bred uh, Pinot from uh, uh, Fishinado Mean Gene, that was like a clone only, very heavy wine cut, uh, very Afghani uh, wine cut. <coughs> And it was Subcool's favorite strain. You know, that was maybe sub, something Subcool said, but he was smoking it on every fucking live. Anytime somebody would ask him, when you smoking Sub, he'd be like, Cuvée, 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 because it was chocolate hash, man. He was like, it's chocolate hash, dude. Anyway, uh, it was really popular, because as you can imagine, chocolate hash, what? Tell me more. Take my money. Uh, or don't yeah. take, my money, just take my money, basically. That's what a lot of people were like. Well, fucking PGNE, PGNE of freaking Aaron Brockovich fame, the same electrical company that basically poisoned a bunch of fucking people. And Aaron, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts played the real Aaron Brockovich and, like, sued those people for tons of money. On uh, Sued PGNE on behalf of those people. I mean, horrific conditions from total negligence, like gross negligence. Wouldn't you know it? Those fuckers were grossly negligent again, and they didn't do any maintenance work around their telephone, like, or the electrical transformers and shit. And started a fucking fire. Let me just lose deep. Uh, you might be taking it. Uh, they, uh, fire started basically because they were terrible dry conditions. And what was it like 2018? I'm forgetting now already. I want to say it was 2018. And, uh, dude, I think it was 2018. Fuck, now I don't remember anymore. Because I went to the Emerald Cup, and I think I went to the Emerald Cup after it happened. And I remember driving through and it was like Bosnia and one side of the street would be normal. And the other side of the street looked like Bosnia, like a fucking, literally like a, an atomic bomb just obliterated half the street. Anyway, I'm babbling through the story. Uh, Subcool had essentially like 15 minutes of warning that his house was going to burn down. And then his house was burned down. Basically like the morning of the fire, 
uh, it was kind of a traumatic day. I guess I'm not going to get into it, but I know a little bit of the backstory. It was a little bit of a traumatic day for him already. Uh, they'd kind of gotten warning that the fire was sort of moving the other direction on the other side of their hill because the fire was basically all surrounding them in all different directions. He was already struggling to breathe because of all the fucking smoke. But they had indications that the fire's fine. Like for now, they're going to be safe. That all changed, and from what I know, Ms. Jill was the person that basically, he was fucking live streaming at the time. Ms. Jill basically, I think, uh, was driving and turned around or whatever. Anyway, she basically drove to their house and was calling him, like, get the fuck out of the house and leave because it's going to turn down. So he famously grabbed, like, the, the smoking tray that he basically had with him with one of his sidecars, uh, some hash that it was in his fucking tray, uh, a little jar of cuvee hash that Mr. Bond had basically just finished. And I think basically that was it and his two dogs. And he essentially walked out. And he wasn't thinking like, oh, this is like the end of my house. He was just like walking out because I don't, what the fuck is going on? What do you mean? Like, uh, he's still streaming on fucking uh, uh, Instagram. Like people on Instagram, I remember, were telling him like, uh, sub, get off the fucking live. Get like, get off Instagram and leave. Anyway, <laughs> like within a couple hours after that, his entire house burned down because the flames just literally rolled over that fucking hill. And uh, all of his seeds, he was telling people, you know, he was probably exaggerating a little bit, but he was saying like $8 million of seeds, on and on and on. The entire garden where Miss Jill and everybody else did all their breeding, all their mother stock, it all burned down. And so famously, he completely lost Cuvée, like what was left of Cuvée. I think he had like one or two seed packs in his pocket, literally. And then that, that jar of hash, and that was basically all that he had left of Cuvée. And so I was, I don't know, I was kind of writing a little bit of that, not, not that whole story, but just a little bit of that. In that and again like a fucking forest fire and again southern oregon now is completely uncontrolled forest fire california will probably have uncontrolled forest fires this year uh, i guess it, it plays a role in our cannabis scene i guess is what i'm saying go ahead yeah it's been the same like last year with the outdoor season it's, it was on our news um last night about how i'm um, the state here that um, Oregon and a few other places have got major forest fires again. Up in Northern California, it was raging. I remember they showed a few spots. I thought, Jesus, it wasn't into Washington yeah, yet. BC's on fire. Alberta's on, Alberta here's on fire too. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's huge everywhere. Hmm. <clears throat> People are going to need stuff for their outdoor crops in here. They've got. Uh, um, they put out over their giant big fields, they put this um, material down to stop the hail to come down because the hail really decimates crops and it's really fucked them up in the past. So they've um, thought it's more beneficial to put these big ass things over the fields. So it might be some for the future that um, maybe outdoor cannabis growers might have to somewhat get used to all these fires and implement some sort of system to get in, make it the norm. <laughs> all the smoke. Keep the ash off. The ash and just for it. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what's going on with this goddamn Zoom. <laughs> I'm signed in on another device. What are you talking about? Whatever. This is very frustrating. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, bear with us. We're, uh, or I'm at least. Experiencing technical difficulties. Experiencing technical difficulties with the goddamn Zoom, yeah. Um, I don't know how to log into my Zoom now while I'm live streaming. This is pretty ridiculous. Can you sign the types to one of us and then you log out type thing and come back in? Maybe. I just made West Engine host. Maybe I can try it. Well, just talk, among, talk amongst yourself. See you in a minute. And again, uh, hop on, folks. Uh, don't be a dick or show your dick. Uh, same rules as West Engine said. Uh, that's it. So hope to see, hope to see you in a few minutes.
Smash is showing something. What can he can tell us what's going on in his garden, maybe? Yeah, let me shut this fan off. Your spotlight. Put you on spot. Oh, not yet. Oh, I'll put you on spotlight. Smashed. <laughs> Try to do it with sunglasses on. Looks good. What are we looking at? So this is the papaya rum cake. Dank desert seeds. This is a papaya rum cake. That thing's nesting and turning all funky colors. Acting weird is the old school. Well, that's a, which one's that now? That's that uh, one that you were all, that's the one in the tent? Yep. The, that was that Black Domino, uh, refresh my uh, roof right here, Black Domino so, something. Afghani? Is that what it was? So, yeah, it was the UK cheese Black Domino. Right, okay, that's what it is. Um, I don't know. Oh, like, that is going to be a fat nub over there. But it looks like shit, kind of. And, like, you've seen the problem I had with her the last, like, the last time, too. I don't know if it's just a super, super hungry plant. But I don't know. Yeah, that's what this doesn't show any other deficiencies there. There's no um, like necrotic cells in the plant dying. There's no signs of that. It's just a yellow bleaching out, which is um, probably just a nitrogen drain. So it is like you said, it's a bit of a pig for its nutrients. They all look good, mate. Oh. That, that one's kind of, yeah, that one's like, I think on the downward of bulking up, like it's just focusing definitely on buds now. And there's definitely a lot to focus because like I kind of filled out the, like with three plants, I did a good job filling out this tent. I got to say so myself. Yeah, it looks yeah, not good. Bad. I mean, obviously, I got, I don't know if you have the mushroom bags right there. I got to get it up. I just have it on my side. Have you noticed anything with those mushroom bags at all? <laughs> um, yeah, that's the a right little bit. I mean, it, um, it bumps it up a little bit. But, I mean, I'm in the basement, so the ambient's pretty good, too. I think if you make the mushroom bags yourself, uh, I've heard that there's a little bit of production, but I, I've heard that there's really not much by the time you get them. Just, I guess I was asking because it's frustrating because they're, like, they're, they're still getting sold. They're still kind of moving. I feel yeah, like I wouldn't buy them. I would make start. it for sure. If you make them, then they're good, yeah. Yeah, make them for sure. Don't buy them because you don't know how long they've been sitting on that shelf. You don't know what really they put in there unless they like are stating it. More than anything else, I was talking to I was talking to one of the dudes at uh, Paul Stamets' company. What do they call it? Um, Post Defense. I think the dude's name was Tristan. What a fun name, right? Tristan, like from Tristan Isolde. Anyway, uh, the dude was telling me that uh, those mushroom bags do produce a fair amount of CO two, but right when they're starting to uh, um, what's the word for it? Isolate. When they're creating the mycelium, when they're first colonizing the, the bag, basically. But after they colonize the bag and there's already like white fuzz, evidently they're not producing all that much uh, uh, CO2 at that point. And that's unfortunately when all those bags, those commercial bags get shipped to you, is basically when they're already fuzzy. And he was saying like, if you, may, if you got them like right out of the factory, maybe, 
But even then, he was kind of skeptical, and that was like straight from one of the mushroom dudes. And remember that yeah. study done a while ago by one of the fellows that um, proved that you need about fifty percent of your growing space um, to give you enough CO two for your garden. So there, it's yeah to do something like crazy, like to make it like over a thousand or like I don't, they were doing something insane. I just like a little bit higher. Yeah. Than the <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, it looks good. What I, what I think those mushroom bags are cool for, and I actually kind of want to start uh, using some, is I just want to grow some mushrooms in the same space. Because like, <laughs> yeah. you have like a flower room and you got incidental light anyway. Like you could totally hang those mushrooms on the ceiling or somewhere else and they get mm -hmm. the kind of incidental 12 hours of light and nice growing conditions I'll for them. I'll tell you what you don't want to, you don't want to put in there is your, um, your kombucha because that um, releases those cystic acid and that's like um a thing that's going to stunt your plant and halt it up that's the gas that they put out naturally for them when there's problems mm -hmm. so, can you remind me what that plant is there on the bottom right this one mm -hmm. um this is the papaya rum cake looks nice nice leaf structure dude yeah. i cannot wait for this one they're nice looking mm -hmm. plants yeah like they all look good mate it's a good round um, so Wes, you know how I was saying, like, I don't know, it's, it's never transferred to any plants. These two have been in the garden with this thing. It's whole life pretty much from switching in between tents. My outdoor plants were in there with this thing. So I was like, so it's definitely just like, it's a very hungry plant back there. Um, Maybe even can a go bigger back there and show a little, Can you go back there and show a little closer? Yeah. And uh, you you have like a frame rate skipping. That's actually a little bit better now. There you go. Hold it really still because it was shaking quite a bit. I think that plant is just hungry. I've been feeding it though. That's the thing. I don't understand. What's those um those fan those brown fungal spots on the end of it? What's those? That's what I was saying. It's had What's that. It, it, it did it once. My, it's like doing it, and now it's doing it again. It look, got, almost looks looks like potassium. Yeah, me. So some kelp meal would do it. Well, but again, especially in organics, that's famous. That's why I don't even look at the the nutrient deficiency yeah. part. A lot of times, regular other stuff masks itself. Is masked is just a stupid. Yeah, well, if if you give it the if you give it kelp and it doesn't change it, then you need to look at the uh, the reverse of Mulder's chart to uh to magnesium. Oh, I gave it both, honestly, because I talked about this. You got a fungal disease, mate. That's what I reckon. You're gonna what you. You're going to get is a decreased yield, but you're going to get an increased turp production. So it's going to be um, you're going to get a bit of benefit in some way. Those dying cells, uh, those cell, the round necrotic cells. That's um, that's not good. They they kill the the scent. When the plant um senses something's going on, it kills the cells around it, and that's what you've got on the the plant there. So the plant's um kicked its own immune system in for some reason. So I reckon um you've got a fungal problem. Yeah, it's, I agree with Ozzy. It may not even have been something you do. Remember, like sometimes earlier, 
I said that way earlier, and everyone's like, no. And I'm like, I think it is, because it shouldn't be fucking. Yeah, but, but, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Smash had this problem before, and then when he went into the fresh 10-gallon, the problem cleared up. Mm. The problem stopped, remember? Now everybody remembers that when it went 10-gallon, that plant but I also stuff and looked it all again. off and stuff, too. And now it, it seems to be doing it again. So now the new growth is doing it as yeah, now no, the old growth is doing it now again. I mean, it's a Anything very slow growing problem. So either it is a deficiency, the plant's super hungry, but I guess we haven't asked you what you've been uh, earthworm casting. Earthworm casting. Well, earthworm castings don't have a lot of MPK. It is, I mean, that plant, how do I put this? Like, you'll say that a plant is hungry, but a lot of times it's hungry because it's building something. Like, a lot of times you won't have a plant that is just randomly hungry. And even though it's small, like that plant isn't all that big to be that hungry. I bet you have plenty of food in that soil. So Ozzy was right to kind of look for other uh, signs. And so he said, oh, that plant's hungry. Is it really? I mean, that plant is not that gigantic in a 10-gallon pot. It's still halfway through flower. Like in all honesty, that's too early for it to be that hungry. So you're probably going to have something else. Or or it could be a pH issue, maybe. But I think it's actually... I think she just doesn't like something. I think she just doesn't like something. Like, yeah, whether it's soil, say, like it, it could be just like potent talks about like the 5% of 5% of plant, no matter what you put them in, they just don't like it. If you put them in aquaponics, they hate aquaponics, uh, but every, every one of the other ones likes it. Uh, you put them in, you put them in a hydro system. Maybe they love that one. You put them in, uh, you put them in, in a living soil and they, they just do okay. So there is a percentage that just, just will not like whatever you're doing. If you're playing with unstable genetics, too, you, you get gene de deposition where there's, um, as it goes through its genetic states, it can miss one. So it might have a, uh, like a gene missing and it will show those traits under certain conditions. And I don't know where I was getting to. Sorry. I was at on to what Wiz was saying. Well, you know what? I, know I, I still think, think well, anyway, while I've got the mic. Oh, shit. Sorry about the leg. Go for it, Ozzy. Um, I think that you should add some beneficials um, in the way um, but to try and fix it up. And I just got rid of a bacteria and I had a fungal infection and I cleared them both up through doing the same thing by trying to see what um, they really require and get some real good source of them and make sure that they're alive. And, um, yeah, ate them in that. And I, I threw in probably, oh, maybe a dozen beneficials and um into a, in a concoction and um yeah it, it cleared up really nicely it was really really cool i was surprised you can see the new growth now is coming out where the new growth is normal but the old growth on the tips is, is fucked so it's, it's Pain, yeah. nothing it was Over. fine and then now it's not and i don't know whatever infection wouldn't hurt problematic because they they will reveal themselves at strange times and you'll think like oh my god i don't know what happened like everything was fine everything wasn't fine you just met the criteria. they've just been problem like yes. they've just been there the whole time and they had that then they found their moment to get in that's all they just they they were there the whole time if they were present on the on the outside of the lake they just found a weak moment wouldn't to get that in. be sporulated and wouldn't it infested and it would have been able it would have infested other plants i thought it may have it could be it may have just in the substrate. No, it's just in the substrate, mate. It's not actually um, in the phyllosphere, like above the substrate. It's in the rhizosphere. 
maybe yeah, those papaya, maybe yeah. all those papaya are just strong and have a good immune system and they don't, they just are able to fight off the fungal infection, you know? Yeah. There's going to be differences. It's, it's, like, it's like people. Not everybody dies from COVID, but some people die from COVID. And that, by the way, you know, I hate to, to go right after that, but uh, this is a selection process for your garden. Stuff that doesn't do well in your own garden, you don't keep. You know, like, it just sure. how do I put this? Like, you might fuck with it for a little while. I'm having that kind of issue right now where I have this uh, black lime plant that's just like perpetually unhappy in my garden, but I'd like it to be happy. Well, the reality is at some point I should let it go because if it's not happy in my garden, I'm just going to be... Uh, uh, First of all, it's, just, it's a plant that shouldn't exist in my garden. There's something about that plant that's weak. Like evolution basically would call that plant from my garden. So you should, yep. in this case, basically stick to those papayas as opposed to that. I guess that's where I'm getting to. I have uh, clones of them. Your environment, um, for whatever reason, it's it's probably in the soil. So I wouldn't reuse that soil in that pot. I would literally throw that yes. in the can. I wouldn't even throw it outside. I, I would throw, throw it in the garbage can. I'd put yep. it in a black garbage bag. Like literally, when you ever have a problem like that, I would throw that pot in a black garbage bag and toss it in the trash. Because you don't even want to spread it outside because that could yep. actually spread back. To the um, so I would try to isolate that plant a little bit. You know, I'd make sure the roots aren't touching. I'd make sure that uh, if you don't have a tray, like if, if it doesn't have its own tray, I would give it its own tray. So it's literally isolated from the rest of the Yeah, thing. it is. It's been by itself. As soon as I seen it, do it the first time. time. I'm saying this for everybody too. I would make oh. sure that basically that whole area is kind of sterilized. I would honestly let it finish. I mean, I I don't know. I guess that's a judgment call because, yeah. you know, whatever. Like Oz, I guess maybe you'll have a, a thought about this too. I would probably let it finish because it looks like it's going to limp to finish. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably going to be fine. Like Ozzy said, it's actually probably going to be really flavorful weed. It's not the kind of fungal infection that'll cause like a rot. I think it's a different, literally like a root issue basically. Mm -hmm. And so chances are, if you don't spread that soil to anything else, you won't spread that infection. So knock on wood, you might be fine. And on some level, I figure you already have that fungus in your environment right now. So whatever survives in your environment is already part of your selection process for the future. Stuff that doesn't survive, well, you call that stuff. I don't know. I, I guess oh, that's I've never had that problem it, before. But... Sorry, go ahead. I've never had this problem before. Oh, I don't doubt it. Smashed uh, that kind of stuff. Put it this way: never have had, never having a problem before. Is I was no going to cut it down. Problem. I really was, but I shipped it to a ten gallon. It looked like it was going to be stronger than anything it had with it, and then maybe smash. Maybe it was just a bad soil with some with a, with a, with a hot nutrient mix in it or something, uh, and you like or something like that. Like, I mean, the plants had problems for a long time. And you've been you've been battling with it, and then when then you seem to get it under 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 control for a little bit, and then yeah, you got it back, then you coming I, back. So what I did is I have other seeds of it going to see if it still does it again. I would toss it. I wouldn't. I, I haven't seen anything from that that I that we would remotely. I have. So. Have you? All right. I would look in the rest of the pack. I would forget that one. Yeah. Well, it's already halfway done. And yeah, I just started finish it out. Finish it out. Try it. Just but started I keep to do cut. this bullshit like two weeks, a week ago. And I'm like, are you serious? You're going to do this again? Like, I thought we were over this. <laughs> if it is, oh, if it is only, so how many weeks through flower is it right now? I really don't even try, know. And try to hold it a little bit more steady because the frames are jumping and it looks really jittery. It looks halfway done. Yeah, you're making me frame. Um... <laughs> I'd say day 30, day 35. 
I'd know, finish it out. Should be way older than that. Is it older than that? Because I think that's what we were talking about a few weeks ago. We were like, well, shit, you could either have two plants in that tent or you could finish it up. And the rest of us were like, yeah, fuck it, just finish it out. Yeah, so, finish yeah. it. I feel like, finish yeah, kind of like, yeah, see how it goes. If it goes downhill, then I would throw it in the trash. But if it's it kind of limps, like I would just, I would leave it. Yeah, limp it across the line. I think, yeah, I think, I think you limp across the line for sure. I don't even yeah, think it's I question. think I can finish it because I've, I don't know. Still got some it hasn't, on it. And all the, new on, on, all the new growth on the buds, like, it's so hard to, like, use this phone. I don't understand why. It's, I need something to uh, study. Like maybe that. go around the other side and, and get a little bit closer, maybe. You can pull through, Sally. You can pull through. You see how oh, there's yeah. none, none of the spotting on the new growth? It's just all this older growth like it was last time. It seems like it it hits it. But it's, just, it's the older growth that gets pulled out. I mean, plants always uh, focus all their energy on the newest growth, so they basically cannibalize the oldest growth. So, so I mean, I feel like I could definitely get it finished. Root. Pardon? I said I definitely think I could get it finished out. I could probably trim it really fucking heavy right now and then try to just get all the buds as fat as I possibly could. I got to figure well, out exactly how old it is. Actually, at this point, I don't know if I would trim it anymore. I don't know. What do you guys yeah. think? Oh, no, I'd leave it too because yeah, it's still yeah. photosynthesizing yeah, yeah. from uh, around those cells that are dead. It's still photosynthesizing and it's, clean. it's whinging because it's got um, problems from the substrate. Like Fumi said, it's not an airborne problem, so it's not going to um, – cross-contaminate yeah, with any other your plants anything else yeah. show that problem is what i don't get i have multiple different strains and they all couldn't be perfect because something just got into that with the transfer possibly something wasn't cleaned right um there could be loose spores in the air at that particular time um there's heaps of reasons and you know spores in the right conditions they can really spread very fast and they could even be around the endospores the ones that lay dormant that, that look like little this um seeds of what are they called seeds of um fungus they're little round things i got some photos of them recently that was really cool they couldn't even be a couple of them that got mixed in somehow that weren't clean properly it's really hard with um the right conditions for the right stuff and they just love it a little bit of glucose a little bit of oxygen water bang they're off Seeds can and seeds can come pre-inoculated with garbage. By the way, yes, pre-inoculated with uh, good stuff. We might get to that a little bit later. I should actually fucking talk about my seeds finally. Uh, but uh, mm. can definitely come inoculated with uh, viruses and. I, I I had that. I had a I had a big name breeder. Not gonna say. I'm not gonna say who it was. Uh, but I had a big name breeder. It was a hundred and twenty dollar pack of seeds. And it came, it came with a virus. It came with like, it, like variegation in the leaves right away. I took, uh, I showed potent on the show a while back and he was like, yeah, that's the, and I was like, I killed it immediately because I like, I just didn't want it staying in the room. And he said it was the right thing to do. Like, I'm going to yeah. have to finish this shit out. I think it might be spreading. Show us the other plant. That little spot there, those little spots. That's a, it's, that's put a, um, see how the leaves are coupled around on the edges? That's because it's put an acquired resistance into that, an isolated um, required resistance, where it's, you're going to start and induce it into that because the plant at the moment, that's putting out um, signaling jasmonic acid and salicylic acid to the other plants to say, shit, I'm under, a, I'm under attack here. Be, be, be ready. So the other plants have activated their immune systems as well, and that's probably what that is because it's really close to it. 
jasmonic acid is the one that uh terpene production, isn't it? Uh, well. <laughs> now I want to figure out where it came from. I think you're right. Listen. If you checked it, it would be nice to look it up. Jasmonic acid has a tendency to uh, instigate purpling in the plant. Uh, I had a jasmonic acid spray that you could like spray on the leaves and the plant would literally turn purple like for huh. an application or two if you wanted to uh, fuck with the photosynthesis in that way. Um, I thought it was interesting, uh, but I don't know if it was really a desired effect. I wouldn't do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. But you could also use it in, in the soil, apparently, as uh, it inspires increased purpling, apparently. But I can't say that I well, 100% believe that because, um, I don't know, I have purpling plants all the time, and it's it has more to do with the, the strain than anything else. So. So, Ozzy, um, if one seed in that pack, like specifically, like that, this is what gave me the problem. I can tell you that that the back plan is what is fucked up. It's been fucked up. I didn't know what it was. I thought this was weeks ago. I thought it was a deficiency, so I up potted it. It was like two, three weeks into flower. Um, And now it's starting to do it again. So you go with some. You got. So, oh, sorry. You can put some. Um, like you've got Pythium Fusarium. You've got something like that. Um, so you can go with their um, their biological control agent, which is. Uh, I don't know actually off the top of my head. I've I've used them in the past. I've sourced them. Um, they you might be able, you might be able to get the individual ones that they Pseudomonas florensis, I think. Um, you mightn't be able to get the individual ones, but you can get them in packs. Like if you look at different types of um, biofertilizers that the hydroponic stores put out, they'll have different, like you read the little individual bacteria and fungal names. Um, they have um, ones that you can get in there and they're the ones that you want for those. That's what I'd suggest. I'd do that. This one doesn't have anything on Houghton has also talked about uh, labs, actually. Like, we've, we've kind of joked about this before, but it's it's not actually a joke. Like, the lactobacillus serums are really effective at dealing with uh, fungal uh, the fungal issues. It's too late, but you can't use uh, – you don't use uh, lactobacilluses in flowering because lactobacilluses will stop the uh, THC from ripening. If While well, spray, – yeah, spray it on. It'll slow down. They'll slow down your ripening. So if you wanted to – if you wanted to slow down flowering, you could do the do it that way, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. What yeah, that's more for veg. Uh, what do you think the latest off, you use it for, or what's the latest you would use labs? Uh, just uh, three weeks in flower, just when it's when they're setting and like getting getting to be actual bud, like you know. When it and where you wouldn't want to spray a full any foliar on it, basically same same point, yeah. I think it's the seed stock. I think so too, man. And so that's why I say if you see it in one seed, eh, you're probably going to see it in the others. You know, like it's 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 safe to say that it's not worth 
dealing with. There's so much good stuff out there, you know. Like it could, I think it could be a, a just a bad mix of your soil. Maybe if, I don't know if you mix it yourself or got it out of a bag. Maybe it's a bag. Maybe it's came. Maybe just got a hot spot in the soil that they didn't mix on well, or 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 vice versa that it wasn't mixed in and you didn't get any of the amendments in there. You know, you just got a bunch of peat, so you so she's starving or who knows? Yeah. Uh, we can't hear you suddenly. Oh, my bad. I feed him once a week. So you were showing, by the way, that uh, down a lot, that uh, bio lot from down to earth. Is that what it was? Is that what it was that you were feeding them? I talked with that. Then the next week I'll do worm castings with worm power. Um, you know, I switch off every week. I do like something. I only do the bio life once in a while, like three times during veg, and then I do it like three times during flower. Uh, by the way, why do you do it like sporadically instead of just kind of tossing some in and kind of mixing it into the dirt? I do put some in. And I think, I guess I was just like, I don't know, maybe that came off as sarcastic. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. I think a lot of people do it that way. It's a very, um, I think more than anything, it's a response to how hydroponic growers actually grow their weed. Mm. And so organic growers inadvertently are doing the same I, kind of weed schedule for no good reason. I, I, yeah, I, 100%. I felt I did that a lot when I uh, switched over from hydroponic where I was mixing nutrients every day, checking pH, had something to do, something to do more out there. But now it's more just visiting plants, looking at plants, checking checking the health of plants. Yeah, just looking around, scoping for for uh, bugs and yeah, other vectors. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have days I talk to us and days I don't. It's if I'm not on a schedule, then what am I on? Well, you know what? Well, why why are you doing little top dress, little top dress, little top dress? Why aren't you just putting That's a why? bunch in your soil for that to start? And then it's I just do there have from castings in my soil to start. It takes a long time for those top dresses to break down. Like uh, even green grow, which is super, super micronized, it takes a real long time. So honestly, yeah. like uh, the stuff that you're top dressing now, you could honestly better consider that to be next flower's food. So like organics takes that long. So like as you're top dressing stuff, you're better off just kind of mixing it in and letting it go. Because like, unless, like you, you, unless you've got the phosphate solubilizing bacteria um, and the other ones to break it down, you're not yeah. making it readily available. It sort of sits there in unavailable form, like Fumi's saying. I always that is Ozzy's right. I always right. tighten de degrading bacteria. I use chitin. Trust me, I know my system. We can't, we can't hear you very well. I said I use chitin, and I'd get the chitin degrading bacteria in my my soils every time. Like I trust me, I know this system. Like I I've had the chitin degrade. I don't know. That's okay. Um, this is a good one, um, smashed, and this has got like 15 different types of um, inoculants in it, and they're really good beneficials, and there's some really good ones for antifungal in here as well. And I'm not going to talk about all the names because there's an actual shitload of them. Um, there's heaps for the fungi, and then up the top is all the be beneficial bacteria, and there's a little bit it's of trichoderma too. Man. If you really want this has fungus in it, I usually yeah, don't, I don't I know why you shit. You're trying to tell us like we're unaware of these products, Smash. Like down to earth BioLive is a delightful product. It is not an inoculation for your soil. It is not. It is you not even remotely an inoculation for your soil. Anyway. 
It's just a top dress. Literally all it is. It's just some fucking nutrients. He would roll his fucking eyes because he, he he doesn't have any need for that stuff. Like it's 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 fine. It's, it's down to earth is great. Those are lovely people, but it's just bio live, man. It's just bio live. It's just it's like saying some eggs, uh, eggs today. Let's stop talking about it. No, I, I how do I put this? I'm not trying to insult bio live or down to earth, but it is literally like just buying a, like a half dozen eggs. You, know, you still have yet to make your omelet. Or your what's sandwich. buying great white? What What's the difference? Maybe it might be less, but it still has. You know they are different. If I get fifty percent, I get fifty percent. If I get twenty five percent that are alive and spores that are active, I'm happy with twenty five percent. It's just something I have in an added okay, form. Okay, so for the I don't I don't want to talk about this again because we have kind of rehashed this exact conversation about 20, 30 fucking times. Uh, I know. Earth bio live. Please just listen for a moment. Down to earth. I'm bio gonna go. Live, please listen for a moment. Uh, down to earth bio live is just like a top dress. I don't, apparently he's mad. I was talking to Coop the other day about fucking people yelling about nutrients. Dude, I am fucking baffled to shit about this kind of stuff. I am baffled. Like Coop constantly has people yelling at him about uh, alfalfa. He, we were talking about the other day on Saturday. Fuck, how lucky was that? We got to hang out for even a few minutes. Uh, he's talking. Well, he said this before. He said this on our show. Uh, people yell at him about kelp and neem and alfalfa. Why? Like, did, did, did you make it? Did, did you pull it out of the fucking ocean yourself? Like, yeah, if you don't like it, don't use it. If you don't, if you don't believe in what the guy's saying, don't use it. Like, that's fine. Like, I, I yeah, I don't know. Why I got so defensive there. We weren't weren't criticizing his grow at all or anything. I don't know. I don't really took it that personal. I'm, I'm not sorry, I'm not Smash. Kind of, yeah. Like I don't know. I'm not going to apologize because I don't think anybody fucking did anything. I don't think I, I don't think anybody did. I don't think I don't anybody. Think did. I don't know why. I don't know why. We had the conversation, stuff. and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We found we found all kinds of shit happen on my show, and it just, dude, it, it it pulls the whole fucking show down. I've realized so many times. Like I try to just kind of move on and never talk. I know about the best it. is when we're just having fun, laughing, joking, having a great time, <laughs> and just carrying on. You know, like those are the best shows that we have. That's it. I don't know. That's exactly what Saturday was like. Saturday was like a super energetic, super great show. Even even though I drank a little too much on it, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I I hope I hope Smash is is, uh, not upset about something. But I I have to be honest. I'm not going to sit here and apologize for something I don't think we did wrong. There's been a number of times on the show where I just I'm left scratching my head, and I'm just. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the same thing I said to Cascadia, man. I can only be who I am, dude. I can only be who I am, and I'm not gonna like, pretend that I whatever. That's all any of us can be, of man. Stuff that I ignore on purpose. You know, I notice almost everything. You guys would be surprised. There's all kinds of stuff I fucking ignore, but sometimes I just can't. Whatever. Here's an example. Student whoever, whoever it is, I have no idea what you're talking about. They're wrong. That's it. Fuck They're off. Fucking, <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> Pseudomonas petita is one for septoria or pythium. I can't remember which one it is, but that's an example of why this is used. This is the, what the difference was, was this is something to a biological control for what he has. The other stuff is just a bio a fertilizer, which will actually stimulate the roots. So that was the difference, which was misunderstood. We were trying to actually get to the heart of what we thought was a question. Like, I, I actually thought there was a question there. I think Ozzy thought there was a question there, too, because we actually talk about growth on the show instead of just fucking drama. Uh, BioLive is a fertilizer. That product Ozzy was showing is actually like a mycological inoculant. Like, you're actually inoculating. I have heard kind of mixed things about that particular product, but that's that's literally like neither here nor there. That's like Coke versus Pepsi. Literally, Coke versus Pepsi is that kind of thing. 
but basically that's something you would inoculate your soil with to actually have like uh, fuck, every single name for all of them has ex uh, escaped my memory, the interadices and all that kind of stuff basically. And I think that one also has, uh, like you said, Pseudomonas and Trichoderma and a few other ones. Uh, I use VAM. Uh, that's the, again, I can't remember what the fucking uh, acronym is. Or sometimes I buy Bigfoot Mycorrhiza. And those are just liter literally different products. They're not actually uh, fertilizers in any way. They're, they're inoculants. There are quite a few people who say even the products that I just mentioned are kind of snake oil. And I have to be honest, every time I buy them, that's in the back of my head. Because I'm not sitting there with a microscope. At them. But whatever like vam is from bioag bioag's pretty legit so i kind of roll with it and i just kind of put them in there basically knowing like four months from now the micro is going to grow uh, going to grow but um I, don't know, I guess i'm babbling a little bit but ozzy do you have a different take on that no that's that's pretty much it yeah i was trying to look actually for the um the one to see the exactly the the name of the beneficials um to say what it was just to back up what i was saying here because that was the reason why i actually got this in the first place was because i had a fusarium or septoria problem um and sorry a pythium or septoria problem and um i fixed it i got rid of it so that's why i was trying to think all right well, if you get the right one you know you can um it'll help it'll actually that's what it eats and what it targets so it's a um an obligate um microbe that works and facilitates to exactly target those ones and that's i was only just suggesting that that's all i couldn't find it though Ozzy, i just have rolled i think the world's worst joint like I, none of this joint has been puffable so far and i'm halfway through i've lit it like 40 times like i don't know how i made every single mistake on this joint and now i can see like there's empty cavity spots like this joint is never going to burn right <laughs> like a you got too much resin on it that's probably why it's not better, right? Is it? It's not just <laughs> oh, too, much, too much weed in your oh, resin. Dude. Dude, we didn't even say, like, uh, we were talking yesterday. Like, I don't know, I don't want to capitalize on it or whatever, but uh, yeah, this is very sad. Frenchy Canoli passed away. We were, I guess, we were talking about it a bit yesterday. I didn't know him very well. You knew him quite well. Uh, I'm just, I'm sad from a distance more than anything. You know, I'm never going to get to know him well. Uh, I, I saw his content a lot, so I'm just very sad. It's this guy that knew a, a mountain of stuff that I'll never get to meet, you know, but you actually considered him a friend, I think. Anyway, how you doing, dude? Hello, Steve. Oh, you're talking to me, yes. I thought so. <laughs> Somebody else. Yeah, I had a chance to hang out with them at the Regenerative Conference. Uh, a couple of those at Emerald Cup at his class and then also uh, uh, just a couple of times just around the Bay Area at a couple of different at a New West Summit and at or no next next West Summit or I don't know some Oakland thing that we went to and, and got a really good uh, we won best product at that one um, but that was a, a long time ago but yeah it was uh, we were just talking about I think the last time I spoke to them was at Indo Expo in, uh, uh, in Colorado so a couple of years, about two years ago, I think it was, yeah. it sucked. He, I mean, shit, the shit that man forgot. Is more yeah, he, he, than, he's uh, forgotten more about hash than will most of us will ever know. Yeah. Um, just the fact that he knew so more ways to make hash and, and a better understanding of hash 
and traditional hash making than probably any other living human being in terms of different methods all at once and how they relate to each other. There, there is no other human being that knew, you know, more than him on that topic. And by a country mile too, like not even close. Like there's a lot of people that have lived in different parts of the world. He lived in like all of the hash producing ones, you know, India, Morocco, Afghanistan, you know, before the Taliban and everything else. So his, his and you know they got rid of a lot of that traditional hash making tradition that was just lost after that right so like there's so much that he got a chance to witness that just is gone forever now you know and that's i'm not even talking about frenchie i'm talking about just stuff that he witnessed is, is no longer even a practice you know <laughs> so just sucks i uh the rutger hauer improvised i guess that line the uh Battle cruisers off the shoulders of Orion, blah 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 blah, in, in Blade Runner. But what a like beautiful line! Like I think I remember that more than anything. Just the death of an entire or a race or whatever else. And it's the same kind of thing. You can have this death of an entire scope of knowledge when one person dies. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he's uh, truly was, uh, in my opinion, the god of hash. There was nobody else that even comes close. Not even remotely so and not only that but just ultra kind guy like whoever saw him not happy as fuck whoever saw him not just speak nothing but but highly of everyone around him so. sorry about the crashing in the back the dogs are playing with the bones and happy to share everything he knew with you like he, look at all those videos he put up for him like taught me how to make freaking hash for free like yeah, if you want to learn how to make really good bubble hash, how to wash and clean and, and really get the most out of your hash in terms of quality, you know, he has wonderful multi-step how-to videos on his website, FrenchyCannoli.com, and on his YouTube, Frenchy Cannoli's uh, YouTube. And highly, highly advise checking him out. And then listen to his incredible talks. He did so many talks about just the history of hash. I remember like just I, I was super stoked to hear him talk about that at Indo Expo. Just he wasn't talking anything at all about how to make hash now. It was all just history stuff. <laughs> to me, it was far cooler than anything else anyone else was talking about the whole convention, you know? So just and just super, super cool guy, you know, just fun as fuck to hang out with. Yeah. I, 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 lo I love when those say when the, 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 the old timers, the uh, reminisce, uh, like it's great. Like I would love for Coot to bring on some photos sometime, maybe like from some of his travels. I'm sure he's got a couple and show some of those. I, I man, and just tell a few stories along with it, man. It'd be, that'd be freaking make an awesome show. Not only that, but Frenchie used to pop into the castle now and then too, over at Dennis Perone's house. And oh yeah. Nice. Patients too. So, you know, he was a big part of that community. Ed Rosenthal used to pop in regularly over there. So, you know, there's a lot. I mean, that place, if you had a chance to go there when 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 Dennis was alive, really was one of a kind. It was basically it must have been amazing. the door of cannabis legends, basically. I imagine. I imagine. That must have been something. Yeah. So, and that's still one of my favorite places to go when I'm in town now. Uh, I'm not sure if Jeff still lives there. I think his brother still lives there to this day, but I got to double check on that. I haven't uh, checked on him in a minute. I haven't heard from Wayne actually in a month or two as well. I'll have to check in on him. I used to hear from him at least once or twice a month, and I haven't heard from him in the last month. So I hope he's okay. Yeah, hopefully he's just caught up with life. 
yeah well San Fran also like fully became uh, able to uh, you know walk the streets again so I'm sure he's out making up for lost time as well well exactly if you know Wayne man Wayne's another person like Frenchie man just constant smile fun as fuck fun as fuck to be around and just a blast to, to chill with yeah you know here's his uh, great interview on here and on um, and on your show we have, uh, um, I'm working on some cool guests with Fumi. I was hoping to get one of them on today and he didn't get back to me in time, but we have some cool guests lined up that have agreed to come on to help you guys uh, bring some more, some people you guys have talked about before on the show, uh, some friends of mine that uh, I think you guys will be pretty stoked on. So we'll, I'm working on trying to get that going as best I can. I'm not even going to ask because I'm just hoping it's who I think it is. So <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, other than that, I'm uh, off to Georgia next week working on the project I've been working on out there for the last three or four months. Uh, fuck, when did I go out there? I think it was in March or April. I was last out there and they we went, uh, got our inspection, passed with flying colors. So now we're ready to bring the greenhouses online now that we got all that signed off on. Um, bring online a bunch of new filtration and a bunch of other stuff. So that'll be super cool. I'm going to try and do a live next week from there. Um, but the internet connection was real shit there last time. So I'm hoping that we have better Wi-Fi than we did last time. Otherwise, maybe we'll do like a film thing and then I'll like play the video kind of like we did with the South African episode where like we have kind of a video that we play uh, and maybe try to do something like that. Hopefully that'll... Uh, and then this week we have a super cool chef uh, that I met out in um, uh, Dallas and at uh, Austin at the Lucky Leaf Expos. Super cool guy, really knowledgeable chef. So that'll be cool. We'll be talking about uh, different types of ways to do home preparations of cannabis stuff and his book and stuff like that. So that'll be neat. And then we have, um, um, who else do we? We have a bunch of cool guests lined up right now. We have Luna uh, Whitcomb uh, from Skunk Magazine. She'll be coming on in, in August. We have somebody else super cool lined up for August too. Oh, uh, Land Race um, Cannabis. Uh, hold on. I want to. Oh, my phone's over there. But Land Race uh, Cannabis Genetics Society or Land Race Preservation Society. They have a huge new Mexican and Central American project that they're going to be uh announcing on the on the thing and talking about formally and doing a bunch of cool stuff with so that'll be another one in the beginning of august you're not going to want to miss so we've got a ton of cool guests lined up and uh yeah just it's been really good as far as that's the show. awesome and we've also been averaging uh, uh more people the last uh, month month and a half we've got a, a noticeable step up in the increase in subscribers per per week so you know i guess uh Proving people wrong isn't always bad online. <laughs> uh, what's the expression supposed to be? I don't remember anymore because it seems like there's so much bullshit. I was going to say bullshit walks and such and such talks. I don't know. Bullshit talks a lot these days. I don't know anymore. One of my biggest critics had nine viewers the other day for his three hour, <laughs> which was fucking spectacular. That was uh, put a smile on. People don't yeah. buy any bullshit when it's bullshit. Right. I don't know. You want to think that, uh, and I, I guess I've seen, I don't know, maybe as I'm saying this, I should be less cynical. I've been saying over and over, I should be less cynical. 
there used to be a couple of YouTubers that I remember were um, openly derided because they said so much dumb garbage, so much transparently dumb garbage. And one dude, I don't know, for all I know, maybe he even still has a YouTube channel because he kept getting his YouTube channel shut down because he would say also inflammatory dumb shit and he'd get his account reported and whatever. So, you know, something would happen or he'd switch mm -hmm. accounts and periodically he'd come back. I guess I'm not going to say who he is, but he was, uh, his persona was a character basically from the King of the Hill places and the, the King of the Hill show. And the dude was just like, he, he would pull stuff out of his ass. And so, I don't know, for all I know, I'm hoping that he doesn't still have his channel, but I think like he's not one of those guys that now has 100,000 subscribers. You know what I mean? Like he didn't get a ton of clout by being a dipshit. You know, like, so every once in a while, like, I was going to say, oh, you know, there's a bunch of dumbasses that say stuff online. But actually, when you when you look at it, like, there's a lot of idiots that don't move very far. You know, like, people can kind of smell through their nonsense in some cases. I don't know. I'd like to think that that was more true. Do you think that is true, true potent? I, I mean, you just kind of see it over time. You kind of, who's been around? Who's still putting out education that people listen to? Who's still, who's got a library of education? Like, there you can and look at and a great example of this look at all the podcasts out there there's you know for everyone that has uh 100 episodes there's you know 75 that never hit episode 100 you know where some either a co-host dispute or life change people have kids and don't have time to do podcasting like uh, uh thousands of different things people's youtubes get fucked with and they just give up because they're so frustrated i mean fuck i've gotten to that point almost at one point where i was really wondering how much it was worth it but at the end of the day the community has been there for me even through some of the shittiest parts of my life and the community was the only place that i had to talk to you know when i was in africa my mom passed away suddenly you know so you know i heard from people i hadn't heard from in a long time um you know and it was a uh, uh uh, really cool. And actually shout out to Kevin Jodry. He was one of the first people to, to send me a private message as soon as I posted it, you know, and that was when uh, a lot of there, there was a lot of uh, supposed beef between him and I, which was completely bullshit and unfounded, but it was just funny to hear from even people that like, even you didn't even expect to hear from right away or, or even at all in that situation reached out to you in that situation. You kind of see in that same thing too with, we saw that when Stony Scholar passed away, you know, we, the whole community came together. We were able to raise over $1,300 for his wife. You know what I mean? And that was just the bunch of us that, that threw in the handful of money that we had to, to help him out, you know? So you really do see the community come together when, when, when stuff happens. Same thing with like future cannabis project. They, they've done fuck how many different fire uh, uh, auctions, seed auctions for the fire relief and everything else. Like hats off to Peter for all that fucking hard work. Like yeah, they put in a bunch of work last year. Yeah, uh, this year is going to be just the same, you know, We're, I almost feel like we need to just do a year round one and make it a monthly silent auction just to support, you know, the general fire fund at this point, because there really is no off season. That's anymore. not a bad idea, Steve. You know, because of how fucked everything is, you, you almost have to do it that way, you know, just to, to, to do it. So, you know, you really do see the community come together in ways that most other communities really don't when shit hits the fan. So, you know, props off, props to the whole community, you know. And fuck, how many tributes have you guys seen about Frenchie today? You know, I, st I still think Nick Atiz was the best, though. Frenchie dancing his ass off by himself at that concert. 
because I hadn't seen it, but I should go back and look. Well, I'll find it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, dude, I don't know what the fuck. I was trying to figure out how to share, like, your story. Like, D had, so West had Frenchie as a story, and I was like, how do I do this shit? And I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. What a cool guy. I went and watched, I was watching some of it, a couple of his videos there earlier today, and he was talking about how, how he got to, uh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, got to finding the uh, the uh, finest hash, and I guess the day before he went to start making hash, he cut his hand, and so when he had when he was making his chara, he had to make it extra tough not to inflame his wound, right? And then by doing that, he made the cleanest stuff he ever made. So after that, for the rest of his career, he was very very mindful about being gentle and caressing the plant softly so that, uh, so that he, uh, got the cleanest stuff possible. I thought that was pretty cool. And he actually like went and lived like with these hashmen in caves and like, in like in their houses and uh, with their families and like for, for, for months and months at a time. And then would end up taking, I, I think he would take that hash down to, uh, down to India and stuff, down to Goa Beach and stuff, and would be selling there and then take some of it back to, uh, I would assume, France with him. But yeah, he's a little bit of an international smuggler, I'd say, too. A little bit, probably. Allegedly. That's my favorite memory so far of anyone's posted is that video from Nicotine. I just puts a fucking smile on my face, even though he's gone. It was a nice comment too. Frenchie was a vibe. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up. For real. Oh, that's awful. Uh, I didn't even occur to me. Uh, Greeny Houdini's freezer went out and the shrimp and fish went out. Like basically went bad. And it didn't even occur to me. Oh, right. It smells terrible too. So not only did you lose like tons of gumbo and whatever else, but also it's like it smells horrible. An excuse to make FAA. How do you make FAA? Just a little weight of sugar into the into the freezer, close the top for a year, you're good. It's <laughs> <laughs> broken already. <laughs> Weigh it all, mix it 50% with sugar, sprinkle in a little IMO, reseal it, forget it's there until next year. <laughs> Worth a shot. Uh, what could hurt? Like, uh, well, I guess you could make like it could become like a fish bomb. Like if there was too much pressure in there, it would explode and put like rotting fish pulp everywhere. Yeah, take, take your fish sticks out first. Okay. The fish shrapnel, fish bones, or whatever. Um, well, the bones are good. The bones will the MO will eat the bones and dissolve it right. Everything dissolves everything right in eventually. So let's say actually for the sake of argument, this is kind of a stupid thought, but like, okay, let's say your fridge did go out and it was filled with like last year's seafood or shrimp or fish or whatever, just like a bunch of, uh, you went fishing basically last year and you had a, a fridge filled with freaking uh, clams, mussels and salmon and it all went bad. Can you, and the, the, the fridge itself is bad. Could you literally just bury it in the ground, fill it with sugar and then just hope for the best and like pull it out a year from now? I mean, you could. You I realized the stupid thing that I just asked. Trash can and mixing it with the, because you could like 
you could just dump it in there and then dump the sugar and like tilt it at like a 45 and just roll it back and forth to mix it so you wouldn't have to fuck you know you wouldn't get your hands all stinky no you don't have like the whole and then, then you put the lid on and you're good you could duct tape it shut <laughs> and see what, you know what happens the, the you wait until the jehovah's witnesses come and you ask yo i need your help real quick though <laughs> you move it you say well that's listen i caught this dude fucking my wife you don't need to know any more than that <laughs> you just let him think that they're helping dispose of a body <laughs> how are you today if you if you did lock it he would um the it would go through the full microbe stage because it would be aerobic at the start. So then that would break down into the vinegar stage, which would be the methogenesis, and the sulfur, then methogenesis, and then um, it would be anaerobic. And then it would start producing all the anaerobes in there. And then it might start and produce, um, because it's an anaerobic environment, pathogens. That's where they like to breed. So then they might kick in at the end of the cycle. So when you open it up, you might get a big spore-filled gasp of um, something that you didn't really want, possibly. Yeah, if it wasn't clean before it went in, if there was something nasty. So this is the reason why you inoculate with proper ion lactobacillus. You need the competitive excluders. <laughs> no, seriously though, like on a on a reg, on a, like a more serious note, if you have um, like a farm, so you have chickens, and uh, you know anyone that has chickens knows like the coop smells like shit, right? Like it just sucks. And no matter what you do, it never smells good. You can just take labs at like a one to twenty dilution, or even a one to ten dilution. And I got a five to 10% basically of a container, mix it up with your water and spray it down and it, it'll eat down that stink and it does not stink anymore. Like if you have pig pens, cow pens, you, you have like a, you know, you got some manure and the neighbor's kind of pissed off about it. You can spray that on there. It'll knock that scent down heavily. We, we have a little patch out in our yard where our dog is at nighttime. We keep them on a cable just because they're capable of they're escape artists, right? But, so at nighttime they go on the cable and uh, their area, you know, gets a little bit stinkier than some of the other parts of the yard. We just go out there and spray a little bit of labs, and you know, a day or two later, it's fine. I mean, those um, like pet odor removal things are basically just like enzymes distilled, I think, from labs, aren't they? Sometimes they even say like lactobacillus, something or other. What to say? Yeah, a lot of them aren't that much different chemically than EM one. <laughs> I'll tell you something even crazier. So, like, we had some plants to put outside by the barn, in the barn, in order to, um, let me find the picture here, in order to uh, allow them to um, harden off, you know, get used to the temperature outside and everything else. Oh, I'll find it. But there's, anyways, there's a picture of cat, basically the cat took shit in one of the pots and uh, the IMO immediately colonized it. And I'll find it, give me a minute. But anyway, so you can even have like crazy contamination directly into your pots. And if your stuff's on lock, you won't have to worry about it. 
like even in the event of a catastrophic contamination you're completely fine hold on i think i'm close to i have two entirely too many pictures and these are better organized one thing i would say if you ever get into farm you know farm cannabis take as many pictures as possible even if your plant's fucked you can go back and learn from it later um you know, I'm so, I, I kicked myself how many times I wish I had taken pictures before I had fixed someone's problem in a grow, um, before I immediately took action and didn't do the before picture, you know? And also take pictures of the bad times too, because a lot of th people think, I don't want photos of that, but it's so good to learn off. You can think, how bad did it actually get? What, what happened back when I did that? What treatment, remember after I did that, what was the result? So yeah, it helps with that too. The bad times, over. Logging anything weird that you put in here, it is. This is the picture I want to show. There you go. So that was cat shit that, <laughs> that uh, got colonized by uh, IMO. So it's fungal, fungally colonized uh, cat shit. But, uh, you know, even in the event of a, a direct contamination by a cat shitting in the pot when we were hardening them off outside because they hopped over the little fence there. Um, you know, obviously we didn't put this one out for, for medical production, but the point is, is that, you know, medically speaking, this, the mushrooms are actively colonizing this and immediately, you know, preventing any type of, of pathogen spread, um, because we were dosing regularly with liquid IMO and, and labs on a, on a regular basis to make sure everything stays populated. And when you have a truly healthy living system, you can have crazy shit happen, even like direct contamination and the system will solve itself. That's, you that's think if one seed came with like a fungal dominant like spore, the whole pack would have it? Depends on what's if it's um how how it's transmitted. What yeah, if it needs vectors or the wind or how it's vectored around? Little fruiting bodies for the mushrooms trying to grow out the side of it. Just starting. I don't know. I, I thought it was super cool. It's kind of disgusting, but it's super cool. <laughs> it's cool, mate, because it proves what you said. It proves that, you know, the, the natural systems are actually working if you've got everything in the right place, even at that worst case scenario with the bad shit that could possibly cause some problems down the track. Nuts taken care of because your um, living system has actually all on top of it before you could even notice it. <laughs> Weren't they doing this on a big scale? I forgot what animal shit they were trying to get rid of, but I heard, heard them using like like uh, fungal dominance to like help in fields and cow pastures and, and shit like that, for real. Yeah, so there's a guy that came out to the second ever Science of Regenerative Organic Cannabis Cultivation Conference. I'm probably the only person that can ever recite that name from memory aside from Josh. Um, and get it right. Um, anyways, uh, this guy, we nicknamed him Cowboy. I don't remember what his real name was, but this dude was like as Republican as humans come, right? Like he's a rancher from Montana. He owns like 180,000 acres or 80,000 acres or some, you know, crazy large cattle ranch. And he came out there because he tried it just on his calf plot for one season after hearing a thing on Chris Trump talk. And he got a 35% increase in um, uh, his fertility of his uh, calves and how many calves survived from inception all the way to uh, market. And he wow. was, I have never done anything on my farm and I have tried spending every single high dollar thing that I have ever been shown 
nothing has ever worked like that did. And he came there to learn how to do it on the rest of his farm from Chris. So after that, it was like, whoa, this is more than just the, the weed growers. This is, this is going to change big ag once this fully takes off. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And, and I think it will too. I mean, look at, you know, if we can start teaching KNF and, and, and combining some of the traditional natural farming methods from other parts of the world with the traditional KNF and Jadam and kind of build kind of a global natural farming, you know, and combine everyone's learned knowledge together, kind of slowly happening right now. Um, uh, that, and then start teaching it and translating that in other languages. I don't think anything else has the possibility of having as much of an economic and, and uh, impact on the planet. And not, not only economic, but the ability to feed more people with the small amount of knowledge and anything else. Like, like that, especially having been to Africa myself now and seeing what it can do on the soils there. There's absolutely like, and the cost that they can do it at there, anybody can afford. You can be the poorest person in Bumblefuck, nowhere Zimbabwe, and afford KNF, right? You don't have to go buy some special chemicals. You don't have to go buy some fucking Monsanto seeds. You don't have to go buy some special program and some special bullshit. It's shit you make from what's on your property sugar, rice, and milk, right? So at the end of the day, that, that's it. And then, you know, you obviously, get into some specialized but we can adapt that to each con continent long term you know we'll be able to figure that out once we have some more research done so i truly think that that really is the thing that can change the world more than any other idea or concept that we can put energy behind is trying to translate green natural farming and other natural farming methods into other languages as much as possible and then disseminating that to the poorest farmers that's really what will do it so getting it into mobile phone formats and getting it translated as well as possible is going to help more people than anything else that we can put our time into and i'm fully and it, and this proves why this is um conventional versus organic farming and you'll see here that yield might be a little bit higher from the um, conventional farming than the organic but you have to look at down here at the profitability way way higher off organics than actual conventional because in the long run you're not paying for all of these extra stuff of the workers the biotics the all the, the pesticides all of the stuff to, to re um renumerate the soils etc etc where you get with this so there's that's just a quick little spin-off from what um Ponics was going on about how beneficial it is and everybody's reverting back to this organic way now because they realize it's the, it's the future over Like, like, um, dude, even the fucking billionaires are trying to um, get into organics. Uh, Coot sent me something the other day, and of course I can't remember where it was, so I won't be able to find it. But I guess, uh, you know, Bill Gates and Bezos and all those fuckers are basically buying up all kinds of uh, land in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Northern California, just uh, plotting uh, organic... Um, in this circumstance, that this particular article was about like uh, I think soy and soy similar stuff, basically for like fake beef, like fake. Um, you know, I'm forgetting half the goddamn story. But anyway, they're basically focused on organic plot at scale or organic farming at scale. Go ahead. I, but to me, that's really bizarre. Like, and this you see the big weed companies doing this, and I've had the chance to actually work with a couple and go overseas for some of these larger companies, or maybe not larger companies, but people that have kind of a longer term outlook. 
Um, but you're going to see a lot of food production shift back to some areas that are more traditional, like Colombia, um, Southern Africa. Um, you know, Asia is putting a ton of investment into agricultural infrastructure in Southern Africa because they need to produce food and they don't have the space to do it over there, right? They do in Africa, though, and they got the labor to do it and they're cheaper, right? So, and especially if the Chinese, a lot of people that don't know this, and I'm sure someone's going to call me racist for saying this, but it's the truth because I've seen it. Um, and the Chinese actually send a lot of their dissidents and their prisoners over to do the construction projects and farm projects in other countries, particularly countries that are looking to willing to look the other way uh, as to whether or not their workers are prisoners or not, um, which in Africa is a little more so than other parts of the world. So um, you, you definitely see that in Africa a lot more where they're prison camps, basically, that are building stuff for uh, the Chinese government over there. Um, yeah. It's weird. The uh, and in Antigua, potent the uh, they have a Chinese project going there, and they have armed guards keeping the workers inside. It's really quite different. Yeah, yeah. they have to, in Zimbabwe. They have to buy from their own shops. They they can go out and stuff, but they can't like purchase goods or they're they're limited on you know certain amount. Bring yeah, you were saying where is it Jamaica where they held you guys up? No, and well, in Jamaica, I have to deal with the Jamaicans, which are generally pretty reasonable people to deal with. Even the police there have been, at least in my experience, is fairly reasonable. Um, I haven't been shooken down too bad. Um, usually, they just ask me for weed, so our weed's usually better. Than, you were telling us a, you were telling a story. You were like, they made me go there and everything, and like I had to like show them there were all these seeds were like good to come into the country. Oh, that was in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in Zimbabwe, we, I was sitting at the border and we had a whole at the airport waiting on our seeds because we got a confirmation our seeds were waiting at the airport when we go. And uh, I'm picking up 20,000 seeds uh, to go. So they open the bag and it reeks, right? Because these seeds are like freshly harvested. They have resin on them and shit, right? They weren't washed. So it smells like like a dispensary now in the in the whole part of the airport so the cops are like laughing about it and then they're like all right well like you didn't seriously think we were going to give these to you right and i'm like whoa 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 here's my paperwork here's the thing with the ministry of agriculture and if i need to get on the phone right now with the ministry of health or if i need to call the prime the assistant prime minister right now like i will make your i will make your day real fucking shitty dude like I can go way above your head. Like, let's let's have a let's start this conversation again. And he realized I wasn't fucking playing. And then he took my paperwork and then he didn't know if it was legit. So he went and asked his boss. So I had to sit there and wait for him to go. And then he didn't know. So he had to ask his boss, right? He had to go up game. And then finally they come back and all of them agree that it looks legit and that they're gonna give them to me. And then the head dude's like, why don't we test the dog since we know what it is? Let's see if the dogs do it. Uh, so they, they take the package, they close it back up and they put it out on the floor with like six other packages. And, and then they get their dogs and they walk up and they have them sniff the packages and they don't hit on the package. Suddenly they're fucking pissed the fuck off. They got ripped the fuck off on their expensive ass dogs that weren't trained to smell shit. And, just happen to randomly get lucky once in a while and suddenly their super friendly ha ha manner went into like 
really angry. And then I was like, yo, so are we good now? Y'all approved my papers. Can I just get my stuff and get the fuck up out of here? <laughs> so, so me and Rudy grab that shit and get the fuck up out of the airport. <laughs> but yeah, that was, yeah a, that was a close call. I uh I was flying. I've well, heard if you buy your guard dogs from West Indians, uh, Emporium, they they sometimes come like that. They don't work very well. Yeah. I was gonna say in Jamaica, they kind of test the dogs first to make sure that they're pretty aggressive before they. Uh, I know the ones <laughs> that guarded our docks were where all the guys worked in on the docks. Man, there was like a sliver of space you could sneak by between the dogs on the chains. Otherwise, you're gonna lose a limb. <laughs> A whole nother dab in here. We had a in Jamaica too, though. They poisoned five of our dogs just to try and yeah, get them. they do that. That happened to me too in Antigua. They they, they just because like people don't to their dogs, right? So the dogs running all over, and then like the wild dogs will pack up, right? And they'll start like killing people's goats and people's sheep and and start attacking cows and so, right? And it's different because you people tie their cows up down there. A lot yeah. of farmers don't have their own land so what they'll do is they'll come and they'll talk to somebody who has land and say hey can i make a deal uh i could graze my cows on your land and you and i give you a piece of beef when i heart when i uh, butcher right and that's usually what, what goes on right so anyways uh but the dogs get out of control so the government just goes around and randomly throws poison meat all over them they don't tell they don't tell they don't even put up notices nothing they don't tell you like keep your dog inside tie your dog don't do nothing like no man like i've had Two really good dogs die that way. Yeah. No, there's and yeah. Jamaica and then just. Yeah, it's sad. Sad. Terrible way to deal with it. Yeah. I, the nice thing about it is like in. Oh, it's not a nice thing. That's never a nice thing. But like in Jamaica, like State Farm Insurance, the police, and the company that gives you the new dogs is all one person. So you go, you go and you tell the person in the neighborhood that's supposed to be responsible for security and, and then you get new puppies and the jewelry from the guys who stole, killed the dogs and stole the car and the car returned to the driveway. So, <laughs> and they take know some top shots as well. missing trip to, to, to let them think about what they've done. <laughs> you must know a shot <laughs> So anyways, it's just funny how like it doesn't matter where you go in the world. It's the same set of services. It's just how many people wear how many hats that serve those services change depending on what country to country at the end of the day. Yeah. Caledonia, cheers, dude. Night, Caledonia. Night. Good night, y'all. <clears throat> I'm a little, uh, little toasty, and I'm going to call it a night. So uh, have a great week, everyone. See you. Catch you on the flip side. Take care. Good one. Uh, toasty. What is it? What is it outside? It's been pleasant lately. Uh, I was worried that this summer was going to be, like, just horrific based on that freaking heat dome event or whatever, but it's actually been, like, uh, low 80s. Really nice. On this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm back to seasonal up here. We're uh, we're gonna be a hundred for the next week. Yeah, it's stuck. I mean, that's it. As soon as I say that, it'll be like some freak event or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
but be <laughs> that shit. Was bullshit. They were calling for like 80s for the last week, and then suddenly yeah. they changed the fucking forecasting. It's like fuck you, asshole. You, you don't get to do that. Well, at the same time, they could have kept the old forecast, and then you would have been mad. I mean, if I knew it was coming, I would have probably done a few more things to the house, but it is what it is. Maybe the weather changed its mind. Maybe it was like it was going to go left, but then turn right. Some of those things, yeah. It's all right. We'd, we'll be moving soon enough, so I'll be good. How's that process going to be? Uh, we were supposed to move Friday, and now it's looks, looking like August 8th or 12th, so more bullshit, but the house is in better shape after a second inspection than we initially thought. So that's a good thing. The other nice thing is we're kicking canine unit cops out of their house. So that's always good. When does that ever happen? Yeah, they have that. So because we have the two wolf dogs, we just happen to stumble into someone as a nice high fence because they have a canine unit, which can get over fences and they're trained to do that, right? So. Uh, they have a super high fence that worked out really good for us just kind of by accident. But I definitely got a good giggle out of that, you know. Pirate dogs instead of canine dogs. Well, their their gun their uh, their armory will be my new grow room, so I'm pretty stoked. That's dope. Dude, I I, I love that they have an armory. Does every, does every Oklahoma house have an armory? No, but every steroid-fueled cop does. <laughs> Dude, seriously, can you imagine having a whole room dedicated well, okay. only to okay. munitions? I used to, I, used to work, <laughs> I used to work very closely with the guy, and I used to work, and where our farm was, they had a whole concrete driveway. Well, underneath the entire length of the driveway was an indoor shooting range. Well, and I had a full gunsmithing shop, so you could like go work on your gun, take it downstairs, make sure it was working, and if something wasn't right, go back upstairs and fix it. It was fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking sweet. I'm very jealous of that setup. His metalworking shop was fucking tits. My one of my good friends growing up, dad, like at his house had. Safe after safe after safe after safe after safe, like the big gun safes that like you'll never move again either, unless you like have dollies and a few guys. But yeah, they were all full. He was in the Marines and shit. I have a I have a bunch of my grandfather's guns. We have a bunch of Buffalo guns, some Spanish American War guns, back in Pennsylvania. And my family, we have a big vault at my parents' house, and uh, or not a vault, but it's a they have a couple of stand-up gun safes in the garage in the back there where it's all locked up. So uh, all my fancy collector guns are still at my parents' house. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm big into that kind of stuff, especially old collector stuff, right? Like ivory stuff and, and old, like, pre-World War One stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Real AKs. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I have a, uh, the fuck is it called? The repeating rifle? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but I got one of those. Winchester? Too. Winchester, thank you. I have one of those that was my grandfather's and stuff. We used to go hunting together when I was a kid. So just a bunch of stuff that reminds me of being a kid. You know what I mean? Those are the fun ones. It's the lever action. It's literally the funnest way to shoot yours. When I moved out west, it was like, do I want to bring that or do I want to bring all the glassware? And I'm driving through all these red states. So I brought the glassware because uh, as long as it's clean, they can't prove what it's for. So, you know, if I have an armory, 
How many guns do you have? You only have 10 guns? Well, you can't pass through unless you have 20 guns. Yeah. You only have nine? Here, take take this one. No, you're good. Take my extra guns. Take my pocket guns. <laughs> no, but like, you know, my I went to William Tennant High School in Pennsylvania, and, you know, we had won multiple rifle competitions in the state. We had a whole bunch of trophies in the case. You know, can you imagine rifle teams in schools now? People would lose their goddamn mind. I mean, the, the state of California, literally half those people's heads would explode. Archery used to be a thing, too. They don't yeah, do that I, anymore either. I had archery. I had archery. Me personally. I had archery in high school as part of my gym class. Is that not part of gym class anymore? Is that too violent for the fucking kids now? Goddamn snowflakes. Jesus Christ. I don't you think I... Archery? I don't think I had archery, but, like, my gym teacher let us play football. <laughs> Like, he would bring us out back and be like, all right, guys, go ahead. And pretty much, like, there was, like, the girls would play soccer and the guys would have a football game because he was, like, a football coach. So he didn't care. He would bring us up on the practice field and stuff. It's always fun. I remember we had a, my, my seventh grade teacher, <coughs> Mr. Wilson, and Jim, he was a big, like, if two boys got into a fist fight, you had to finish the fight. Like none of this pussy shit. So like you're gonna throw down, you're gonna fight. And I broke this kid's collarbone, and he got in a bunch of trouble. Yeah, there was a. I don't know. It always seems like there's a teacher that let the fight me happen. Assault and arrested me. No. Like, I mean, all of us. I mean, I'm sure all of us got into a bunch of fist fights in high school, or elementary school, middle school. Like that's how shit was back in the '90s and '80s, right? Like if someone picked on you, you took it. You know, you did something about it, right? You didn't go whine about it. You didn't go fucking make a blog or fucking bitch about it. <laughs> Who cares? Go beat their ass. <laughs> you know what that means? You need to learn a martial art. <laughs> I don't know. You're it, good. You're quicker. Like, use your strengths. That's what life is about. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying the bullying's good, but learning how to deal with them is. <laughs> I'm happy the one place that stayed around is, like, the hardcore scene where you can actually go mosh and stuff and have fun. Um, but you got to, like, even nowadays, you got to worry about gangs and stuff at those shows. It's not it, – shit's changed, man. Shit really has changed. Where was I? Was it Portland? I think it was Portland, Maine. You had to do like an eye, like a face scan, and if you were like a known gang member, you were not allowed into nightclubs. And I was like, "This is like, when the fuck did this happen in America? Like, this is not American. Like, this is <laughs> some fucking like fired to be part of a gang." Already as, 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 as the same token, I'm happy not to have gang members in the bar. So I mean, like, I mean, I'm not really. I mean, opposed to this. Two, okay, so the two most hardcore gang members I know from my high school, and I'm talking about the most violent two individuals from my high school that I'm aware of. One of them works for, used to work for Goldman Sachs, now works for J.P. Morgan. <laughs> the other one is now an accountant for Comcast. That's about so right. they up the le- okay, well they up their gang and their level of steam that they roll with. Okay, they're like, gang, gang, no, gang, gang, gang. Uh huh. So uh, when do we do the beating? <laughs> I'm just saying that like certain cultures don't really change; they just get higher budgets. 
Fair enough. Everybody was kung fu fighting, Greeny says. It'd be funny if they were. There's a lot of people who probably cannot kung fu fight. They would slap. Uh, oh, never mind. I can't say that story on the on air. Never mind. So one of me and one of those guys had a really funny incident with some undercover cops. And I'll leave it at that. Well, we thought it was funny. I don't think they did. Right. I bet they have a different version of that story, yeah. They had a long nap after they thought they were about to arrest us. That does sound really funny. <laughs> I may have heard that story. I think it was fucking well, funny, I, This sounds like the greatest story ever. Uh, I gotta, I gotta look up the statute of limitations of that one. <laughs> what? It's more... I mean, that'll do it. Greeny Houdini saying she roundhouse kicked a neighbor boy as a kid knocked him out cold, uh, landed it perfectly. It was amazing. Again, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess the long and short of it is we went actually this. This happened more than 20 years ago. Well, maybe not 20, but more than 10. So I'm sure that the statute of limitations has expired. I don't think they would have let guns in our school anyways because there were so many fights like all the time. Um, it just wouldn't have been a smart idea. <laughs> like, they, they, we, there was literally a spot to go in my – like every school probably had one, but this one was always being used. Like, where to go to fight? <laughs> it was like a little, like, back – corner behind some stairs it was kind of fucking weird or no it was we didn't have archery i wish that like i grew like my dad taught me archery that's how i learned and guns that's how i learned but i don't think it would have been a good idea in my school (laughs) it's a difficult subject because uh i don't know i don't even want to like freaking dip my toe in it because there's a lot of people i know who are not fundamentally anti-gun. I think the whole discussion in this country has gotten really pretty warped. Like, there's a ton of left-wing people who are really, really into guns and archery and bow hunting and all kinds of shit. People have crossbows and ancient Mosin-Nuggets and whatever the fuck. Ninja stars, uh, stuff like that. discussion in this country has been, at least in the U.S., you know, other countries, it's very different probably. But, because, uh, you know, the rules are very different in other countries. But in the U.S., we're, we're tradition, of course, very... Uh, pro-gun the discussion has been kind of monopolized by a couple of actual gun lobbies like the nra is an actual gun manufacturers lobby like how weird is that it's fucking, it's weird and it's apparently also really 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 corrupt like, really powerful yeah. corrupt. like the dude that's in charge right now he has like swimming pool parties and stuff with nra money it's, it's absolutely fucking farcical when you read about it uh that's the the people that have kind of taken over the entire gun discussion and it becomes really a toxic discussion to the point that when there is like a really traumatic event like any of a number of goddamn school shootings that we have in this country then right after that people like the nra will actually do they'll say deliberately offensive stuff there's actually a strategy behind that that actually leads them to have closer uh, ties to their followers at least the donations and everything else like there's a rhyme to their fucking reason honestly but it's really gross because it makes the discussion really toxic. You know what I mean? So that it gets to the point where nobody thinks anyone has anything rational to say, which is actually the opposite of the truth. A lot of people have love that stuff, man. To say, but the discussion, the whole conversation has been so toxified that you almost can't have a conversation. You know what I mean? 
It's it yeah, but then we see. I watched Demolition uh, Ranch, and if you ever swing by YouTube and put that name in, he's got five million, six million subscribers and shit. There's a lot of gunheads out there. Yeah, I think he has a huge channel, one of the biggest. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of his stuff. He's actually not that far from where we live. He's a couple hours away. I've been trying to meet him. He's been going to Cletus's events all the time with his cars. So, like, hopefully one day I can get to the car event at the same time as all the YouTubers and stuff and meet all the people. Did you also know his channel, I think? Uh, and knows a lot about veterinary stuff. Yeah. 10.2 million subscribers that guy has. Oh, yeah. Damn. I watched a video today and I didn't even look at the number because I just knew it was absurd. He does crazy things, but here's the problem. So I'll tell you some, I'll tell you a story. I had a buddy that was trying to get into like the, he shot, he had a license to carry and he had like locks and like beautiful guns and he went to the range and he was trying to post videos on it. He got a thousand subscribers trying to monetize his shit and they just weren't letting him. They weren't letting him make any money. He got to 5,000 subscribers. They weren't letting him make anything for some reason. He's like, dude, I, I just, this is stupid. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty much working at this now. Like, I'm making a bunch of videos. Like, every week I'm going to the range. I'm spending money on ammo. I'm spending money on my gun, cleaning it, like, stuff like that. And he's like, this, this platform's not giving me anything. So he ended up stopping. And he did a lot of gun safety. And that was what I thought was the cool thing. Well, YouTube, yeah, YouTube is, is pretty relentless. There was this dude. He's still on YouTube. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, he'll come to me. Uh, but basically, his whole channel is, like, un-YouTubable. Like, a YouTube basically hates his fucking guts, even though every time he posts a video, he gets 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 hits. Uh, he's all about woodworking with handmade tools. Like, he basically makes power tools. Fucking his name will come to me in a second. Um Shit, like probably half the people in the chat know who I'm talking about. Smash Bros. Trying to think. Slingshot channel. like a German name, actually. Like Yorg Sprav, Slingshot channel guy. No, but that guy is another funny fucking channel. Crazy Russian hacker. He started the YouTubers Union. He started the YouTubers Union, and then filed YouTubers as a formal union that you can join in the EU in order to enforce EU union laws on um, on uh, like right to tell people why their stuff's being taken down, right to like uh, uh, properly appeal and not have your shit just disappear and get nuked out of for no reason and like actual like full legal protections. And you can actually join uh, the YouTubers union and, and be part of that as well. I actually applied for my YouTube channel as part of that. If you guys are wanting to learn more on the specific topic, um, they are one of the best groups and they actually have money for lawyers to go after YouTube. Dude, that would be interesting because YouTube, even when you have a small channel, it's very capricious. Like I've noticed that myself, it's almost impossible to grow as a channel. My subscribers have gone way the fuck down in the last month or two uh how do i put this uh you can go to other channels like other channels that you follow or friendly channels whatever you can look for the recommended videos a lot of times our videos used to be recommended now they're not uh not that's not even to mention like i said earlier in the show like the patreon's been shadow banned and stuff like a lot of these companies make it really difficult for uh, smaller channels for esoteric reasons 
to, to move forward. Sometimes uh, you won't be breaking the rules in any way and another channel will do fine, but you won't and you have no real reason to know or understanding how to fix that or mm -hmm. it's really, it's a, it's a black box, you know? So it's, Same it's, thing with TikTok, like TikToks like that, you'll see people post like smoking videos and like weed and stuff and some videos get away, but then some videos get flagged for certain shit. Dude, I don't fucking know, man. Like, it's a cool platform, and I, it would be... Listen, they have something set up right where you can get a lot of views quick. That's why a lot of the younger generation went there for the dancing and stuff, and you'll see, dude, I go through this thing, and you see every age, every age on that thing. Like, I'm talking old, like, southern guys, bikers. You see Hells Angels, Mongols. Dude, I see addicts i dude everything's on that now but we mouth, boy. we can't fucking post like this is, this is oh why we got to use cannabis cannabis is the place where you can post all this shit it's built by friends built by jr token and uh q grows who are people that have been in the community for a long time like a lot of the rest of us and they're definitely putting in the effort to try and get the back end and i actually helped uh, with their back end testing for uploading videos to try and figure out what was going wrong with doing the longer podcast uploads. So I don't know where they're at with the public rollout on that, but I know that they're they're getting close to getting the uh, the back end of that to be pretty comparable to Instagram and other things where you'll be able to do longer format stuff as well. And it really will be a full blown alternative that really will be cannabis and mushroom focused and and welcoming of all those things and people that want to sponsor that and put you money. Say that, it. but like. I've been on cannabis and I don't get followers on there. I don't. I get followers on Instagram. And I barely get those. And it's once in a while, somehow my, my image reached someone that it didn't reach before. But cannabis, I literally had to, yeah, it's still kind of new. At the beginning, I asked Q, I was like, you specifically can ask Q to post your, um, like an image or something up and he'll like tag it. So you see it when you first open cannabis and stuff like, but I don't know. I just, I don't want to do that. I thought it would organically come on that website and it just didn't, it just didn't like, you know what I mean? I got it when it first came out. I literally have a sticker. It's on this side. You guys can't see it, but my hand is here. There's a sticker right here for cannabis. I was really down for it, bro. Yeah, so the um, uh, there I've had I've actually advertised my class on there, and they were one of the better returns that I've ever gotten as far as advertisements and then response rates to customers. Um, so at least from that rate, and again, I'm not saying this because they're my friends. It's legit been the highest dollar spent to the dollar return that we've ever put in for advertising, and we try to do it semi regularly for that reason. Um, because again, it's hyper targeted. So if you are if you do have a business, I can definitely tell you it's it's really good for that for sure. You know, I bet you I could pay Instagram to promote one of my cannabis pictures. I guarantee you I could. I've seen that option before. <laughs> what would it do? Would it just get you some followers and stuff? I don't know. I'm going to try it, though, and see if what happens. Fuck it. I only have 100 followers anyways again. I lost my good one. It uh, Instagram doesn't deprioritize everybody. It just deprioritizes a lot of people. Like there's there's a few accounts that have actually grown significantly. I just noticed uh, 
she deserves it. Miss Rad Reefer, she richly deserves her account growing, but I think it's doubled in the last like maybe year. She used to have 100,000 subscribers, now it's 200,000. Props to her, she makes great content. But then I'll see other people, for example, uh, Team Turpin, his content has gone, or his uh, subscriber follower list has gone from like 50, don't quote me on this, let's call it 52 to 54. Something like that. So it's barely, barely gone up, even though like it's. Yeah, me too. I'm stuck at 111 That's on my YouTube. My tiny account. Yeah, it's just like it barely ekes across and, and everything else. It's, it's very unpredictable, honestly, like the way that uh, the, the, the sort of algorithm touches you, you know? Yeah, one day I'll have like. One day, like I'll, especially on YouTube, you notice like one video will like, get somehow four or five hundred views and then it will go back down to 20, 30. 20 and then i like i did the pokemon stuff because i'm a nerd and that didn't get shit for some reason which makes no sense <laughs> you know what i mean tagged as children stuff because with the new youtube algorithm you have to kind of make sure it's not tagged as children stuff and with pokemon because if you do with the chip if it gets not always say no yeah oh yeah that's because it gets really fucked on the indexing because I know if you say yes, you guys, like, it's, some people couldn't comment. You know what I mean? Like, if you say yes, it, this is for children, apparently it shuts off commenting, I guess. Yep. And that fucks your algorithm quite a bit off the top. Yeah, so I always put no, um, but I'd never go into the advanced settings. I mean, I figure no, this isn't, like, they give me a setting to press. They shouldn't be penalizing they gave me an age restriction the other day and i pressed no not for kids <laughs> how do you do that how do you do that yeah i don't know i've given up on trying to make any rhyme or reason of youtube stuff i just i have my set rules where if i'm going to link somebody unless they have something that's squeaky clean i have I to want this system to pay me a little bit and i'll be happy <laughs> i have to uh, link their social media accounts instead of their websites and stuff to keep us from getting flagged because when we just tried to host everyone's links from the um virtual aquaponic cannabis conference uh we got within one strike of losing the channel until everything got resolved as far as appeals so that was really scary uh almost losing the entire channel over just trying to host an event uh, so after that uh it's social media accounts only for links just uh, and I, I i wish i could do something different when we link it on any other platform aside from youtube we include them we just can't do it on youtube so when we repost it in audio format we try to include people's website links and stuff like that and on other platforms we just have to be a little more careful on youtube because they just let the algorithms run wild and you know although i have i'll tell you the response times i've noticed after hitting 10,000 subscribers is definitely faster um I get a response within the same day, whereas before it was like, hey, I might get a response. Dude, it's a funky algorithm too. You've got to, but the thing is, it's either you've got to sit there and take the time to learn it, to figure out it, or you're not going to figure it out. Like I like TikTok, I've like got to the point where I can show, I can pretty much show my like garden going and stuff. And it's like, it's thank God the two front plants are doing amazing. They look good at least um but uh, you know what i mean and not get it pulled down um but i showed oil containers empty at that like empty these things and it got taken down it's just weird you gotta learn that shit if you want to like it kind of like commit to it 
Somebody said, uh, asked, or was commenting that people make money on here. There, there's nobody on YouTube that makes content for cannabis that's actually making enough revenue off of YouTube. I, there's not a single human being on all of YouTube that makes cannabis content that makes a living from it. They might there's make a it couple Patreon or off of their other platforms. Yes, but they ain't making it off of that check from YouTube. Uh, you know no, what they I had to what they did is they bounced off their big channel and made a regular channel that shows nothing and it's just talking. So, That's like how how to get around it. You bounce, you take your big can like I, I'm not going to say who did it, but you guys could probably figure it out if you look at the system. There's a couple places that just talk and not smoke cannabis on their second channels. So, so just to give you an idea I've had a YouTube channel now. I don't know when the, this this was made in 2014. April 11th of 2014 is when this channel was created. All right. So, in that time, and that encompasses the almost a million views on the YouTube channel over the whole time, I've made about $400. And of that, there's like some kind of issue with how their shit works, and I've never been able to pull a dollar out. So that's how much. And yeah, I, I think the stuff me ever, but there's no fucking money in this. And everything you list for cannabis is demonetized immediately. So you, you don't make a dime off of anything that's cannabis related. So unless you go into hyper specifics on pests, that's why I'm going like in a different direction. <laughs> you guys ask me why I love cars. <laughs> Cause I can actually maybe get, a, like it's easy to get followers for cars you drive fast you do burnouts you fucking do donuts and i can gain followers like this i guarantee you i can get like just a, like fumi i can bet you i can ask fumidor and be like hey can you help me make one of these clickbaity fucking um titles or like screens and dude those videos would blow up you know what i mean like it's just it just happens like that you see it it sucks because <laughs> we try and it's just like, yeah, go fuck yourselves, guys. And I don't even try to give knowledge. I just try to show my shit off. And I'm just like, yeah, this is going on. And I don't know what this is. It, it did it before. And you know what I mean? I don't try to like spit knowledge. I just kind of say what I did today and I just show things off. Speaking of showing things off, uh, Dan Carino might be watching. <laughs> he probably thinks I'm joking. But I literally, uh, he was he was pretending that I was like a McDonald's snob, like I'm anti-McDonaldist or whatever, like I'm uh, what uh, I don't know, prejudiced against McDonald's. I'm not prejudiced against McDonald's. I mean, a little bit. The corporate model is kind of garbage. But like, if the burgers were fire, I would say like, well, you know, the corporate model is trash, but the burgers are fire or something. You know, like In-N-Out Burger. I love In-N-Out Burger, but they're mostly in California. They have a couple in Oregon, but they're kind of South, South Oregon. I don't think I've ever had In-N-Out guys. Burgers. Oh my fucking god! I mean, they're very simple burgers. Don't get me wrong. They don't have bacon. They don't have any eggs on them or anything else. I like, couldn't ask for bacon, bacon though. No, you can't. They don't. They literally only. Uh, have that's not fun beef. though. I mean, those burgers are excellent. I have to be honest. I'll, I'll travel far and wide. For Not to say that I don't love, I'll travel. love bacon cheeseburgers, but In-N-Out doesn't sell bacon. That's all it is. They just they sell beef and, and no bacon. Um, so I'm not like uh, prejudiced against freaking chain burger places, whatever. But like I actually went to the steak. Uh, I went to uh, McDonald's again and picked up a couple of Big Macs. Actually, they accidentally sold me two Big Macs. I only wanted one Big Mac, but they fucking sold me two. 
I guess I was bouquet of bullshit in my life, but hey, whatever. I had two to take photos of, uh, and then <laughs> just in case for a control, the uh, quarter pounder with cheese. Actually, the quarter pounder with cheese was decent and looked all right. So I have to be honest, it was okay. Um, That's all I get. And by the way, this time was better than the last time. Like I was comp- complaining last time, and Dankarina was like, "Well, I feel like you're just fucking racist against McDonald's and shit. You feel like it's cool, cool to make fun of McDonald's." Uh, that time was definitely shittier than than. Well, Dankarino, I am. I I I think it's trash. I, I can't believe you put that in yourself. So, come on and look at here. Say that it's like. I think it is like. If you get there and there's not a line and you kind of know someone that works, just like everything, just like we go to the dispensaries. How much like, do you have to get to get edible food? Man? Shit. I, dude, I I don't mind their burgers. Like I gotta burger, I gotta know somebody not to get spit in my food. Like you no, know, I dude, I wouldn't work. Like I still know, like dude, I used to do DoorDash and stuff like a couple of years ago, and like you just met everyone. You know what I mean? They would give me free food all the time. Like, I would go to Five Guys, and they'd be like, you hungry? Yep, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Like, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm driving around, fucking burger, burger, burger. Nah, I like I like nuggets, too, and chicken sandwiches, but I'm not all fast food. Once in a while, like, McDonald's, like, once a week, maybe, at the most, once every two weeks, I'll have, like, a McDonald's or a Burger King. Yeah, dude, those, those meals are so bad for you. And if you eat them like once in a while, it's fine. But if you eat them like every goddamn day, and I've known a ton of people that that's their lunch, just like burgers and a fry. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing to think that he would probably be carrying around at any given time. Like at any given time, I'm probably carrying around... Uh, an eighth or a quarter of weed, probably two different strains, maybe only one strain. But if I had my druthers, I'd have a little case with me and I'd have probably like, I don't know, five different things or five joints pre-rolled, all the different strains. Funny to think that he probably always had like five or seven different balls of hash with him at any given time, you know? Like that's kind of sewer right there, man. McDonald's in Europe is pretty dank. Actually, it is. It is kind of good. Um You'll go and like, I don't know, how do you, how to put this, uh, I don't know, you'll meet a friend in, in Europe and they'll be like, oh, have you tried the McDo's or whatever? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, the McDo's. Yeah, you know they always forget that it's an American company or something. I fucking don't know. But they're always like really, or maybe they're proud of it being an American. I don't even know, but they'll always take you to like the McDonald's and the fries will always be really good. And the burgers will actually be really good because they actually use real meat, like real beef, not adulterated with fucking soybean worms or whatever the fuck they do. Like. <laughs> spice worms from Arrakis or some shit. I don't know. It can't import the garbage all right. due to all the laws about food quality in the UK. So like, they have to make their own burgers over there. So like, come up totally different. Hold on. If I was gonna put him in line to like closest to real burger, I would definitely have to go. What's that, Putin? There's a new Dune trailer coming out tomorrow. Just is there? Like, if I would have to go to worst to best, it would definitely be worst. Like, McDonald's is most of the time always worst. Mm. Burger King is... So, yeah. But you can get a decent double quarter pounder, quarter pounder once in a while, some nuggets and some decent fries. Like at McDonald's, 
Dude, what's Rarely. A burger. How hard is it to fuck up a burger? I have to be fucking it, frank on it, this. Like how, yeah, it's that's very difficult to make a really good burger. <laughs> but how hard is it to fuck up fried meat on bread? Like they don't. It, it's just people that don't care. Second, no. Well, that's the thing. You have to stop for a second and say, like, how is it possible that McDonald's, despite all their research teams and their chemical analysis, <laughs> all this different shit, how are they that fucking bad still? The you know, easiest way to get me the. Uh, addicted to something is make it good. I mean, like, <laughs> that's why the McFlurries are so good when you can get them and their machines are working. Right? Apparently, there's a whole scam behind the McFlurry machines, and it's like there's only one repair company. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I think Wendy's burgers are pretty good. Like yeah, Wendy's is alright. They, they put mayonnaise on everything, and I don't really like mayonnaise, so I have to tell them to take it off. And most of the time, Wendy's they don't take it off. When Man, that spicy nice chicken pack. sandwich. Sorry. That spicy chicken yeah. sandwich at Wendy's. Man, that is I can't uh-huh. I can't have a burger from there. That thing is so good. Okay, come on now. Stop. Nothing's open. It's <laughs> one o'clock here, guys. You know, we're not like some of you guys in the uh, west coast there. Everybody's still get food right now. Do go to McDonald's right now? No, I'll pass. Thanks. You can go to Cumbies and get a I've pizza heard, if I really felt like it, bro. But I mean, I used to be the person that drank Monster and ate beef jerky all the time. Like, drank Monster religiously, like, one after the other. I don't do that shit no more. Like, I used to eat out, like, McDonald's every day. It was like a mall rat, like show like i used to go to concerts all the times so like we'd go to the concert and then we'd always get fast food after concerts and shit and it just wasn't a thing but i try to be more healthy now like maybe once every couple weeks i like i know someone that works there so i don't pay for it burger king at least so at least i know it's going to be a decent like burger I don't care how drunk I am. I am not eating food at a place named Cumbies. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's Cumberland Farms. It's just everyone calls it Cumbies. It used to be 7-Eleven. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it used to be Store 24. Anyone remember those things? No, we, I think it was an East Coast thing. They used to, we used to have them everywhere. They were open 24. They used to be called Store 24. It was like R711. <laughs> Dude, the 7-Eleven hot dogs used to be a secret. Like, if you lived in a small town that didn't have a lot going on, you know, at midnight or whatever, like, oh, okay, we can go get the 7-Eleven hot dogs. They probably give yeah. you food. They're tasty. That's what Cum- Cumberland Farms is, but they have, like, a whole menu you can order now and stuff. But it's all fucking not good food. You know, it's all microwave pretty much. The pizza is like super duper. It's like Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's super mediocre, but it was a fond memory of my childhood. I, but it's not me too. I grew up at a roller skating rink. My dad worked there at like not Chuck E. Cheese, but a, a different roller skating rink that pretty much had the same type of pizzas. Uh, by the way, uh, pizza is apparently the most significant. Uh, I just mm. threw that right in my yeah. oh, God damn it. Uh, it's apparently the most significant uh, food item or em- exported food item. Doing, I'm messing that up. I should just show the article. Who sent me? Uh, we have the best pizza in the world, according to fancy people. Portland has the best pizza, so suck it. 
I feel bad for the chat. If anyone's hungry or trying not to eat or on a fast or something, we're talking about stop food. talking about food. Do you actually even ask us? Like, please stop talking about food. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take a dab. Are we close to a twenty? Oh, we are close to a twenty. Should I do? Holy wait, God. you got watermelon runts, West? You said. I don't know if you're muted. You're muted, buddy. Lilac diesel crosses watermelon skittles by ethos. Oh, I have watermelon runs. Or wait, it says Z Zunts. It says Zunts. <laughs> does Z's it, it nuts? <laughs> it does. Hold on. Maybe it's this way. No, it's definitely wa- watermelon Zunts. I don't know what he meant to say, but this one. Damn, he fucked me on the. No. He'll, I'll ask him. He must have been in a rush. The guy that made him, he dropped him off before the show and he was like, Hey, buddy. And I was like, Oh, okay. He told me what they were, but I forgot. But they look good. Hold on. I can show them off. I'm like talking. This one is fire. Like, I, so fruity and like terp, like fruit terps and. Yeah. The cameraman yes. says uh, he's in New York. Action Bronson has a pizza shop. I'm sorry, man. You guys, uh, you guys lost. You guys fucking lost. I have to show this article now because they're all going to think that I'm just lying. Um, I don't know, man. I've never been there, but I've been to New York and I've tried Arthur Avenue. And Arthur Avenue is really the best yeah, pizza I've ever had. You haven't been to Pizza Shoals? Well, you haven't been to Pizza Shoals, man. This one smells good too. This one's more of like uh Jimmy, you're not gonna diamond. you're not gonna believe I just googled best pizza in the world 2021. And it's of Russia. <laughs> the pizza it. Hello, comrades. Welcome to <laughs> No pizza for you. The Napoleon Del Tillo is the best pizzerina in the world, according to the Pizzerola Masters on the podium of the popular jury, Pizza, Russia, Lithuania, and Spain. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. That's only, they only did it in three countries. You don't believe them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's Google favoritism. They paid him. They probably <laughs> did pay him. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I'm taking this one early because if not, I'll be late. So cheers. <laughs> five minutes. I've been meaning to go on our little uh, Google expeditions. Why is this taking forever to send? We used to go on like Google Maps uh, expeditions. Yeah, man. We went to Machu Picchu one time. Yeah, that was pretty right? cool. Is that fun? Yeah. That was all right. Zimbabwe. Go to Zimbabwe. Let's do this. Kill the kangaroos. Tell you this story so you guys don't think I'm lying. Uh, I was watching something today about tribes. What's the best pizza city in the USA? Modernist authors have a surprise for you. Uh, You know they're right because they're rich as fuck. Uh, It's up to you after all, New York. 
It's not up to you after all, New York. At Chicago, the wind has been taken out of your fucking deep dish ass sails. Uh, that's exactly what it said on CNN. Uh, the honor of pizza, the best pizza city in the United States goes not to those traditional standard bearers of pizza, but instead to that innovative West Coast upstart of Portland, motherfucking Oregon. That's according to Nathan Mirvold and Francisco Migoya, authors of the in, in upcoming encyclopedic modernist pizza scheduled to be released in October. Take that. I mean, you have the pizza go with the weed, I guess. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, where are we headed to? Uh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Somewhere cool. What's a cool spot in Zimbabwe? PP. Potentonics. Have it up already. Give me a funeral. Yo, great. Zimbabwe is fucking cool. It's old as fuck. It's one of the oldest sites. Which spot should we go to? Have a smoke at. Which spot do you think we should smoke at? Can I get a zebra on my pizza, please? Cape of Good Hope. He said nowhere was pizza. Can I get some zebra on my pizza, please? (laughs) I'd like some rhinoceros on my pizza, please. I only eat endangered species. (laughs) What was the pig's name in Lion King? Uh, Pumba. Pumba. Pumba Pumba. and Timon was uh, was the other one. Pumba. Mayor Cat. Where I put us, I put us somewhere cool in Zimbabwe, I think. Looks cool. Looks like there's good. Oh, you know what? I know where it's cool in Zimbabwe. Manipools. Manipools is probably the coolest place for animals in the whole part of the whole country. Hold on. I got to put my dad right down. Give me a second. Manipool? Yeah. I'm as fluent with this as Fumi. He does this way better. I just felt like. I had it up. Go for it. I got it. Nails just find a random place. Yeah, this is like the kind of stuff you see there. These are all taken at mana pools. It's insane. Like hyenas and shit come up like raccoons to take your trash and shit from your tent. It's fucking insane. Uh There it is with people. Good to see they still exist. <laughs> places I've ever been to in my whole life. It's the most wild place I've ever been to. Where like it looks like just the way it did before humans existed. No homies. Right, nowhere near the top of the food chain. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of the coolest places there is. And there's all kinds of places you can rent on the river and stuff. Just don't go wandering Here. around. I am there. But like, you know, you can do that kind of shit, right? Like, not a lot of places. I I can walk. It doesn't seem like I can walk. One minute warning. That's probably one of the coolest places. You just gotta like, don't go swimming. Number one thing. Don't forget to bring a towel. There's only one little spot at Mano Pool, so I guess I'll show this off. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. All right, Smash, your turn. This is the only spot it will let me go to here. Like, I grab the little dude and I put it down like you, Fumi, and it literally gives me this little thought that I'm standing on. But um, this is where he was just showing you. I can definitely see a hippo. 
Pickles are dangerous. That's definitely. Yeah, that's true. They're vicious motherfuckers. That looks like a hippo head, to me at least. Yeah, there's a, there's a hippo, yeah. What the fuck? Hi, guy. I wonder if that's Google. You know, there's, there's a nice a, land cruiser. You know, there's yeah. a guy that specifically like rented Google like cameras and stuff and went across the like map to documenting spots like this that Google would never have got to with their cars and stuff. This That's is crazy. Have you been to Harare? The Google Maps went by my buddy, and uh, part of smoking point. And what's funny is like, so you'll see dudes at the stoplights and they'll just have like everyday shit people need. So they'll have like dish soap and like sponges for your kitchen and like brooms and broom handles. And one dude had like axes and pickaxes and, pick and like look like he was going to murder you. Right. But it's just you're just selling them and shovels. And like there's dudes that have like a corner and they have a bunch of stuff stacked up and you can come get your soil and fill up your stuff and get compost and mix your own compost and just drive down. And, and fill up as you go and then pay them at the end. It's like super efficient in terms of like that kind of stuff. It's kind of different. The other thing too is so like when I went and got my dreads done in Harare, um, uh, the, I sat there for like eight hours, right? Like getting my hair done because with dreads, it takes a while. Um, and uh, uh, one, it was nice because you can sneak out on the balcony and blaze one. And then two, um, Basically, anything I could have needed for my house came by. So people came by selling meat and vegetables and eggs and drinks and hot food and cold food and ice cream and like whatever. But they come to all the salons. And if you're getting, you know, your hair done or whatever, because like it takes a while and they make sure you look good, like you you end up like being able to just buy whatever you would need to buy if you were out running around. Right. So it's just kind of a. I don't know, just kind of a cool way to, to think about commerce that people don't really have that kind of interaction or experience with in the States. That's cool. But uh, check out Great Zimbabwe is the other cool spot there. I got I'm on a boat. It's kind of cool. Google Earth must have did this on a... It must be someone because... I don't see the Google Earth like thing. A lot of times you can upload your own. If Google doesn't have one, they'll put yours on there. But that last one you showed with some dude named David DePlessis or whatever. This is basically <laughs> like an ancient African castle complex. It's fucking huge. All these giant structures. Crazy. It's fucking cool. I mean, it looks like an old castle. There's no mortar or concrete because it didn't. Uh, that's all. Chiseled block, and then the British have added to it a little bit, but there's kind of three different layers of construction based on the age. But something how different the conception people have uh, of Africa as opposed to reality. Like people assume that it's all just like sticks and spears and lions and shit, but it couldn't be farther from the fucking truth. 
You know, like people have been in, how do I put this? Uh, they've had great empires there for ages. The Ethiopians have had great empires. That dude, Mensa Musa, he ended up doing a pilgrimage uh, and they got so much gold that it like depressed the world economy. Everywhere he went, because he was so fucking rich, he ended up with that damn gold. It's a super cool place. If you ever get a chance to go to that part of the world, or if you're in South Africa, it's not a very far trip to take a day trip up to Great Zimbabwe and come back down. It's one of the most ancient stone structures in the southern half of Africa. Uh, and, you know, that's how a lot of the rest of Zimbabwe lives, is in those types of huts as well. So you get to kind of see that and then also just ancient agriculture practices and everything else there is is really cool to kind of see what's what's left and uh, i don't know it was kind of a different experience something i had never heard of and just something you just don't think about as being like an african culture thing you know what do they think that was used for they're not sure there's a whole history of it uh, maybe fumi wants to pull up the page and He's always good at narrating this kind of stuff. Actually, <laughs> what else, honestly, I was researching now. I'm trying to remember. Um, you'll have to remind me what we were just talking about because I'm trying to remember one of the oldest African civilizations. It's kind of vanished off the face of the earth, but they found some archaeological remains of it not too long ago. It was a huge civilization. Was it the Kush Empire? I know the Kush Empire was really big, and the Nubians and the and then you have the Nubian Empire, and then what was the other one? You have the um, Mia Musa and all of his stuff. This is it. It was actually older than them by kind of a country mile. It was more like uh, the crazy thing with Mia Musa. The reason why he thing is because he sent someone before them that went and came back and said, "Hey, there's more land out if we keep going farther west." So he decided to send like a fleet of like 1,300 or 1,700 ships or something crazy and never came back. And that's how Mia Musa became king. So like there might have been a bunch of like Africans in South America that like set up shop, didn't go back and nobody knows what happened to them or if they got lost in a hurricane or if, you know, no one knows really intriguing for the longest time people said that there was no way that human beings could uh, travel the open ocean over thousands of miles but actually the entire like polynesian people basically disproved that completely there was apparently like easy interchange between hawaii and like the maori and shit it's really stunning when you think about that um there's new evidence that there was like communication between like uh, uh south india and australia and everything else that's fucking ridiculous 30,000 years ago. Like people forget, honestly, that human beings have been very intelligent for a very long time. And so like as bored as we get and as much as we're like, oh, I wonder how we could solve this problem. You know what I mean? Like people did the exact same fucking thing and they didn't have the internet to distract them back then. You know what I mean? Plenty of time to tinker. <laughs> no TikTok. Yep. No point of me there. Right? I need a new phone. My shit dies too quick. Yeah, man, dude, it's, it's, I have to say, like, I put it off for the longest time. I still have my old phone, like, actually, as it happens, my new phone is on my old phone. Um, I had this for the longest time, and I was like, yeah, fucking, fucking, I need a fucking phone, fucking bullshit, fuck, I have a camera, and da-da-da. I had, like, a million different reasons that I told myself, like, oh, I only use it for this, or I only use it for that, and all of those things were technically true, but within, like, one hour of me having that new phone, 
holy fucking balls. And it wasn't even just the super duper fancy, like, oh, I got the nicest phone, because I have to admit it was the nicest phone. But the crazy new software, a lot of it was only uh, available, like the, the computational photography, a lot of it was only uh, available in like the next generation of iPhone. So literally if I'd gotten like one more generation of iPhone, I'd have like all the cool shit, like the stabilization and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wouldn't have the electro or the, the censorship stabilization, but that you, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even notice that. But like some of the other stuff where like, you were saying this the other day, like somehow portraits and pictures just always look good on the iPhone now. That's because of the computational photography. It's not like we're all magically fucking handsome. It's because the iPhone is just really good at processing images. Uh, and that's been like the case for like four or five years. It was, I, I, I told myself that, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. No, 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 no. It's not what it is. It's that there's so many shit fucking pictures in front of your eyes constantly now that like anything that's even half okay looks great. It's got to be what it is. Seriously, how much bad advertising photos and all kinds of other shit of you see or stuff that like, stuff got left in that needed to get taken out with a you know part of a photo or whatever it's fucking i don't edit shit man i'm bad at it. like oh i want i'm i don't know little by little i'm like i'm learning but it's still you it's like a learning process you see a lot of people but you do see a lot of people on youtube and stuff record right on their iphone 11 12s um, it shoots good enough video. I know that dude whistling diesel. If you ever heard of him, he literally only shoots on iPhone. I shoot on the iPhone. And then you had that gimbal, and that even just increases it even more. The audio is pretty shit with the phones, though. Dude, but Kush was conquered in like 1500 BC. I'm thinking of something much older than this. I can't remember. Uh, because Egypt was around like 5,000 years ago. The Sphinx is estimated to potentially be over 10,000 years old. And so nobody really knows who built. Uh, a thing I want to do, especially if I go back to South Africa, uh, which I'm hoping to do later this year, depending on how things settle down. But right now, tentatively, it's supposed to happen for next growth season down there. Is um, I want to spend like a week or two and find a group of sand people, uh, the people that live out in the desert, the Bushmen because they are like the oldest lineage of humans that's like maintained their culture back 60, 70,000 years. And they know they when they had a super huge drought a couple of years ago, they were like just the same protein and uh, content and everything else because they were just eating desert plants and didn't really bother them really. They were perfectly fine. So, um, but they're the ones that figured out with the um, uh, uh, castor bean poisons and all that stuff that came originally from them. They're the ones that figured that out. Um, and they actually have like basically giant acacia uh, needles they use for arrows and these short little bows and they put castor, cooked down castor bean poison and then they just shoot a big animal with it and then they get a heart, you know, it fucks their heart up after, because it poisons them with the castor beans, the arsenic from the castor beans and then, uh, uh, you know, kills them that way. I think it's arsenic. I could be wrong on that. That's like the tree frogs, um, the arrow tip tree frogs or whatever the fuck they're called. The, the tree, uh, yeah, arrow tip tree frogs, I think they're actually called that. Um, Isn't castor beans ricin? Uh, That's it, ricin. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Not arsenic, ricin. Sorry. What's the toad then? Toads, the toad, so uh, that's completely different. So in South yeah. America, I've been there 
here too. Um, so they actually use a couple different types of frogs when they go hunting. So when I was in Peru, they had one frog that they used to like heighten their senses and they would put that juice in their eyes, like it through their tear ducts and it would make them like hyper aware of, it was like Adderall or whatever for them to like hunt better. And then they had a different one that was poison and they would put that on it. And if you stuck yourself with that one, you're fucked. So they were real careful with that one. But what they did was they had these square leaves that had like tendrils on them, kind of like vine tendrils. And they would use those tendrils to tie the legs of the frogs um, so that they'd be splayed out. And the natural tension of the leaf wanting to go straight would hold them out. So basically the frogs being held out like a little prisoner. And then they would run a string through those and tie them off onto a th uh, uh, the back of their quiver. Right, so you have this quiver that has a bunch of these little rounded leaves with the frogs splayed out uh, on the between the the squared leaves with the little tendrils on them, and then they they would wear those, and then they would use the appropriate one for their arrows. You know, they had each one kind of had its own purpose, and then what they would do is they would take them and they keep them in these little like palisade things in the right by their houses and they'd feed them crickets and stuff and they had a little cage top on them to keep the chickens and other animals out of them and they'd feed them right they'd collect bugs for them and feed them like they were they very much cared for them they didn't abuse them you know or anything like that they just something that they needed it was a tool right like it was part of their kit yeah that's like a different i think than trying to just get high on like the mushrooms or like just wanted to experience it. Desert toads. So Sonoran desert toads, you need to squeeze the the glands uh, off behind the head, uh, usually onto like aquariums and shit like that, and then squeeze that out and then dry it and scrape it and then collect it that way. I don't know. I've never th I've never thought about using a poison toad on my. Enemy. I just do synthetic. I just do the stuff Hamilton Morris made. So when I worked in a pet store in the late 90s and early 2000s when I was a kid, well, I, I say a kid, I was a teenager, um, but uh, uh, we used to sell Bufo Valerius and the hippies would come in and buy them and they thought you had to lick them and shit, but they didn't know that you had to do the whole smoking part. Um, at least they didn't say they did, at least when they came to buy them. They always, you know, that was their thing, but I don't know. I wonder... I bet you if you licked them, it would be, I don't understand why. So you have the, if you really want to look it up, hold on. I think I have that in the. It Fumi. just reminds me of the episode of Family Guy. Fumi knows what I'm talking about. The, the library. No, I got it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Erdwin or whatever it's called. In here, I think, what was the name of that document with the, the toad? These nuts. Uh, 5ME. Uh, I can't remember. I just I watched Hamilton do it. That's where I watched all my stuff from. Um, he He's well, really a good got, fucking source. I got that from the... Uh, we, they used to go have these computer conventions uh, and uh, you could buy computer parts and shit for building your own machines. And they used to sell hacker tool CDs. And I used to buy those, but a lot of them had like, you know, how to make various substances. Uh, uh, and uh, it was in one of those. 
I remember I, he actually even brought up the pamphlets and like he was trying to track down the person that made them and stuff. Um, but yeah, he synthesized it to be exactly chemically the same makeup. So here it is. I found it. I don't understand why, like, if it people are like some frogs do get hurt. Yeah, so they have a whole. You can buy copies of the original artwork and stuff from the lady that made it. So, mm -hmm. You know which one I was interested in, which was funny, um, xenon gas, because I'd never heard of it. Those like light bulbs, I think. I think my favorite one which I thought was going to be my least favorite one for personal reasons um, was the meth one because between Uncle Fester and and then the end where he uh, interviewing those cartel cookers and, and he's like, do you feel bad for, for running mom pop cooks out of business? <laughs> he does. He's funny, man. He you really kidding? puts himself in danger to like bring entertainment I just thought that was the funniest shit the whole season. I fucking was dying. It was so fucking funny. That and just I, like, I, it, did you no, hear? Did you no, hear no, 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 no. Him yeah. sucking xenon gas out of a condom because he didn't have a balloon was funny. <laughs> did you hear the interview with him about the um, the episode for meth and how many different people they went to try and record with and it just was like we can't be here <laughs> or oh, like, yeah they're all active drug you they went to mad active scenes yeah it was just funny listening to him and like just trying to get to even record what they did was like painful as fuck <laughs> aside from uncle fester which uh, fucking hysterical like that just ah. Uh, and I, I, what really kind of depressed me was in that last interview he did with Rogan, he was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do any more of those. And it was like, dude, you are literally like one of the best sources of this type of information that's even available. Like you can't stop doing this. So, but if you, if you guys don't know, he actually has a podcast you can subscribe to and a, and a Patreon. It's like two bucks or five bucks a month or whatever. Uh, and that's he why he stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't really... Like they were paying him for the TV show, but I think they might have cut him or ran out. And they just didn't want to bring it back. It seems like that's the situation because he started the podcast after the last season ended. And it doesn't seem like the show's coming back. So it seemed like the network cut it. So, yeah, like I, his podcast is pretty good too. All right. Too bad. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about earlier? Dude, we were talking about Dune and shit. And I was like, fuck, we should talk about my... Uh, uh, we should I'm talk right. about my freaking strains and stuff. Uh, I named, like, Silago the Bat, basically, in kind of, uh, I don't know, like a hat tip or whatever to, to Dunes coming out. The Silagos were the little, um, like, the, the messenger birds. Instead of having birds, basically, on uh, Arrakis, like, it's kind of hard to have actual birds or pigeons and stuff. They do actually have birds. But they're all different, like that they like uh, suck blood and stuff. They're vampirical because there's so little water on dunes. So basically, like every animal there, like will vampire, like suck blood out of another, like another animal. It's, it is a trippy story. 
anyway, so the the little silagos are these bats that the Fremen whisper into, and they're like uh, um, uh, biogenically enhanced or whatever. I don't remember. I don't think it was ever specified. At least not like I mean the first couple books, whatever. Uh, but they're somehow enhanced. Uh, the Fremen would whisper into the Silago, then send the Silago basically off, and then the Silago would fly off, and then the Silago would whisper into the other Fremen's ear, like, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so. There's, I don't know, just a fun little thought of the, the, the bat. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but that's Bedrock Boogie number one by Ruby Jack F2. Apparently I'm stoned. I should have talked about my strains before I'm stoned. And then I'm like, oh, it's, it's doing shit. Oh, Fumi, what do you look for in male traits? Lately, I am looking for, I've been looking for uh, something kind of recognizably different and uh, vigorous, honestly. I want something that will stand up to abuse and uh, underwatering uh, and just be very, very, very vigorous. So lately, that's the, the, basically, that was the male that I found. I was looking for something that was going to be uh, recognizably a little bit different looking and uh, from a line that I knew was going to pass some kind of interesting traits. And then more importantly, the specific male, it had to be really, really vigorous and hold up to a bunch of abuse. Not even pass on that to the, the, the kids. Uh, in the future, I'll probably change that, that uh, criteria, though. What about you, Potent? Right now, I'm waiting to move, so I don't have any males. What have you in the past? Because I was going to go for a different male. Uh, for the longest time, I was kind of, uh, uh, I was set, like, but whatever. I've, I've been looking through a few different plants, but basically I was kind of going to go for this very sour Morgana. Like as, as I rubbed it, the morphology was very, I mean, it was first of all Morgana, so it was going to pass that into everybody else. Uh, it was a nine leaf uh, plant, so I thought there was a decent chance it might pass that on there. The nine and 11, nine and 11 leaf uh, Morganas are my favorite looking ones. Uh, and it was very, very, very viciously sour, uh, but uh, in not the last minute, I guess in the last few weeks, I've just sort of changed my mind. I was like, I like this other, actually it's a Charybdis basically. Uh, I like the, the line that it comes from and I like how absolutely just uh, how it stacks so aggressively and grows pretty aggressively in a tiny amount of soil and blah, 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 so. Yeah, but as far as currently for males, I like the, the stack up really nicely on the flowers uh, and then stem rub, right? If it stinks before it's even starting to throw flowers yet, and those trichomes are just kind of, you know, pretty resy even in veg, which happens a lot in males, uh, more so in males than females. Um, I, that to me is something that's going to definitely get my attention. But then also seeing how that that flower clustering is, and node spacing. You know, I don't want something that's super stretched out because that's you know not what I'm trying to grow. What's the stretchiest stuff that you like to have? I mean, if it's uh, so like this, the African stuff that I got, I don't give a fuck on node spacing. I'll work that out later. Uh, but that's the, you know, would be the exception. Sativa stuff, Jamaican land races, although they don't stretch much. Um, you just don't keep them under super long lights. Now I would put them under maybe an hour or two shorter per day on veg. And I would another strain just to kind of keep the size down on them so they don't get totally out of hand. Uh, that would be the only thing that I would do if I was gonna, you know, we're, I'm going to hopefully have a couple of different tents and stuff all separated to do some experiments here as we get moved. So we'll be able to start fucking around a little bit more. What's your, um, how do I put this question? Uh, what's kind of the direction that you'd like to breed in? Uh, depends on the line. 
Um, but generally, I like to have stuff that can support its own damn weight outdoors if it can uh, as a positive trait. And then also stuff that's stinky and different. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's heavy and limonene that seems to be just really bland. Not, not that limonene's bland, but it's like 80% of the shit here in Oklahoma and I'm just kind of tired of it. Um, so I'm trying to find some other stuff. Uh, really big fan of earthy stuff. Um, right now there's a lot of, I don't know, what, what did we get today? What did we buy today? I've always got gelatos, earthy tones. I don't like, like to. I don't like to mix in everything else to to the gelato. Like gelato, gelato, gelato is is a very nice strain, but everybody has mixed everything into that goddamn gelato. So um, we got. There's so goat. many numbers too. We got golden goat and black cherry soda today. Golden goat's fire. That's yeah, my Ross that. to Jeff. It's not always the the heaviest yielder, but it's fucking good. Uh, black cherry soda is what cross? Because the black cherry OG to what? I have no idea on that one. I'd have to go back and look up the the vendor on that. I guess I don't know. We'll see in a few months or maybe a year, I guess, because uh, I have this idea of kind of working in my lines a little bit and doing it. In a couple of, in maybe one generation, I might bring some new stock in, but right now I'm kind of. Uh, reintegrating a couple of things. So for example, Charybdis basically, she's recognizably similar to her mom, which was that plant that I talk about that looked like Lhasa. She looked like a temple of Lhasa or whatever. Like anytime I would open the curtain, the tent is like, oh my fucking shit is beautiful. Like my eyes, just shield my eyes. I'm joking a little bit, but it was really pretty. Uh, and she had a really, really, really good high. She had the kind of train wreck high through that kind of blood wreck. And it wasn't uh, bitter, like train wreck is oftentimes bitter. For example, my friend Cannabisian has bred a lot with the train wreck and it's this noticeably great high, but a lot of times really, really kind of vegetally bitter. It's just very polarizing. A lot of people just don't really want to smoke it, even though it gets some fucking crunked. The flavor is kind of odd. Um, the blood wreck seems to have actually modulated that. I got a lot of that same high and I had a couple different phenotypes of that uh, Queen Anne's Revenge. The one that I used was that chocolate, like powdery chocolate cherry rum. It's a really, really great uh, high. The flavor was a little bit subdued because the chocolate, I remember, it was like chocolate powder as opposed to like actual chocolate. So I was like, fuck, this is like 80% of the plant I would like it to be. You know what I mean? And that's actually why I crossed it because like this fucking plant is like almost there. But it was like not quite, 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 quite there. It was donkingly frosty. I just made up a word uh gorgeous 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 had a great high but the flavor was like eight out of ten so anyway uh the male that i found basically i think more than any of the other males honestly when i think about it, i probably just thought about that just now he kind of looks like her so more all the other males looked like something a little bit different this male actually looks a lot like her so maybe that's what i wanted i guess now that i'm saying that that's kind of what i wanted i wanted that vigorous like female in a male form so we'll see if i was right It is fun. It's it's fun, I guess, if I'm just going to keep talking. By the way, hop on, folks. It's just uh, the four of us now. I don't know. Maybe just it's really last call or something. Uh, but uh, you guys are welcome to hop on. I kind of, uh, I it's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, for you. Uh, dude, I was, I'm, I, I don't know. I, like, how do I put this? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm making excuses. Like I, I'm letting myself steal thunder from myself by giving myself technical issues or something, dude. I don't know. Mm. It's super excited to have these new fucking strains, man. I don't know. I'm, oh, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's good to see you putting in the work too. Like you're actually doing something about it, not just talking about it. You're actually putting in some work and doing some stuff, getting get signed up and going. And like, yeah, things are taking a little bit longer than expected, but uh, that's the way things go. But yeah, but, like that's. You're actually doing something on it. That's what's important. So the goal, the goal is being worked towards. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, I could have, like, I, I thought about keeping the old male. It's not hard to keep a clone. It's not hard to keep pollen, blah, blah, blah. But I thought, like, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I kind of regret it. Like, I honestly regret not keeping the grandfather, basically, to, to that male. I should have honestly kept it so I could cross it in. But I thought to myself, like, I'm basically creating a new road or a new bridge or something. I'm going to burn the bridge behind me, and it's going to be something different. Because I always thought, like, the breeders that I like, they're noticeably different. Like, when you look at their stuff, you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like you don't even have to know the label. Like you might not know which strain it is, but you can kind of know, oh, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. And they're all a little bit different. And, you know, there's a million ways to do that. I don't know. I picked this way. We'll see if it was right. I don't know a lot. I'm new at it. What do you want? Right, you have it down. We at least get it work. You worked with the stuff for a while before you even tried putting stuff out. You know what I mean? Like that's what you got to do. Like you worked with the stuff, like you know it. Just like Jeff had his has his arise and stuff. Same same thing. You have that one plant, and you're like, this thing can definitely do something. I don't have one plant. I have. Uh, I guess I have a different style because. Um... Even with the Ruby Jack, like I'm, I'm probably not gonna. I mean, I created the Black Prince Ruby and the the Thousand One Nights specifically so that I could actually hunt through those and find more of the Ruby Jackness, basically, because I already kind of distilled the Ruby Jackness that I like the most. So I thought, like, I'll hunt through that, and that's that's my own, as opposed to just kind of ripping off Stevie. So I didn't want to. I honestly don't really want to work with the Ruby Jack anymore. Not that I don't like it, I love it, but it's his work. You know what I mean? Uh, so now I have something else to work with. The Black Prince Ruby is my distillation of the, the strawberry side of the Ruby Jack and the Thousand One Nights is the kind of uh, pink grapefruit citrus, basically distillation on the other side. Um, what are your thoughts on like, copy, like the same cross, but like different cuts, right? So like we had a, a blue cheese and a sunset sherbet cross and that came out fire. And then I found out somebody else had done it before. But what are your thoughts on like that? Because obviously we have way different cuts in Oklahoma than California. So, you know, what uh, are your thoughts? I, I might, I hopefully understand the question right. Almost all of my strains, actually, there's two different versions of it. So, for uh, example, if you like the bath and there's the bear. I didn't any of your work was that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that in that context, just to clarify. I might be misunderstanding what you said, but I, I thought I was interpreting it. I'll finish my thought and maybe I was fucking way off. So in most cases, I don't have that with Cuvée. I really wish I'd actually kept one of the other Cuvées because uh, she was very Blackberry with a fucking killer ass high. I just was dumb and didn't keep it. Um, but almost everything else, I try to keep at least two different versions of it. It's obviously difficult to do because you've got to juggle your fucking plants and stuff. But for example, Bedrock Boogie, I have a very sour and I have a very sweet. So I usually talk about Bedrock Boogie number two, but actually Silago is the Bedrock Boogie number one. And she's super sour strawberry leaning. 
Bedrock Boogie is Sour Strawberry by Grand Poobah from North Star. Uh, and uh, Sour Strawberry was from Bog. When you look at the number one, I haven't flowered her too many times lately. Uh, so I don't have too many pictures on my Instagram lately. But when you look, when I look at her anyway, you'll just have to take my word for it. She looks a lot, lot, lot like Sour Strawberry. If you basically Google Sour Strawberry. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, when I bred to that, the flowers and the plants, I haven't had a lot of change. I'm, I'm flowering some right now. But uh, I've seen testers grow it. Those plants grow very differently than, for example, a couple people. Fortunately, not too many people. This is a bad example. And I should, should have used one of my other strains. But uh, the bear didn't create all that many seeds, so I didn't send out too many testers. But a couple of people that I've sent out, they look very, very different to the number ones. So I should have actually used the example of sugar tits because I did send out some Gawains and I have some Gawains that are the number three sugar tits. Then I have the number one. They're just slightly different versions of the same strain, but they breed very, very differently. Weirdly enough, they're close but no cigar like they're, they're just there's somehow different strains of it i might have completely misunderstood what you said uh potent but like i have been kind of i've, I've been no. in that perspective of having two you're, of the same coin you're right along there it's inevitable but i think so if someone in oklahoma had you said blue cheese crossed with what sunset sherbet and someone like else, he, he said someone else already did it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If like, is that, it could is be that a different, that? it could be a different cut than the one they already did completely is what he's trying to get at by now. These are all from the same cross by somebody else. Yeah. So it's that sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds delicious. So, hey guys, that sounds delicious, man. I, I don't think you would have to worry about that at all. Um, if, if you have seeds, and you didn't get it cut, then why should you have to worry about having something on the market like you grew it? I don't necessarily mean worry about it. I just kind of was curious on y'all's thoughts on like, like I've done it by accident and didn't know that someone else had done the cross, but like, what are your thoughts on like someone taking a cut with different cuts, obviously, or their own pheno hunt and then crossing that and then naming it something different than that same cross. That was the oh, how we have. But, GMO, um, that's how we have all these phenotypical types that came out of lines, and they're like, this is special. I'm going to call this a new name. Ghost OG, the mom to sugar tits. It was basically... Uh, uh, maybe yeah. just... Maybe like, the rename. I guess maybe just now that we have it more mapped out, yeah. now that I know what it is that we're working with, if that is still the same kind of thing, or if now, because we are more educated... If we need to be like, oh, well, this is that, that whatever, but this is, you know, the whatever cut or whatever. You I know, think you would have to get, yeah, you, you would have to start. I, I didn't completely misunderstand you, actually. Now that I think about it, because even out of one, five or ten pack of seeds, you get very different phenotypes. And when you breed mm -hmm. to them, you get very different results. So hypothetically, who's to say that one of those beans that was in my pack didn't accidentally find its way in Oklahoma? And that person pops a pack. I was going to say, I would try not to replicate that same cross because, and that's just lame. Someone else is, you know, copying your work or you're copying someone's work. But in this case, there's probably some people that work with, I guess, sugar tits is a bad example. Not so many people got it, but cuvee, definitely a bunch of people working with cuvee or as you say, sunset sherbet or gelatos or any of these fucking uh, uh, seeds, the mac crosses, there's going to be tons of people that pop seeds of those and then cross that accidentally to basically the same thing, do, -si -do or whatever else. 
But I mean, they have such different phenotypical kind of expression probably, and their garden is different and their growth style is different that probably that cross will be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Ideal if they didn't do that, but I'd be like, you know what? If they hunted the seeds themselves and stuff, like hats off, you know? Yeah, if you're hunting, if you're hunting the seeds and you get a small profile that you really like, I mean, Sunset Sherbert's used in a lot of different things, but no one's going to stop using it or to move it to like, if you go to a brewery and you get a Pilsner, you're not going to be pissed off that they do Pilsners at one brewery and then you go to another one and they do Pilsners. Like you're, you're, you're seeing someone's showmanship. You're, you hunted it out yourself. If you have the same cut and then you bred it to the same cut and you took someone's idea and you tried to make money off that, I could see that as being a little bit, not using your imagination, but if you're using seed stock and you're open and honest about where you got the seeds and, how you came about the the breeding path, then hell yeah, sell it. I, I would buy it. Great example. Archive, uh, uh, I still haven't been to that fucking store. I got to go there one of these days. Anyway, our Archive is famous here in Portland for, uh, uh, first of all, they're seed breeders and they have their dispensary and everything else, but they're famous for releasing pretty good clones that they've uh, uh, hunted out from different stuff. They've done phenotypic, uh, 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 fuck, I'm apparently too stoned. They've basically done pheno hunts and they actually release the good stuff instead of releasing the swag like a lot of places used to be known for. Uh, so, for example, you could go to Archive, basically, and pick up a couple of killer things and then just go breed the same things to forum cookies or whatever. That would be heavily derivative. You know, I would say that there's no utility in that, really. Maybe as your personal head stash for yourself to grow seeds. Yeah, fine if you're not like, selling them. Exactly. So what, like, what personal F- shit, who cares? What yeah, F- is the universally, you know, community accepted... Uh, line number because I get a different answer from everybody on that one. Well, the, the true F number or what people call F1? What, I know what legally speaking for patents, usually they want to see at least an F8 or an F12 to lock down a cultivar if this was talking about flowers. Or, or vegetables, perhaps. Yeah. Like but, peas or tomatoes and stuff like that. You need to have like a universal standard for line breeding that, you know, for stabilization that we need to all have a, an agreement upon as a community and we, that doesn't exist right now. So well, and, and I think that's why you, you, you know, you even still have the term pollen chuckers because yeah, a lot of people are just crossing shit and chucking seeds out and doing no pheno hunting and all. And it's happening, but at the same time, like it's because we don't have a standard that we have to hold people to, that would be pretty easy to be figured out. But yeah, we had people, someone. Trying, oh, oh, just had someone trying to collect all that information and they fucked us. And now, um, Uh, well, that was genetic instead of the nomenclature, (laughs) though. Like, the nomenclature is one thing if you're if you're trying to make money off the same name, that's kind of scamming. But if if you had seeds from the same company and you came out with your own line and it was the exact same crosses, but I don't know. like we need to have a universally accepted F number before you're allowed to sell those and claim that you made that strain. And it should be All like right. F5 or F8 or whatever. F6. That would uh, that would remove 95% of all cannabis seeds. More than that. <laughs> you know what? Let's get the trash out of the way. There is that. No, really, other than Humboldt Seed Company. Um, DJ. The Pinkleberry, the Pinkleberry from Green Source Gardens, right? He, the green I, team. Alien, 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 whatever. 
Um, he, he doesn't cut clones at all. He just keeps oh, man, on doing it every year. The so white label like, game would get huge as soon as that happens. Yeah. A lot of breeders have one F2 things and then they're done. Mean being one of those guys, that's very few and far between. Wouldn't you know it? All the stuff that I've ever even like remotely touched from Mean Gene stuff has been really nice. Canarado um, does all F1s and then won't. I don't think I'll do this. Like I have Turp Town. I don't think I'll make it again. You know what I mean? He made it once and I don't think I'll make it again. He's trying to be like that kind of label. Who, who has a catalog that goes back that long? Yeah, probably whatever's left of what Mark Emery's original company. And the guys in, in Amsterdam, I, I, I don't even Adam. know what they, the holdings they had from Emery's stuff when the feds raided. Someone more knowledgeable than me on the case could probably answer that one. I ran into him at a, a Leaf Expo or whatever it is in Vancouver in 19. It was the last time I saw him in person. Mark, yeah, he's, he's yeah. kind of a cool guy. I heard he got me too. Uh, yeah, Kind of doesn't surprise me. When I did meet him, he was I was with a chick, and he was more interested in the chick I was with than, than talking to me. But that's fine. <laughs> so, is it, whatever I smoked with him. <laughs> party. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I haven't met him. I was gonna say I don't think I show one time when they had topless. Waiters with penguins on leashes. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good ass time, Bob. <laughs> was that like the Queen Party where they had like uh, midget waiters, or I should say little people waiters and waitresses? Uh, one of the other cool ones they had in Vegas, BizCom, if you ever like, if you're industry insider, industry person, whatever, whatever. BizCon's the one with the craziest shit. The last time I was at BizCon, no, it wasn't the last time, it was the time before, they had a whole hotel done up, like different chapters of Alice in Wonderland and like dabs and smoke sessions in all the different rooms with like characters and full body paint. This woman in like full caterpillar body paint, Alice wearing just body paint, the queen of hearts wearing just body paint, like, Cheshire Cat was a wo- pretty nice looking woman wearing just body like, like you have no Man, idea. Vegas is different. The whole, the whole courtyard was all mush giant mush. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. You just yeah, Vegas look, is different. You just throw money to be like fuck you. I our weed company makes more money than everyone else. We're gonna throw the <laughs> throw yeah. You can pay to pretty much do that, anything yeah. you want in Vegas. That's why I love BizCon. BizCon is this just whole like money orgasm that that you know we get to enjoy as a spectator you know oh man i would I go maybe once they were like five grand or something yeah they're expensive here, man most people don't really like spend that. i think they start at 500 i think is it 500 it might as well have been i mean i suppose if you have like if you you gotta come with me we'll have a fucking good time do they have bufo toads? We'll have to check. Oh, it, we every time I go out there, we do something different and crazy. But what I always love, and it's my, my little ritual now. So you have this whole like five, six day, like 
completely planned out, holy groomed like advertising fest where like it's like brands, 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 which is why I always end it with going to there's a punk bar like three or four blocks off the main line. Half the time, the water doesn't work in the bathroom to wash your hands. No one, none of the instruments are ever in tune. There's like bubble gum stuck to the wall, stickers from all the punk bands on every single square inch, graffiti every square inch of the bathroom. You can smoke cigarettes and weed inside that bar, even though I'm pretty sure it's illegal in Vegas. And like no beer is more than three bucks and is the epitome of the opposite of the strip. That's why I always love to end any Vegas strip. I can't remember the name. I think it's called something mamas or something like that. But it's like this hole in the wall punk bar that is like falling apart at, and like barely even still holding itself up. And I could not love the fact that it's in that state more after seeing nothing but room shit for like five days straight. I just love it. It's exactly what you need for like mental clarity and mental like <laughs> We had a rave like that. It wasn't like a like expensive money well kinda. But it was like a rave. Everyone rented a hotel room and like we pretty they pretty much bought out the whole hotel room. Like every room. It was like one of the ones that are outdoors. That you have like a balcony and you walk room to room and shit. Every room there was DJs and something going on. That's where I tried meth for the first time. The Double Down Saloon, and right next door is a 24-hour dispensary. So you can, like, go get fucked up wherever else and end your trip there. Get your last couple things to weed, go in there, smoke them, listen to some punk bands that, like, you know. What's the TV show? Uh, it's uh, fucking great. I want to go to Sturgis once. That's my, like, I want to try to, like, that shit looks fucking crazy. Sturgis is fun. Pretty nuts, apparently. Yeah. What's up, noob? Here's noob. What's going on? That's one. I always pronounce it badly. That's why I try not to use uh, Patois or anything else. There's a place in Boston like that, but they don't have money all over the ceiling. That shit get taken. That she would be gone in a heartbeat in Boston. The happiest place on earth. Double down saloon. Love it. Great. I've been paying for my drinks for free all the night. <laughs> ah. Just kidding. Anyways. Without showing on my backups. The the worst, like, have you ever been to the places that like everyone leaves clothes everywhere? We'll put it that way nicely. So, uh, a swingers bar? <laughs> not really. Yeah, kind. Of, I mean, not really. You know what I'm gonna miss is that um uh, HP Lovecraft bar in Portland. I don't think they survived COVID, did they? Mm -hmm. What was it, Lovecraft? The best dim sum. I was just telling somebody the best dim sum place uh, closed down. Coot had said it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just one of those places that temporary, temporarily closed. But no, for sure. Wong's King, I guess it was called. Uh, 
permanently fucking closed, man. Dude, the dim sum was so fucking good. It was so good that they basically like would serve. I probably shouldn't even say this. Um, their customer service wasn't that great. Their customer service was a little bit lacking, but it was so the food was so good that you'd go there anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to myself. <laughs> you would if you had those shrimp bowls, man. I used to be a. There's a super cool nightclub in uh, Denver called the Church. Oh yeah, baby, <laughs> the Church. I get fucked up there all the time. Oh yeah, love going there. They have like a pretty decent sushi bar upstairs. About to be yeah, yeah, they actually did. <laughs> yeah, you ever heard of Dick's Last Resort? Decent sushi. It's fucking in, in an old church. It's fucking great. Yeah, you'd watch Cascade or Danny Tenegula or, uh, I don't know, any other techno and get all fucked up on Molly or acid and mushrooms. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I kind of am the mood for sushi. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. The church was really cool. And then after the church, 2 a.m. would open up. So you could yep. party till about 530 in the morning um and then go down mississippi to rome's they'd open up and you'd watch prices right with a bunch of old dudes it's just you'd have like a three-day weekend party and staying up all night but that was just me i guess <laughs> sorry <laughs> i know exactly help me <laughs> <laughs> i got a i got arrested uh, uh going to occupy i was going to occupy and I was going i was gonna go to church that the, the church that night and i was just going to go to the golf club and this guy's like, uh, when I was in the, because they arrested all of us for protesting through us in the drunk tank. And this guy's like, the fuck are you looking at? And he starts, you know, he's like, you, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to say it because it's like a, a, a slur against people that are gay, that are male. Uh, it starts with an F and I'll let you figure it out. Um, but <laughs> I kept calling me that. So I looked at the guard and I was like, yo, like, I've been pretty cool about this for about an hour. Like can I say something without getting in trouble? I'm not trying to piss you off, but if I'm allowed to mouth off to him, <laughs> like I'm all for it. So I just kind of glare at him like, and kind of shrug my shoulders like, yo, what's up? So he goes and he's like, yo, knock it the fuck off. Like he, he's not bothering you, fuck off. So anyways, yelled at him and threatened him. So the guy kept like ignored him for about half an hour and he starts up again, same shit again, because <laughs> I'm just gonna go to the golf club. Because uh, they ripped off my first shirt when they arrested me. You know how that shit is. Uh, anyways, so um, he starts going again, and I kind of glare at him and goes, yo, I fucking told you, or some kind of, something to that effect. And then, like, nothing happened for, like, 10, 15 minutes, and he starts again, and, like, the third time he said it, the third set of times, the fucking door swings open, stormtroopers come in, slam them up against the wall, strip his shirt off, strip his pants off, strip his shoes off, strip his socks off. They zip tie his ankles to his feet. They drag him in by his stomach into one of the side wall cells, slam the door and go, anybody else think he's the same slur that the other dude used? And, uh, uh, and, and we all kind of laughed. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> They go back and the stormtroopers go back into their side room and that was that. I fucking laughed so hard. <laughs> That's like my, the one thing I'll never forget about the church. Yeah, that. was that industry night on Thursday? I don't know. This was on a Saturday night when they had one of the Sunday Saturday night golf events. I was supposed yeah. to go. Out. 
arrested on Saturday. It was the week after they did the major crackdown. The first week they did the big crackdown when they tried to shut down all the occupies. We were kind of ready for it because we had heard through the grapevine that they were going to do it. So we just made sure everything was mobile. So we just picked up everything and just walked with it. Like whole booths and shit. We put bars on the front and you could pick them up like pallbearers and just cart them down the street. Right? So they, we had the whole fucking camp on mobile and they couldn't really do anything. So we just moved everything to 16th Street. And there was a conservative blogger convention. They started tear gassing us and they tear gassed the air intake to the hotel. And they ended up gassing the whole fucking uh, Republican blogger convention. <laughs> I heard about that, I think. Yeah, man, you can find articles on the Denver Post and, and all that shit. Mm. It was fucking great. Man. Like, like the Republicans were fucking hacking from tear gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it's just into an alleyway, and realizing the alleyway was the intake for all the fucking the hotel. <laughs> anyway, so the next week they had like, and what happened was they didn't have any mobile response units. So the second time they came in, they, they made sure that we weren't going to pull that shit again. So. It was harder to get away the second time, and then the third time is when they arrested most of us. But if it wasn't for the fact that I had my arrest on video, uh, I would probably not even be talking to you guys right now. Really? Because they charged me with a whole bunch of bullshit I didn't do, and it wasn't. It was only for the fact that my my roommate Tyler got my video on, on you know, got my arrest on film that I even got off because the officer was like, "Would you like to explain why you gave this gentleman a DUI when he was a mile and a half from his vehicle?" Because I can't seem to think of a good reason either. And I was like the fourth person that he had given that charge to. So the, the judge was, you know, really fucking fed up with his bullshit. So they dropped that. And I just had to fight the civil charge later on, which was more expensive. But whatever. But it was just a bunch of bullshit. But I did like the fact that, uh, you know, one of my charges was a DUI, even though it was a false DUI for protesting. And I did my community service by being a bartender for a bar mitzvah and a, and a quinceanera. <laughs> Elks Club, so that was fucking great. It's like kind of a fuck you to the state, you know. We'll do it. I can say they made you volunteers a moil or something. Never did that. Damn, that sucks. I don't, your best idea. I don't believe they didn't look behind them and been like, oh, what are those pipes? <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, like Colorado, especially Denver. They will charge you with a DUI if you're protesting or if you really fucking push the cops off. You lost a driver's license no matter whether or not you're guilty or innocent. So you lose your life. So it just makes your life fucking difficult as shit. Because Colorado, they have they're overly heavy-handed with the alcohol laws there. They don't have reasonable recourse, especially for when you're charged with stuff when you weren't in a vehicle, like I was, when I was a mile and a half from my vehicle. Like I was, um, I should not automatically lose my license like I did. That was pretty bullshit. But I got my license back. Like it wasn't a big deal, but I lost it for 30 days and then to ride my bike to work in the middle of winter or not middle of winter, but you know, at least one winter storm in the fall, which sucked. I hate to say it, but the cops probably knew that that would happen. You know? Well, they know. But it is what it is. There's only so much you can do. You do what you can. Yeah, they don't care. They're the, I mean, in Colorado, the, the biggest gang and the worst people, you know, the most violent group and the group that's going to fuck you the most is the cops there. There's not any big, I mean, there is some crime, but they're the ones that are the worst. Yeah, the, the cops of the mountains uh, don't really have anything to do. So if, 
I lived up in Va- in Vale or Summit County, and like we just call it the fucking gauntlet. Right, right when you get in your car, you're gonna get pulled over for something. It doesn't matter what, and you you might as well not drive at all up in the mountains because the Avon cops are the worst. And in Denver, yeah, the, the cops aren't nice. There's there's not too many cool cop situations that I've ever seen. I just seen them kind of manhandle people and just get in their face and try to start a fight on purpose almost. I will say the forest rangers, I've, I've had nothing but positive experience with them uh, in the mountains, uh, a lot of backcountry hiking. Uh, I reported multiple people for poaching or from uh, poaching mushrooms uh, at, with you know commercial scale without a license um, because you do have to pay for that and people go out and strip whole fucking mountainsides and that, then nobody gets any like fuck that. So you see, anyways, so I've reported them and they've been real quick to act. I've also had an incident where we rescued some kids that went off the side of a, a fire road that had swerved to miss an elk and we heard their car crash and we were mushroom hunting about not too far away, like down to their car and helped them get out. And they were super cool about like, we def- you know, we were high as shit when they, and we've definitely been drinking and, but we weren't driving, but they didn't even remotely ask us why we were intoxicated. We were camping, you know, within hiking. We, you know, we hadn't been driving at all that day. We were camping nearby. That's what. That's why we were there. Um, but um, the up in uh, Rainbow Lakes. But um, uh, you know, we'd park up for the weekend down there. And, and any of you guys that don't know, Rainbow Lakes in Colorado is one of the coolest places. Um, I'm gonna give you guys one of my favorite places, and I probably shouldn't, but I will. Just please. Don't <laughs> Just tell me where to get the morels, man. Tell me where to get the mushrooms. <laughs> uh, tell me where to get the truffles. I want the truffles, but they can only be cheap because I'm very lazy. <laughs> I know. Mushroom hunting spot. So there's a. Let me find it here in two seconds. Rainbow. I had a good truffle, like an expensive yeah. truffle. Uh, so don't get the habit because they're very delicious. They're very tasty, and there's so, nothing really like them. So you have Rainbow Lakes Campground, which is just north of Netherlands here. You go up. And just up in here now, there is a very low first parking area here when you first pull in. You hike down, there's an ancient uh, aspen grove in this valley here. This originally was supposed to be the main entrance to Rocky Mountain National Park, not all the way up here in Estes Park. This is where Roosevelt wanted it to be. So this is the oldest grove of uh, virgin timber growth aspen on the whole front range is this tiny little valley right here and there's aspen trees there that three people hand to hand can't get their arms around aspen trees that are that big there's no other place i've seen aspen trees that are even half as large as that valley but they're this ancient like lineage or ancient aspens that are different it's like a subspecies or I don't know, something slightly different there that's crazy they're basically like a clone of each other. So that's probably like an old freaking clone forest. Yeah, but this is there's a, uh, an outcrop right here, which is people park up here and, and will hike up to here to look at the aspens in the fall to take pictures. But this grove, you can hike down into the grove, and it's one of the most ancient uh, of anywhere. And I've hiked uh, everywhere from Estes Park. Up, where is this? Yeah, from Rocky Mountain all the way down to Moffat Tunnel. Area 420. 
Area 420. Go there. Muffet. Area 420. I really Cheers, like everybody. Oh, shit. Cheers. I did it at a perfect time for one. <laughs> yeah, I really want to visit uh, Area 420. That shit looks dope. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty cool. They're, in, I believe, they're in phase two. I've been watching the Dun- Adam Dunn show quite a bit, and Miles from uh, Weech Taste Good. They they keep on talking about it, um, but I want to see how they do in October when they all harvest because it's a bunch of outdoor grow right now. A lot of people are getting their money legit, so um, they'll finance two hundred thousand dollars if you got fifty fifty grand up front, which sounds like pretty pretty cool. They're going to have 40% of the licenses of Colorado soon as well. Just don't have that kind of capital. Yeah, it's good winter. Fucking Jeff Bezos came back. I was hoping he wouldn't, but he made it. Oh, man, I wanted to watch that kind of. I just like rockets. That, yeah, but this whole billionaire space race makes me stick sick to my fucking stomach. Like Dude, rush the expanse. Yo, do that. Oh, have you ever heard of Omaze? Like Omaze. Omaze.com or I think they. Hold on, let me show you something. You can win Sorry, a trip. My, my son's crying. I gotta, I gotta jump off. Maybe I'll hit you in the chat. Much love, guys. Then maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll talk about my strength for a little bit and uh, I don't know, might be last call after that. Hop on, folks. This is a um, collaborative show. It's like uh, West Engine calls it the most interactive show in cannabis. Uh, that's what we try to do. Uh, so, you know, uh, it basically relies on you folks to come on and uh, shoot the bull with us. Yeah, well, that's what I can say about this. It's the most interactive show in cannabis. I'm interact, motherfuckers. Come say hello. Show off your garden. Uh, only real rule is uh, don't be a dick or show your dick. You know. It seems like half the population is way ahead of the curve there, so it's like mm-hmm. all they would have to do is like not. It's a dick. rule for life. I I like to. I take that everywhere in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one's the first billionaire to do something like this, though. Kind of give a flight away. I don't know. Richard Branson's always doing stunts. That's his thing, is he does stunts. That spaceship's kind of cool as shit. If they have that, if they get that design right, that'd be a cool spaceship. I mean, that's actually the, the way you describe it, like spaceship. Yeah, it's like a space yacht. Like all those are is just like tourist yachts. Yeah. You know? that's, 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 that's the flashiest yacht you can own right now. It's like, oh, I went to space. I don't know. Bezos was kind of big dick too. Oh, it's all about that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what, what else is it about? It was so, it was like a giant, like you see that thing? It was like a bulbous, like. Yeah, they call that stuff phallic. Yeah, architecture and stuff, they call it. It's a whole thing that people make fun of. Phallic architecture. <laughs> it's a whole thing, man. No, seriously, like compensation is a real thing. That's why Ron Jeremy drove a Hyundai. He was just like jilted when he was in high school by some chick. His whole life was <laughs> making up for it. Oh, David. What? How did we? I'm a real man. 
All right, while you're waiting, I'm going to show this picture of Morgana. I've been threatening uh, to do it. Yeah. I got to somehow start talking about my shit, yo. This is the most cherry phenotype that I've found so far of the Morgana. Uh, Noob Gross found something quite similar to this. Uh, she looked quite similar, and I tried to re refrain from telling him anything. Turns out uh, it was very cherry, uh, so that held up. Anyway, it's quite green, and this phenotype is very, very early finishing. Uh, I liked it a lot. I don't know why I didn't keep it, but you know, it's one of those things I just didn't keep it for some stupid reason. I regret it now because actually it would have been nice to pass on that vividly cherry uh, turp and do the fucking thing honestly finished in like 52 days. Like honestly, by week 60, those leaves, those fan leaves and stuff were like dried up and kind of shriveled and stuff. Like the smoke was still excellent. Like uh, how do I put this? Um, I don't know if you guys can see, probably can see me uh, uh, with the mouse there. If they're dried up and shriveled on the outside, that's fine. If they're dried up and shriveled on the inside, but it's still green on the outside, then that means that there's rot on the inside. But if it's drying up on the outside there and still green on the inside, nine times out of 10, it's a healthy plant that's just cannibalizing itself. And that's what she did. Basically, after like we day 55, something like that, she just started to cannibalize everything that wasn't uh, nailed down. And uh, yeah, I basically, I think I chopped her early. In fact, I chopped her before anybody else because I was like, oh, this is just cruel to leave her on there. But interesting plant. Let's see where am I at? I wasn't looking at every single fucking plant. This is one of my favorite uh, Morganas. This I'm just talking away with my with my uh, mic off there. I, I was saying that that the structure of that plant looked amazing for uh, making like hash or uh, or even pressing, making some rosin or whatever. It looked like how spaced out it was and stuff. It looked like it's good for making concentrates and whatnot. Uh, all the Morganas basically have been really nice. I mean, I'm cheating a little bit because a lot, lot, lot of this stuff comes from Subcool, from Subcool testers. And Subcool famously only really smoked hash. So he evaluated everything that they did have through hash. Uh, my friend Stevie also predominantly smokes hash, honestly. Uh, so uh, I was, again, you know, kind of cheating. I started with a good uh, stock and then made selections from there. So it's no surprise. This is basically one of my favorite Morganas. This is the uh, underside of that girl's leaves, basically. Um, one of the bigger families, maybe towards the top of the plant. As you can see, it's gorgeously frosty. Uh, this one is uh, surprisingly spicy. So um, when you look at her, you'll you'll assume like, oh, it's going to be you know red wine and whatever else like the other Morganas. But this is really surprisingly like cinnamon, cardamom, clove spice. Like really, really like almost uh, not sweet like a spiced winter wine or something. Kind of almost like. Uh, Oh, fuck, almost like spiced cinnamon, like Mexican spiced chocolate or something. Anyway, I'm really fond of it. Uh, it has a really nice growth pattern, too. I'm glad you put that into layperson there because you're like cardamom or whatever. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? This was, uh, well, this had a different profile, actually. She was quite wine. I didn't keep this one. It was very, very high yielding, actually. And I didn't keep it because... You know what? Honestly, I didn't keep it because I like the other one better. That she was a little bit smaller, but I like the terps better on the one that I just showed you. Uh, this one was similar structure, similar colors, as you can see, very, very nice and purple. Actually, really nice smoke in retrospect, but much more berry. So this one was much, much more berry mm -hmm. wine, which actually is very nice, but uh, it wasn't super unusual. I knew that I could probably find, actually, that's why I didn't keep it, is that I knew that I could find this phenotype again. 
Whereas that other one, I was like, well, fuck, that's interesting. Um, just like a sour. The sour turns out to be actually quite common in, in Morgana, but the first time it came up, I was like, well, well fuck, what the shit? Um, because I just, I wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, so I've been uh, uh, really enjoying that, but that kind of spiced wine has been a little bit unusual. So that's been kind of fun. I think that spiced wine is from, uh, I think this was one of the spiced phenotypes that I actually seeded out. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was cool with the seed. Oh, it's beautiful. I it's beautiful. I think it I think it's a true mark of a good grower. If you could take the plants, uh if your plants take your plants with seed to the end and them looking good, I mean that is truly amazing. Like because a plant will tend to look shaggy and and sad even after she's been pollinated. Like she kind of almost looks like like it wounded even like but she's just been pregnant. No. That looks really healthy. Thanks for that. These have actually been really nice. This was a very, uh, this was the horseradish phenotype. This is horseradish wine. Unfortunately, you can see a little bit of spider mite damage. Those fuckers have been crazy pernicious. Oh, I fucking. Cannabisian told me about, oh my God, they're the Borg. And I was kind of laughing a couple of years ago. I'm not laughing anymore, man. They're still not 100% gone. Every time I think that they're 100% gone, man, now they'll come back to weak phenotypes. I, I think I got them because I'm down to like, I have six clones. That's all I have. They're they're just in the tray, and I just keep hitting them, 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 keep hitting them. I don't see nothing on there. I see no goddamn thing, but I'm still not ready to re- just to, just be like, okay, time to go, back up and going. But yeah, this was yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to take up. shit down and clean after these three are done. This is a really nice purple one. Uh, this was that's beautiful. Was- I love, I love that. I love that senescent color of the way where it's like purple to black and just yeah, it looks so so nice, so nice. Actually, you know what? This is the same one. Now that I think about it, as this one, this is one of my very favorite Morganas, and you're going to see more from this one. I'm still working with it. It's uh, smoky berries. So I, I very much like. Um, I don't know. People are going to have to get to know me from me telling them. I'm, I'm honestly going to have to tell them more about what I'm into. Uh, when I say stuff like, oh, I'm not into gas, it's not like I'm into shitty weed. Uh, it's that I'm into something a little bit different. And so, for example, this is quite surprising and quite different. Um, not too many, unfortunately, it's been fucking COVID times. Not too many people have smoked my weed in the last fucking year, but hopefully in the future, a little bit more people will. Uh, I hope to have, timing on this one may be wrong. Yeah, that's not totally true. There's a lot of people smoking it all around the place. I well, see all, I see it all on Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. see Zoso J growing it. I see Noob growing it. I see true. Uh, who else is? Uh, I see. Did Supreme Grape have some? I think Supreme Grape had some. Who else? I'm not sure that Supreme Grape has any. I think uh, most of uh, them rectify that situation. Uh, yeah, no, uh, there's uh, who, who else? There's been so many people, there's been so many good shots, right? Yeah, or 20 bin, um, yeah, Zoe, 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 and Slammer. Uh, Matt Steelberg knows uh, Uncle Trip, he's been sending some interesting photos of uh, Lime River Rose. This oh, is nice, a, uh, Ruby Jack number eight. Unfortunately, I haven't flowered her for a long time, uh, so I need to do that in the near future. Uh, this, by the way, this is a good account, you missed this. This is a good example. Fuck, not zooming in. All right, I'm not going to this right now. Uh, this is a good example of it could honestly, when you look at that, it could honestly be starting to rot on the inside. Mm, yeah. I can tell you it wasn't actually from, this is, I guess, just the editing. 
it was nice and green on the inside. This was a nice, healthy bud. But when you look at something like that, that would be the indication, well, shit, that bud is rotting. So you could say, yeah. like, oh, the rest of that bud looks fine, but what's going on there? That's a good I might idea. want to look at a, another picture of it too as well, because it may just be the lighting on it, but just the way it's facing, it's facing full on, or so it might just be getting a little bit weird light there. You know? This was the uh, Morgana's mom, Kube. Oh, that's a pretty picture. Gorgeous fucking plant and greasy so shit. Beauty. Always elegant as shit. It's hard to describe it, but she's just absolutely elegant. Uh, that was, in fact, I think that was the first time I grew her. That might have been, yeah, I think that was the first time I grew her because right behind there, onto the right there, you can see sugar tits number one. And sugar tits, <laughs> uh, was, she's a weird looking little thing, isn't she? Dude, it was aggressive and stretched like an absolute mofo, and there was almost nothing elegant about her. It was really lovely weed, but it wasn't like elegant weed, whereas Cuvée, everything about it was just elegant. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you look at it, look how fucking elegant it is. The aroma was refined and elegant, like, you know, red wine and chocolate, as opposed to like brown sugar and gas or whatever, you know, like the, the sugar tits number two was meat, just red raw meat. Like, I really wanted to keep it number two. And actually, I have a bunch of seeds of it that I haven't had time to work through. Um, that's an interesting one. Now I have to finally... You need to cross it. that meat with, like, uh, the meat. With like I did. a I GMO. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I didn't end up keeping the... Because, whatever, you, you could only keep so many things in this life. I didn't end up keeping the meat cut. because It was kind of an annoying cut. But that fucking flavor, and she hit, like, a motherfucking brick. But there was nothing elegant about her, whereas every single cuvee was beautifully elegant. It was hilarious to see. They had the same dad. They were testers from Subcool. They had the uh, Space Dude was the dad, and uh, cuvee was the Pinot. No, 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 no. Cuvee was, uh, actually, in this case, cuvee was cuvee F2 by cuvee F2. But that means that they had Space Dude as the grandfather. So both sides had Space Dude as the grandfather, whereas Sugar Tits, it was um, Ghost OG by Space Dude. Anyway, another shot of that Ruby Jack. I'm going to bounce. Guess have a good night. Cheers, dude. Night. Smash. Take it easy, buddy. We'll See you tomorrow. Cheers, Smash. Have a good one. Anyway, I probably should have introduced this in a better way, but uh, maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. Kind of bad news. We're unfortunately going to have to start late tomorrow. Not thanks to me, but I have to do a fucking meeting. and. Yeah. Shit happens. We're going to start late tomorrow. Oh my fucking God, you guys have no idea. But, um, oh, whatever. Has to be done. Yeah, I hope all, runs, all goes well and your meeting goes great. Mm, it yeah. won't. No, oh, it's guaranteed not to. It's one of those things. Yeah. But, uh, one of them ones. Nice. Dude, it's one of those, right? It's one of those. One of them. Oh, yeah. I've had a few of those. have to grin and fucking bear it. But we have to, we have to know what's on the other side. You know, we just have to know. It's yeah, that's that's like, yeah. It's due to remember at the end of the, every show I said, "Don't be a fucking douchebag, don't be a prick." It's due to a handful of people being ah, mm. douchebags and pricks. I mean, really, yeah. that sucks. And it's one of those situations where, dude, this is not subtle. This is obvious, and we're gonna, yeah. But what can you do? Something I don't know. Catapulting them yeah, into space is not legal yet. Not yet. Not yet. 
hey, some people there's and billionaires are racing there. So I mean, on, like working on you're it. you're, really you're offering them billionaire travel. Like that's it. Maybe secretly they will just drop them in face. That's kind of that's kind uh, of, was like the Panamanian helicopters or whatever. What was it the Dropping paraquat on the uh, jungle. No, Locking. they would do that. Was so horrible. They would like actually take dissidents and stuff and just drop them in the jungle. Just literally drop them out of a helicopter. Um, what do they call those? Like one way rides? There was a fucking. There was a whole gruesome name for it. They did that stuff in uh, what uh, Scarface? Remember where Tony is down in uh, Colombia? The guy's like, "Don't fuck me, Tony." Uh, the other dude was. No good. Right. It was uh, the same dude that played Salieri. It was um, F. Murray Abraham. They threw F. Murray Abraham. Welcome. They back. threw him off the helicopter and hung him. Because he's kind of a rat. A rat. A little, little bit of a lot of a rat, kind of. It was a lot of a rat, yeah. That's what happened. So it just gets suspicious. Uh, especially in that movie. You'd say hello to Tony's little friend, man. That was, that, that was not a good ending. Dude, he even killed his best friend and shit over his sister. That was, dude, that was rough. That was, yeah, that was really weird. That's pretty weird. Um, supposed to be Shakespearean, though, I think, you know? Supposed to, yeah. yeah. The lows, right? Fair enough. You're only supposed to get the highs from Fumidoro strains, not the lows. We don't, we don't fuck with the lows, man. We don't, uh, we you don't got really the lows of the mids. You got to go somewhere else, man. Sorry, only high grade here. Lows, Go find the booth. Go find uh, something crossed with. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to make fun of anyone. I was going to make fun of something, but then I was like, no, I shouldn't. Make fun of I'll do that. Uh, Antarctica Kush. We'll, we'll make fun of. Well, what if there is an Antarctica Kush? And people are like, damn it, that's fucking fire. Frozen under the ice. We're, we're only five years away from finding out, finding it just gonna spring up that thing is yeah there's a lot of dinosaur bones and stuff in antarctica and we're gonna find them because the, the ice is gonna melt yeah. methane deposits or something Fucking 20 years like no one's gonna live in miami but they're gonna live in antarctica why do i keep saying antarctica antarctica they'll rename it because they all went from florida it'll now be antarctica <laughs> where where florida rose <laughs> Florida man in Antarctica. <laughs> With that <laughs> alligator. <laughs> yeah, Google Florida man in your birthday, man. See what comes up. Right. <laughs> Delightful stories. Delightful stories. Delightful. It's shocking. Education, morality. I got my goddamn audio working. It'll be the ain't Arctic. <laughs> How did they get there? Because they thought it was a flat Earth anyway. Or is Antarctica this side of the wall? I've worked. Ah, for, we found the ice walls. <laughs> I've worked for someone in the last two years that somehow in the modern age was a legit <laughs> flat Earther. So was his wife. You like, met a couple of those people. I thought it was a big fucking joke, wrong. but it's not. Like, yeah. Look, dude. Look. Have you climbed a tree and seen how? <laughs> <laughs> the horizon. I've been to the ocean. Have you seen an eclipse? 
It's so <laughs> obvious. Yeah. No, I mean, you have to be so willfully blind on that stuff. And every time they'll do like a big flat earth ex expedition to the other side of the world with telescopes, they prove that there's a fucking round earth. Dude, the Greeks knew that there was a round earth. You have to honor the gentleman that built the rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the one you're talking about. Dedication into the flat earther movement as the gentleman that fired himself out of a rocket <laughs> and smashed into the ground at oh, a couple hundred miles an hour to prove the point. You know, and that, that really is Darwinism, right? His genes aren't going to pass on, right? That's Darwin's who served its purpose, right? Right you there. Know that he didn't well, have I, children. I at least, at least like the fact that he is willing to do a little bit of science to try to get there instead of like see the curvature himself. At least he was just not accepting that it was flat. Yeah, yeah. I respect the fact that he was willing to go the extra mile to prove it. But, <laughs> you know, maybe consult people that have a little bit more <laughs> That was like his third attempt, too. That's the best part. <laughs> Hold on, let me, I'll have to find it. Dude, that reminds me of the, let's see if I can find the dude that uh, he tested a parachute off the Eiffel Tower and just fell off and died. Or the guy that did that with a motorcycle and didn't die. Yeah, Franz Reichelt. So, uh, I don't know, I'm probably not going to show it because he's a What was I talking about? about? Right before that? Uh, something to do with crashing into stuff, I think. It was this dude. I mean, look at his idiotic parachute. He didn't even bother testing it or anything. Didn't test. Everyone told him. Everyone around him was like, dude, you should test that. Like, you should totally test that. You might fucking die. Like, we can totally get, like, a dummy or, a, a, like, anything. Like, a bag of potatoes. Anything. We'll put anything in there. And we'll throw it off. It'll be awesome. He's like, no, 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 no. It's going to work perfectly. Look at this one. Hold my beard. That shit right there. I mean, he had a killer mustache. I'll give him that. Very nice mustache. But he jumped out. And if you see the video, he just straight fell to his death. His <laughs> mustache it's did as much. Just slow his fall. as it. The mustache might have slowed his fall slightly more than the parachute. That's exactly right. <laughs> he achieved 20 miles an hour less than terminal velocity. <laughs> Yeah, it can be so dumb. This is some wily coyote shit. <laughs> so, so this is what happens when you're, uh, you know, not the brightest crayon in the box. I mean, somehow he managed to put together a rocket. So that's disappointing. I mean, he couldn't combine more life skills. I did that in sixth grade. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I suppose you're right. Yeah, like a friend of mine, pretty much. Really, a bunch of them. <laughs> Dad was into model airplanes and stuff. Yeah, Houghton Ponics looks like the kid that had the like crazy rocket set up that shoot to the moon. Yeah. Right. Oh my! My grandfather worked on the H bomb. I had all kinds of cool shit to play with. Oh, nice. Yeah, the rich kids. Uh, my friend had uh, a well. His dad had. Uh, Built propeller planes. Some of his rich friends already had uh, uh, turbine prop uh, model airplanes, um, and then some of their buddies had uh, uh, solid-state rockets or solid uh, fuel rockets. The fancy kids, man, they had the liquid fuel rockets. You know, because you'd have to get like a like laboratory gear to keep like I don't even fucking remember the gases. You'd have to keep gases under pressure and whatever. 
my fucking god. Those kids had lots of money. That was like the Lake Oswego rocket people. Anybody from around here probably is laughing. Maybe. They'd be laughing more if they tried my fucking strains. I'm terrible at the introductions of this goddamn strain. Uh, maybe I should bag it and try it again on Saturday. So like, fuck it again. We're going to do it on live. We're going to rough draft something. No, I don't know. Fuck it. The, the cats I always do it live. But but those strains are pretty good. I've really enjoyed them. I'm, I'm excited yeah, I to said, see. Uh, what's available? Honestly, I should tell you guys what's fucking available. Okay, that, at least I'll say that before we fuck off. Uh, we'll call this uh, my... Rough draft at uh, the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> Look at it; it looks like a big fucking fucking dick. Yeah, like remember the beginning of that movie, Johnson? It looks like a huge <laughs> wing. <laughs> That's a huge Johnson. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. What's the strange? Dick, uh, pay attention. Right, it was the fucking best. And I remember laughing my Johnson off at that fucking movie. Dude, to this day, I can laugh like that. Dude, it did, I heard that uh, Mike Myers might have gotten me too as well. That would disconcert me. What? Certainly lo- lo- I, I find that one hard to believe. Really? Maybe. Hopefully not. All right. Every, everyone everyone gets a sleazy moment from now and then. Everyone catches the wrong vibe. I guess like that means... Well, there's a difference between that and like, the shit that Cosby did. Dude. That's... Yeah, that is true. That, well, 100, 100%. Ain't nobody saying what Pill Cosby did was right. Like, fucking Weinstein. Oh, fucking Lord. Jesus. Yeah, another another yeah, fucking thing. There's creep. been this whole debate about Louis C.K. I'm not going to have that debate, but there's the, like this whole debate like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Was it so bad? Da, da, da. I have no idea. But it... I can say that that probably wasn't as bad as Weinstein. That's for fucking sure. You know, that was full on rape and on and on and on. But whatever. It's a, it's a shitty situation we're not going to talk about. Uh, so, you know, uh, you can treat women well and uh, they're far more receptive to that. Like, so. Right? The fuck? Just like, like I don't understand it. It must be something to do with the fucking power. It's got to be the fucking. Yeah. Say, yeah, that it's not. That's what they say, like, it's most right. about. If you're Jeff Bezos rich, you're gonna have like a harem the way that McAfee did. If you're like that powerful, you're just gonna go crazy. Like, I'm not saying it's inevitable, but that man definitely. Well, I think uh, I think our society uh, like puts uh, riches up on a pinnacle more than it should, and uh, as a result, uh, those people uh, crave this happiness that they're gonna get from this money never find the happiness and then try every other fucking outlet to get in. And with no, without, with unlimited funds, you can do whatever you want, whatever creepiness fucking comes your way. Well, no one who, whoever tells that man, no, that's the problem. And that's what leads to that. And that's why you see that. in like cultures where they kind of have unlimited money, right? It's kind of how that works. Any old <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't understand. People just don't understand history, you know. And then they, they, what's the expression? He who does not know history is doomed to repeat it. And unfortunately, <laughs> most people these days do not fucking know history. Like aristocrats were always terrible. The one out of a hundred aristocrats that wasn't the shithead did not somehow legitimize aristocracy. It was terrible. Like they took complete advantage of people to the point of like, making people into fucking chattel you know what i mean anyway uh people like jeff bezos are subject to this thing called the hedonic treadmill this is uh 
dangerously pervasive whenever you talk to celebrities or sports stars or basically anybody that's uh, either uh, frankly become rich or even been rich in their life a lot of times they're not happy and they're not happy about the things that would normally make a lot of other people happy like for example i always talk about cameras on this show right or camera lenses or whatever and smash and i are nerding out about cameras can you imagine how happy smash would be if someone handed him a fancy new camera or if someone handed me a new lens or a new camera oh my fucking god i'd be so happy problem is those guys stop being happy with this stuff i'm going to read what it is here so according to wikipedia the hedonic treadmill also known as hedonic adaptation is the observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events or life changes. And this, by the way, goes the other way as well. Uh, so to negative events as well, we always think that negative things will be disproportionate, right? According to this theory, as a person makes more money, expectations and desires rise in tandem, which results in no permanent gain in happiness. Uh, such and such and such. Coined the term in their essay, da, 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 da. The hedonic treadmill viewpoint suggests that wealth does not increase the level of happiness. Subjective well-being might, by largely uh, might be largely determined by genetics. That is, happiness may be a heritable trait. Let's see here, is there a clear explanation here? I, I hedonic adaptation can, uh, I guess, let me just really quickly, so this will explain it. Hedonic adaptation can occur in a variety of ways. Generally, the process involves cognitive changes, such, such as shifting values, goals, attention, and interpretation of the situation. Further, neurochem. Oh, this isn't very clear. Sorry. Never mind. But basically, as they get fancier shit, they get, let's say, a super fancy car. Smash is always talking about cars, right? So let's say he gets a super fancy car. Well, gradually, that car doesn't make him as happy as he thought he was. And he's now pining for that other fancy car that he sees in magazines. Oh, my God. There's more hot chicks around that car. There's more people taking pictures of about that car. Now he wants that car. And the rich people in town, they have that car. So then he wants to get that car. And then he gets that car. And then he realizes, oh, my fucking God, he's not as happy as he thought he might be. So now he still pines for the ever more, ever more, ever more. To the point that you shoot yourself up into the cosmos on a fucking dick rocket, you know? Like literally, yeah. you yourself in a fucking space on a dick rocket. Just shout out, uh, chat. Um, uh, hate skills and chat says Pill Cosby is a great example, uh, and I think I love that name for him, Pill Crosby. I think that's a good one. Um, but uh, moralizing shit too. That dude legit could have had like his choice of women in the '80s for yeah. sure, without yeah. much objection, and he chose in the '90s. Yeah. Right. And the 90s, too. And he chose to drug them and he didn't even need to. I'm sure if he just asked them for consent, it would have been fine for at least half of them. I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to speak for any of these women, but I'm just saying the dude was well liked, well connected and could have had his choice of well looking women without the need to be predatory in any way. And for him to go and, and do that, you know, that again, kind of just like what you're saying, they, they want what they can't have kind of thing or what's forbidden that kind of bullshit and, and i'll be honest with you too i've partied with everyone from billionaires in jamaica to like one of the guys i was working for down there all the way down to like people that have like five bucks to their name in the desert and like every time i'd rather party with people that have less money because they cherish the event more they appreciate like anything that we do together way more and remember it more and, and are happy to see me more when i come to hang out with them again and I would way rather hang out with those people than, than with the ultra rich people, because at the end of the day, I have a better time. We would, we, and we all appreciate it and value it more in a different way. That's just not, people don't care when they can just blow a retarded amount of money every week. 
the, the, the nicest people I've ever met in my life, the most generous people I've ever met in my life without even remote exception were the poorest. Uh, there were a couple people growing up that I knew theoretically were generous friends of my, my stepfathers and stuff. Cause they gave some people, we knew some things, but realistically when push came to shove any time in my life where I've actually needed something, even if it was a few dollars, it was a essentially poor person that helped out. I remember a couple of times, like, I don't know that there was like a hurricane. It, it doesn't really matter the whole circumstance of the story, but I was basically locked out of my bank account for about five days in a very strange place in a very strange country. And somebody who just barely knew me handed me 20 bucks and just said, and actually it was like 40 bucks. Now that I think about it. And that dude did not have the money at all. Just didn't even think about it. Just here you go. And I paid him back, of course, you know, the following Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was, but it didn't even occur to him to wonder or anything else. It was back in college. So it was kind of a problem. You know, I wouldn't have been able to have, you know, food and stuff like that. And there's been any number of times in my life where, I don't know, how do I put this? Things could have gone one way or the other, and the people who had nothing were the ones that helped out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's a story on uh, Reddit. In fact, this came up just the other day. Uh, there was a really cool thread, if I can find it again. Um, like, best stories on Reddit, basically, is what it was. So it was one of those kinds of things, like, oh, what's Reddit all about? Uh, and one of the stories was, um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, it was uh, uh, today you uh, tomorrow me, and it was about uh, basically a dude who used to not stop at uh, uh, not stop for people who were broken down on the side of the road. You know, like mm. that's basically. And I have to be honest, a lot of times I don't fucking stop. I have to be frank. I don't remember the last time I stopped because uh, I will. Oh, they're gonna fucking rip you off or blah 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 blah. Mm. And this dude was saying like, hey, you know, maybe I had a couple negative experiences or whatever else. He was broken down on the side of the road one day and wouldn't you know it, a Mexican family stopped and helped him in every possible way to the point that their tire iron broke in the middle of actually he fucked it up. I think he said like he was wrenching on it the wrong way. I don't remember what he did, but he, maybe it was one of those folding ones and it broke. And so the wife ran to the store like down the street basically and bought a new one. And after all of the help and blah, 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 they wouldn't take a fucking dime. They gave him a tamale. He was hungry and dirty and thirsty on the side of the road. But they fixed his car and gave him a tamale to kind of catch his composure and wouldn't take a fucking dime. And as they were leaving, they said, uh, today, you, tomorrow, me. And basically, it's just like, you know, uh, uh, pay it forward, basically. Yeah. And this was, by the way, they were saying they were an immigrant family from Mexico. They were there picking peaches for the, the, the you know, I, I guess I've told you guys the whole story instead of you reading it, but they were there picking peaches for the season and then going back to Mexico right after, you know, so maybe even illegal immigrants for all you know. They had no incentive to help a goddamn person. I think you guys yeah. have heard about uh, my story in Jamaica when we were the back way coming back from the agricultural convention and our car broke down in Jamaica on the back way to Kingston from St. Mary's. Mm, oh, yeah, where you where they stayed at the house? For their house in the middle of the night. Yeah. Tried to help us fix the car. Once it was obvious we needed parts, they gave us a place to stay, <laughs> smoked us out, made sure we had dinner. Like, that doesn't happen anywhere in the States. Like, that's a level of kindness that most Americans have never experienced before, right? So... And a lot of people think of Jamaica as this like violent place. It's not. There's a definitely it is in, in certain neighborhoods and places that have a lot of money where people are fighting over the money. But when you get into the country and you're under the actual real Jamaica, 
people are like some of the kindest people I've ever met on the planet. Same thing with Zimbabwe. You know, the same like we had a guy in with a Mercedes Benz stop to help us with our pickup truck that had a flat, right? In Zimbabwe, right? Like he didn't know if we were gonna rob him or anything else, but he stopped because we had a flat, right? He didn't care. So it's just it's the kind of kindness that you just don't see in the States. I mean it happens, but not a not the level of regularity, I'll put it that way. Up here during the winter, we have laws that uh, after it gets to a certain temperature, minus 20 degrees Celsius, you have to stop and give people assistance if you see them broken down by the side of the road because it's life-threatening at that point. Somebody could die in a matter of hours. I used to stop and help people when I lived kind of out in the country, and I guess now, I don't know, in the city, just kind of, uh, at least I've been hardened somehow, you know. I look for I look for car seats, you know, a lady standing out by herself, maybe an old lady. I'll I'll usually turn around for them. I mean, sure. Stuff yeah. like that. If I see if I see the car seats or whatever too, I'm like, yeah, all right, somebody needs to they, there might be kids waiting somewhere for that mom to get there or or there's just kids in the car. And the problem is that uh, I'm thinking about this about like three weeks ago. Uh, it was kind of messing with me for a second. I was driving along. Um, no, you know, people that are not from here don't give a shit. But yeah, a little bit kind of the hood of Portland. Uh, kind of deep northeast, like 122nd something. It was kind of the middle of the night. It was maybe like midnight or maybe 11. Out in the streets, they call it murder. A little bit, dude. <laughs> uh, there weren't too many people out except for kind of people who might be out. You know, go, I was going grocery shopping at a late night grocery store, but other people might be doing fucking murder and prostitution or whatever else. <laughs> anyway, uh, I see the Stranglers listening to our out. podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> dude, anyone tuning in right now, they're like, what did I just fucking start listening to? Anyway, I'm driving along, and I think I turn right on to 122nd. Maybe I turn from, like, a side street, essentially. I was kind of goofing off and just, you know, maybe watching the moon or something. And I turn basically on 122nd, and right as I turn on, I see this dude basically stop. There was, like, a median in the middle of the street with some trees and stuff, and he's standing on the median. Uh, it's not really a crosswalk median. He's just standing there, and he flops on the ground. He starts yelling, help, 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 and he's flopping like a fish. And I just had this instinct, like, the fucking guy's on meth. And I just basically drove by. And I was like, <laughs> fucking epileptic. And I was like, well, shit. And I turn around, and I see him basically dancing down the street, yelling, help, help, help. But he's, like, dancing like like a crazy person, basically. So, fuck me. I don't know. Dude, I don't even know. It, it, uh, you got to keep your wallet for a few more hours. A <laughs> little bit, man. I don't even know. <laughs> He was doing it in front of like three or four cars too. That was the annoying thing as I was passing by. You know. Or even like, dude, I don't even know. Let's change the subject. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about anything else other than unfortunate situations. We can talk about, I don't know. Did you just seriously assume his MO in Portland? He was just trying to keep it weird. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was making... Uh, I, changed the subject. I thought uh, I, I made somebody laugh today because I told them uh, they were having kind of a rough day and I just I had an instinct that that person was having a rough day. So I was like, imagine a ball sack parade. Just now imagine it. Just a, now it's a parade of exclusively ball sacks and they have like marching batons and shoes and there's like a conductor of the ball sacks. There's a ball sack marching band. It's just it's a ball sack parade. Tell me that's not funny. 
It's funny. I'm just trying to envision like these ball sacks playing instruments. Like, well, what part do they play? With? Like, I don't know. I don't know, but they're really good at it. I was saying Mummers. today, like, I don't even know how the baton is twirled, but they're twirling it. I'm just think mummers, but with balls. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of squishy as they walk. Yeah. If you if you aren't familiar with the mummers parade, you oh man. I think I do. okay. It's a uniquely Philadelphian thing, I think. I could be wrong. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Mummers where you, like... Oh, I'm thinking of something else. All right. Okay, Mummers that I know of is, like, in Newfoundland, the people at Christmas, like, put on masks and go to each other's houses and drink with, like, their neighbors. You'll go drink with your enemy, and you won't even let them know who you are. Hmm. And yeah, and then you just and it's a it's a traditional Christmas thing, but they I they kind of don't do it anymore. You only go to people's houses, Day. you know. Now. These are all like union working steel benders and electricians and pipe like dudes that are like beat the shit out of you, and they're dressed better than any gay dude in San Francisco. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> Which is more high concept than a ball sack parade. I was just literally thinking of like a parade of scrotums. Oh, it's a, uni- a uniquely Philadelphian thing. You can drink publicly without getting arrested. You can walk around with like a case and just go beer hopping with like a case of beer and just get fucking tanked. It's like that and St. Patty's Day are the two days of the year you can just get wasted in Philly publicly. I thought you could get wasted in Philly publicly like all year. Wasn't that the whole idea? But you can have an open container on those days. Dude, Europe is so lucky. You can just pretty much walk around with a beer anytime you want. They just don't, they really don't care. If people have beer with lunch, that's pretty much Antigua. That's uh, pretty much yeah. That's pretty much Antigua. Jamaica DUI laws are more like a polite suggestion, really. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of DUI laws in Europe. Are but super you never hear no, but you don't hear anybody killing people over there either. Like people may may push the uh, push the line, but they they fairly they don't cross it as far as Those, up here. I've seen a couple times in Jamaica where people straight up be like, "Nah, you're too fucked up." Like they'll just be like, "Nah, you're you're not leaving right now." Like, 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 and be kind of forceful about it. Uh, more so, I think, than than other places too. Like, it's not, that's not the only. Like, there is a more to it than just the fact that like they're lax. They're, like, culturally, they're like. It's a it's village like, there. Like, like everybody, everybody raises everybody kids down there. Like, it, like anybody can tell you anything. Like, uh, like. Uh, like it's not uncommon for somebody who's not your parents to slap you in the back of the head when you're doing something wrong. Like, because it, yeah. it takes a village to raise a kid. Like, yeah, that, like, yeah, that, like, so, like, your neighbors will rat you out if you're doing hood rat shit and you're a kid. Like, and you'll you're gonna get punished for it. So, like, you you can't fuck around. Like, that's exactly right. You the and not only that, but like. I know definitely in Jamaica, I would imagine Antigua is the same way. Like, if you did something real bad, like, if you straight up stole from, like, a tourist or something, like, real bad, they will beat you to within an inch of your life. Then they will call yeah. the police. And then they will, again, beat you to within an inch of your life a second time. And then they'll put you in the car and take you. Yeah, because you're messing with everybody's money, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get, you'll get twice the beating if you fuck with tourists down there. Yeah. it's no, not cool. Or worse, that's if you survive the beating. I've seen people that didn't down there, but usually they stole, you know, food or something else. 
But don't steal food in a poor country, man. It's a good way to lose body parts. You know, I was going to say, like, uh, I actually, uh, there was kind of a different experience. And how do I say that when you first get there, maybe, or if you're a tourist, you might think it's kind of harsh. You're like, dude, I can't even drink one beer and then drive home. If you have a rental car or whatever in Germany or, I don't know, Central Europe, like, the, the blood alcohol level is like 0.02 or 0.03. It's crazy, crazy low. Four, isn't it? Is that right? I, I think, think it's point out. I remember it was lower. I remember wherever I was, it was lower than basically like one beer. So like you couldn't even have one beer. So essentially, whenever you want to go somewhere and drive, you're just not going to drink. That's all it is. Uh, yeah. Or you'd be with someone that wasn't, or you'd take the train. Because again, in Europe, you can take a train or a bus, whatever. But on the other hand, that's the part that I like. Like if you're at a cafe or at a park or whatever else, like you can drink a beer. It's no big fucking deal. Just don't drive home. That's all it is. Like just don't fucking drive home. You can take a train. You're not supposed to be like sloshed on the train, but they kind of look the other way if you're not like blitzed and puking and whatever else, because they'd rather you do that than drive. And I kind of appreciated that, honestly. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and then, you know, there's intoxication and then there's, you know, having a beer. And those are two different things, though. And I think that's something that, you know, you know, no, I think we can all agree no one should be intoxicated and driving. I don't care what substance you're on. You know, I don't care if you just took fucking way too much hash brownies. You know, that's just as bad as far as I'm concerned. You, your inability to control the vehicle is as much impaired as someone that took a bunch of shots, right? So um, I think we can all agree on that. But at the same time, like, some of this shit's getting out of control. Like, Utah and Colorado, out of control, dude. Like, it's extortion. Like, anyone that's ever lived in Colorado, half the fucking state's got a DUI, right? And half of them weren't even driving. The, anyone that ever protested in Denver has got one, right? So, like, the... the employers don't even care anymore in Colorado because everybody has a fucking DUI, right? So, Got so one. Everyone for, for, and, and Colorado has this weird thing where they try to use the altitude against them and there's all this happy horse bullshit. Like I've had other friends that had to fight like legit DUIs where they were in the wrong. But even then, like a friend of mine got charged with DUI at 0.05. He's 0.3 below the limit. Fuck off. You have no, and he didn't hit anybody. He didn't crash anything. He, he just got pulled over. Uh, for something else unrelated, right? And you're going to charge them with it? Fuck off. That had nothing to do with the with anything, right? So there you have these extortion states. Utah's like that too. I think they're 0.06 or 0.0. What is it? Well, Utah's another extortion state like Colorado. It's 0.5 point, it's here in Canada. It's 0.5 here in Canada. It was 0.8 and then they just moved it to 0.5. Yeah, and again, and, and what they should do is they should treat it like Canada, you know, like some of the other stuff and just look at body weight and everything else and not just do a blanket thing because... It's mm-hmm. not, you know, you got to get it quantitatively where it's more sensible, you know, mm-hmm. and we can all agree again, no one should be driving intoxicated, but you should be able to go out and have a drink or two and drive home if you're sober, especially if you're over 200 pounds, you're more than capable, you know, especially if you aren't doing 151, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're just having a regular old beer, something under 12%, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to. There's so little subtlety in our society. That's the reason that there's that you're not allowed to because there's no there's too many, subtlety. Too many people willing to lie and be reckless idiots. That's the problem. And the worst part is, is those those uh, people are still lying and being reckless idiots, and it's us that suffer the consequences. Like the the, the responsible people that would just have have their one beer or their one their one glass of wine dinner and then and then drive home safely, you know. We uh, we're the ones that suffer, not the not the people, not the offenders, because they're going to do it no matter what. Yeah. 
but you know, they're at some point they gotta they gotta like bring those laws back in line. I understand that people lose family members. Shit, we lost someone that was very close yeah, to the yeah. show, but there has to also be a level of reasonableness to the two on the same side with the you know, the legality of it and the ability to like go out and live life and and you know, not be intoxicated enough and and still, you know, have a life at the same time. Having this talk about uh, uh, weed with somebody the, the other day, and it was kind of interesting because they had a very, very different perspective. Like from a medical perspective, they were essentially saying, like, pretty much intoxication is intoxication. What evidence do you have that uh, uh, weed is is any better than uh, uh, alcohol? Because my postulation was that uh, weed is better. You know that I was saying that oh, I drive better or I make. Uh, uh, I think my exact point on the show and all us fellow stoners always kind of nod in affirmations like, oh, my kind of decision making is smoother. First of all, honestly, I just enjoy driving, I would say, allegedly. Uh, but that, um, I don't know, any sense of, not that I have decision paralysis on the road, but my decisions become clearer, the road becomes smoother. Honestly, I feel like I enter a flow state more than anything else where <laughs> Everything is just kind of obvious more than thinking about it. It becomes obvious and you react as if, uh, I don't know, it's like you're swimming or something. And my friend was not having it. He said, like, that's just nonsense. Like, uh, uh, intoxication is intoxication. What evidence do you have that your performance is actually increased in those circumstances? You know, what if you're just masking some negative uh, what were they saying? Uh, I, I would say, well, my friends that play uh, video games on super high level, uh, when they stop smoking uh, cannabis, they notice their percentage points fall off of like between two and a half and three percent on accuracy, on 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 speed and reflex and all that stuff. So it does make a huge difference to 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 somebody who's experienced using it. I think you're able to channel. I think you're able to channel and direct and then focus in on something when uh, when when you're experienced. Uh, when you're less experienced, you have more tendency your mind wandering and not be able to follow along and not be able to be part of the. Well, cannabis makes you more afraid and more fear-based, so you're you're more cautious, right? You're gonna break and stop sooner. You're gonna break earlier, whereas alcohol makes you like looser and not give a shit and less cautious, right? So that's one of the reasons why you don't see those increase in car accidents because people are are breaking early. Right. They're, yeah. they're they're waiting for the stop sign to turn green, right? But they're no stopping one, way back, leaving a big behind them. But no one's gonna get t-boned, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, it, it, it's not. Yeah, it um, but no one, you know, it, it creates the opposite of recklessness mm. in that yeah. type of scenario yeah. where yeah. you don't feel like you're invincible. You feel, very much feel the opposite if you're if you've ever been a passenger and been way too high in a car. You know exactly that you it, it can be almost scary where you know so that, that i think that's really the biggest difference and why you don't see a big change in you know uh, car accidents in states that have that and you actually see a direct result yeah, we yeah, saw uh, in colorado down, yeah. 15 percent reduction in fatal car accidents there was futile fatal car accidents in every single legal state because people aren't driving so fast people literally slow down and are, are more cautious on average when everybody's, you know, uh, uh, once legalization happens. So, 100%. Uh, and, I, I, and this is really what it comes down to. 
and again, no, none of us are advocating for intoxicated driving. None of us are advocating for, for being, you know, impaired. Beyond. You should not be impaired. You should be. I don't care what you're on. And, and you should and, be fit to operate whatever you're operating. Absolutely. And just to clarify, we're, none of us are advocating for intoxicated driving in any way. No. Uh, and what I was saying is actually, yeah, that, that uh, a weed can potentially be a performance enhancer. So far from being intoxicated, I felt like in that circumstance, I was performance enhanced. And so that was a great example. These people are afraid of a couple, three years now. I haven't really been playing too many video games, but I used to be pretty avid gamer, uh, especially in like, um, I don't know, more recently, I was really into kind of flying and tank games and stuff. And I don't know, combat games, but uh, first person uh, viewed uh, uh, games. And they were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shit, this is, this is how long it's been. Um, so if you're flying, it was you weren't flying on a piece of paper. You were flying literally. Like, what am I trying to fucking describe? FPV, but uh, three-dimensional worlds. Whatever. Well, so imagine a racing game. That'll be fucking easier. Forza or Gran Turismo, that kind of thing. So I was really into racing games. Uh, I could be chiefing on, and at the time, let's say a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I was chiefing on uh, Cannabisian's uh, Tree of Life, and it was... Super strong. I had a really nice phenotype. My head rang a lot of times when I would smoke too much of it. Uh, I would be ripped as shit and motherfucker would my race times be good. Or in, for example, those like tank games or the flying games, I would just pick off all my enemies one by one by one. None of them were stone. Those were all other people trying to kill me. And my target acquisition was, hey, he's the most dangerous. He's the second most dangerous. He's the third most dangerous. He's the fourth most dangerous. I'd have a strategy to take them all down at one time. Well, I'm fucking ripped to shit on weed. And I remember thinking like when I wouldn't uh, smoke weed, my uh, uh, strategy was terrible. I wouldn't always know which one to pick, which one was the most dangerous. So I would sometimes go for the second most dangerous and then get killed by the most dangerous. Uh, or I'd sometimes just flat out not do moves or whatever. Like weed was honestly a performance enhancer in those circumstances, you know? Shikari Richardson. to see some of this stuff side by side. Go ahead, dude. Shikari Richardson was a lady. I, I couldn't remember her name. We need to do some side yeah, by side. Like, um, we should. Uh, I found we need like six, uh, 12, 12 uh, lab mice. Uh, we will get half the weed and half the alcohol. <laughs> what we should do is we should all take a mystery substance. And everyone can guess what substance we took. <laughs> Based on our performance, increase or change. And then we'll do like 10 or 12 of them, and then we'll release the results as to which drug is which episode. Who's that paying be- for the substances? Uh, you are now. <laughs> well, I have... Well, I have a, I have a, a piece of paper. If anybody, if, if anybody wants to do some homework and, and read some paper... Uh, I got some booms too. I, I mean, I got some cannabis, but I, that's all I got right now. Anybody else has any treats for the party? By the way, here's a little Morgana with a little garden spider. People probably think I'm making up the little garden spiders. These guys are so fucking handy. Oh, yeah. That come along. I just like looking at them too, honestly. They're cute, adorable little fuckers. This was a, uh, uh, um, what do they call it, the World Philo Taxi Morgana. It ended up being a little bit boring. 
There we go, Kube. And that was, I was going to show you Sugar Tits. That's the mom to Dread Persephone. It's like a weird, wild looking plant that she tastes really sweet. Yeah, I got a big breeding project going on right now in my mad science mix. So I know some of the males in here, but some of them are just males that I've created over the last couple of years. So it's a crapshoot, but it's kind of how I breed. Just doing an open pollination? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I had bonkers from exotic genetics. I had uh, five bonkers males. And then I had uh, scoops from exotic genetics. I had four males and I made sure to just have them pollinate the room first. And then a lot of my other like regular seeds started to show sacks and they, they made it through some torture, some heinous torture. So these are the ones that are barely making it. But you can kind of see how if they don't make it, then they're not going to have sacks to begin with. I kind of try to see if they'll survive. But, I mean, if if they're not doing anything, they just stay like this for months and months and months. I might put them in a solo cup or put them in a clear cup like this, and then they'll start to grow out. And then if they're a male, I'll just let them uh, pollinate, and then they'll senesce. So this is all senesced, of course, but that was a male. So I, I only get like a little bit of pollen from that. But um, when I pop the seeds, then I can kind of tell what was what from the smell. So it's I know it's going to take like three or four years to kind of sift through all of my stuff. But for example, this is this has got the smell profile of the last male I had. And that was from Ethos Genetics. And that was GMOs, Gittles, OZ Kush. So I rub this stem and this totally smells like the GMO that I grew at work. It's got like the open bud structure, like the GMO I had at work and the male that I had that was actually GMOs, Gittles had that kind of leaf structure. So that's, I'm just guessing, but I'm not selling any seeds. I'm just making it for head stash. So it's not like I'm trying to be super technical. Um, I just want to breed as many plants as I can as possible because I only have a certain amount of time on earth. So I just wanted to kind of skip the bullshit and be like, well, this took me three years to get to F2. I just like, well, I got some S1s. I got some F1s. I got some whatever it is and just breed them all and plant the seeds. Keep the original stock. Like this, this is uh, Bordello. Um, and I made sure to put bonkers on it bordellos and bonkers but now i've got a lot of other random males around so i know what the bonkers profile looks like because we grew it at work i know what the bordello profile looks like because we grew that at work so it's a bordello cut i've grown the bonkers so if i see those two then i can match those up to what it is and if it's some random grow well then i appreciate it for what it is grow it and smoke it breed it that's kind of my position on tossing or placing pollen on things. Not too into the names. I'm more into the plant profile. Um, so if you if you look at my Instagram, you'll see what I'm growing outside. That's holy shit. That's a bunch of random stuff, but it looks beautiful. So I'm more into the stuff that will 
blast in the Colorado weather and the hail and the frost and all that stuff. So I guess I'm just looking for a survival rate, not really looking for a particular smell profile or phenotypical expression. I just want things that will survive being treated like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, there, there's a lot of people that I've been watching on the future cannabis project and some people that do like forced collaborations and, uh, I won't name forced anybody. It, <laughs> is that like slavery? Well, yeah. I mean, like there's, 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 there's been people out there that call it a forced collab. And, yeah. Well, it's like, well, they buy a pack of seeds and they're well known now and they start breeding with it and that person's like hey you can't breed with my genetics i don't allow it and he's like force collab because <laughs> i'm doing it because i just bought your pack and i'm telling people that i bought your pack and i'm breeding it with my particular male that everybody knows about and it just goes that way there's got to be a better way than that it it's working it's working for this individual so i mean if you haven't heard of it yet maybe you will along the line but uh has do to do with uh, a uh, female cap cap packs what's that <laughs> are there any female cap packs we, we, we're waiting for some super male cap packs <laughs> yeah i i mean like i i would definitely want somebody's permission per se but like I just told you, I had exotic genetics and I'm breeding with it, but I'm not selling any of it. So like uh, if the, anybody the ever only, wants any seeds. No, just remember if the pack ever says Mowgli Holmes, it's perfectly okay to rip off. He smells a Delta. We said that before. He's S1 shit out of those. Right. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait, wait. He got fired. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to talk my last boss into S wanting his Mac cut, and he he just didn't understand the whole uh, silver thiosulfate, and he just was like, "No, you get herm seeds out of that. I don't want to do herm breeding." And I'm like, "What?" Well, I've heard some people say that it it it's you know, but it's blocking a certain hormone, so it's not creating a hermaphrodite. It's not doing anything with the intersexual traits. Actually, it's it's scientifically just blocking the hormones it releases and reversing the plant into the opposite sex. So does anybody else have a scientific opinion on that or have they there's tested a, that theory? So there's multiple ways to reverse plants. That's so not like silver thiosulfate is the only way. You can use heat stress, you can use um, water stress. You can use, there's a bunch of other ways. You can use nitrogen spikes. You can spike the plant with nitrate often and force them to herm out. Um, for a lot of cultivars. So there's a lot of different ways. There's, without giving away some stuff that I'm privy to that I don't think has been released yet, there, there's a lot of different stuff I, that's in the works as far as organic feminization that's not necessarily silver thiosulfate that I think in the next year, you're gonna see a lot of protocols publicly released. All right. Yeah, I just was wondering like, the inner sexual traits coming back out again when they're stressed out in a commercial grow. Cause I mean, I, I saw it firsthand where we had to trim up a little higher just because on the first four or five nodes, there'd be a few sacks, you know, on, on GMO cookies or Girl Scout cookies or anything cookies based. 
basically when it got stressed out, it would it would herm. So it's just that's that's one of the things where people where they're commercially trying to sell seeds, they they really keep on pushing that like, well, we don't want intersexual traits, we don't want seeds, we don't want herms, and I'm like, well. I, I guess pretty, I'm not on the... uh, That's pretty consistent because if you've got a herm, the problem is that it's going to seed out your crop. You know, so I think that's uh, the downside. You know? I think one of my students said it best in one of my classes: "Bruce Jenner bad, Bruce Banner good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was my first line I made. Actually, was Bruce just, Jenner. Just when it comes to, <laughs> I don't I don't mind people. That, I just mean that. I just thought that was a really funny way of someone trying to like mentally comprehend the whole thing with herms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, because Bruce Jenner is kind of a fucking wackadoo. Oh, he's a fucking <laughs> asshole. He, she, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's not even his name I, anymore, right? No, I have, I have literally no issue with uh, 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 LGBT. We're high. Please don't, folks, don't take it personally. We're, we're just <laughs> that specific person is kind of a douche. That's what I'm trying to say. He's kind of well known for it. Well, he's gone. It's a her now. So, like, Bruce is Bruce is no longer in existence, right? So. Yeah, they were saying she's so brave. And whatever. Never mind I'm all the other brave, they're not millionaires. I'm being course. deliberately disrespectful by saying that because how someone could be trans and then hate on the LGBT community right. as much as he does, he doesn't deserve. Respect, respect is earned oh, at all. Yeah. True. Yeah, the Trumpist and everything else. Like, he was talking about like uh, the billionaire with the aircraft hangar next to him is like fucking pissed off about some shit. Like, fuck up. What? A millionaire with an aircraft carrier hangar next door is pissed off about something. Is there a pit we oh. can throw both of you off anywhere oh. nearby? <laughs> Let me go get my violin. Fucking hell. The smallest that you find, please. Uh, so, by the way, I was just on a more positive note. Positive in the sense that Frenchie made amazing hash. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, unfortunately, the negative thing is that's a stupid introduction to that story. Frenchie only has passed away, but it's going to be good to have him. Wonderful hash. And it's old as goddamn balls. It's like uh, three or four years old now. I got this either in 2017 or 2018. Gorski, or we got a lot of wind coming in through Gorski. Yeah, let's meet her. Meet there you go. Uh, sorry about that, dude, but there's, it looks like it's coming from your microphone. Anyway, uh, this uh, ball, if you guys, I guess I didn't show it on the camera here, but it's a, it's a ball of basically Frenchie's uh, hash, his, his traditional uh, temple ball. Uh, and this was the super silver haze for a long, long, long time. Honestly, still to this day, probably it's one of my favorite cannabis strains. Never had a chance to grow it, but it's basically just a very easy plant. Look at that haze by haze by haze by skunk by haze by haze by NL5. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, at least the expression that I got was very, um, piney mostly with a little bit of lemon. And this now is just so delightfully, like sweetly, uh, like a little bit aged version of that, a little bit more refined, but I cracked into it last night for the first time in probably, I don't know, maybe like every six months I crack in. Uh, and so last night basically cracked in for the first time in six months, there wasn't all that much smell. Now that I cracked in, as soon as I opened that jar, it's like it was new, man. It's so aromatic. It's again a little bit more sweet and old, not as brightly fresh, but still like, dude, I would easily pay $50. I think I paid $56, $50, $60 for this. I'd easily pay $60 for this now. It's an interesting thing. You know, I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for three or four year old rosin, you know, but 
The temple ball is different. You're muted, bud. You probably wouldn't pay that for week old rosin. <laughs> yeah. Well, week old maybe, but it's certainly not like six months old. Yeah. So nice and smelly. Doesn't age very well. I got rosin. Not like hash. Day, but when it uh, when it's cool and stable for a good six months, like I noticed that actually, uh, and I kind of it was a little bit of a sad situation for me because I kind of had a lot of rosin that I was aging. So I was like, <laughs> what, what, what? It's like not very good anymore. And I'm like, oh, I get to smoke all of this now. Anyway, because um, you know what are you gonna do with all that fucking hash? Like throw it away? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I could have given it away, but whatever. That was a fair amount of rosin to give away. We're going to back out of that statement. Anyway, uh, I realized that six months or so was kind of the borderline. That a lot of different strains, some strains would age better. Like actually, believe it or not, Ruby Jack and that this one strain that I talk about, uh, Flytrap. The Flytrap number six, actually, I still have a little bit of that hash and it's doing the Bubble Man thing where it's kind of turning into like a hard brick. It's still really flavorful when I when I rip into it. Um, actually, a couple different Flytrap. I have like just a little bit of the Flytrap number two that was very cheesy. Both of those dab really well. And that shit's like six years old. Like, honestly, it's like I barely even knew what I was doing squishing rosin back then. Mm -hmm. And the stuff is still deli like delicious, honestly delicious. Same thing with Ruby Jack number three. That's just like distilled rose essence now, basically. It's fucking, I have almost none of it left. It's been really interesting. Almost everything else turns to shit, at least that I've seen. Like the, the kaffir lime, it was just like, wah, wah, wah. Again, it just kind of lost all its vigor all all the bright citrus stuff just kind of left and it was just kind of hashy at the end um a bunch of other stuff was just like yeah kind of disappointing anyway just i guess i'll stop babbling but it's it's been interesting to observe that stuff i'm for dad is it just the things that have the sesquiterpenes that last longer it's just the 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 terpene profiles maybe the fruits or other things that are a little lighter they just go away quicker I mean, well, all, the temple balls, that seems like probably a fair statement. What do you think, Putin? Well, so I think that there's, like, I would love to see people, and we were doing a lot of research into this, and we even did a one-year preservation with nitrogen, which I've, I'm not at liberty to release the COA on. I wish I could, but um, we did a bunch of testing with different gases and trying to basically eliminate oxygen and a bunch of different ways to do that. And then how did that affect aging and, and you know, some of the different secondary compounds um, in one of the groups I was working with. And we had some pretty cool results with, with some of the different stuff that we tried, but um, I, I, there was nothing there that I think was worth anything monetarily um, beyond what people are regularly doing. Now, something that interests me, which is something that we talked about um, yesterday, I think it was, uh, when you were on my show was um, uh, like in Malawi, aging it in the ground, burying it and putting it in, in banana leaves and, and letting it, that happen that way. I think that's super cool as long as you can maintain, you know, uh, biosecurity uh, from any type of pathogens that would be bad. I think I, that to me interests me a lot. And then, you know, air airtight, maybe wax sealed, uh, you know, aging processes similar to like the, the butter aging of, of meat, you know, where it's completely sealed in. Um, you know, where the butter acts like, like a wax uh, or similar type of thing with meat, that same type of, you know, sealed in aging process for hash uh, with wax or some other, you know, maybe beeswax or something else in it and a ceramic urn or, or some type of other aging vessel 
I think really would be kind of a breathable air uh, aging vessel would be really the, the best way to do it. But just theoretically speaking, I, I'd love to learn more about that. It's something that, you know, I, when I asked Frenchie what, what, you know, what's the future of hash, that was always his thing was, his answer was, um, you know, properly aged hash that really has been done right. Like a kimchi or something. Just like you said, that it's buried underground. That's what they do with kimchi, isn't it? I mean, kimchi, it can be 100 years old, but it's fermented. So that's an interesting thought. I, I've heard people talk about like ferment. Well, that's the Malawi cobs. Yeah, I guess they're fermented. But if you could yeah, be, like fermented for a super long time. Wes, do you want to break that down just for people that aren't familiar? Uh, yeah. So basically what it is, is that you just take your harvested buds and you start with it. You, uh, you start with about 80% relative humility. You, 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 you can dry up for like 24 hours. You can take it right off the plant and put it right into the thing. Uh, you can either put it into like bottles or you can put it into, I like to mine in parchment paper, then vac seal it inside of, uh, just vacuum seal bags. Uh, and so, I'll let that sit like that. Uh, I'll do is I'll heat that. Like I'll, I'll usually, I use a, like a seed mat will work, works really well. And you just wrap down that and you heat that for, for 24 hours. It'll bloat a few times and give off gas. You need to eat to off. Uh, that's all CO2. You need to off, off vent all that CO2. Uh, then you seal that thing back up and you just, uh, you just leave that to for a month. The longer you leave it, the better, the better the ferment gets. Um, and then, yeah, when you open it, it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly strong. Uh, just trying to find, I have a, I have a picture here on my, uh, Instagram somewhere of them, of the, uh, of them, but it's, it's super easy and it actually gets you your stuff. Uh, like say I do a long cure. Usually I usually, uh, minimum of, uh, three months on my cure, but like with this, you can, you can, you can smoke it after a week and it's fucking good. And it's way more intense. It's way more intense. It um, you can, and then it's also because it's decarcinated during the process. You can also eat it. Uh, it's it makes really good chew. I love chewing it. It's one of the best ways to one of the best ways to have it. But it makes edible smoke too. It uh, it comes out incredibly well cured, and it's uh, almost looks like a tobacco product. Like if you put it in a tobacco pouch um, and it smelled like weed, uh, it'd be hard to tell. If it's done right, it'll look something like this, the dark hash inside. And if you're in Jamaica, a lot of times they'll even use these thin inner corn leaves or maize leaves as blunt wraps. That's really common as well. It adds kind of a sweetness to the smoke. It's nice. Look like tamales. Yeah, right? Is this called tamale strain and kimchi strain? Those, those like, are my tamales, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dude, but don't make fun of a good tamale, man. Holy crap. No, not at all. But just and, say uh, that's a new oh, strain name. Missed, uh, that's one thing that went away during uh, COVID, at least for us, was the tamale ladies. Uh, we had this great tamale lady around this neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Uh, yeah. Like tamales delivered to your door, man. What, what, could, what could be wrong? What strain would be the closest to, like, spiced chicken and kind of a peppery undernode or like a, a rotting 
uh, kimchi? Like, what kind of strains could we get close to where we chicken, could actually try this process? You're asking for a little bit much, I feel like. Rotting <laughs> chicken or meaty chicken and kimchi. <laughs> the aristocrats. Have we... <laughs> <laughs> haven't you had like one of those like terpene smells where you you squeeze the stem when it's in veg and you're like oh like just repulsed by it i don't know there are some people who really love those strains like west engine is basically becoming uh, <laughs> very intrigued right now by your your descriptions what do you have in your in your uh, in your stable that you're hiding from me Right. Well, uh, what I had uh, the ice cream cake, uh, licorice lime from Dutch Blooms smells like yayo. Like I, I, I was just like taken back to the mountains, blowing lines in the summertime, and uh, I was just like, holy shit, that smells like blow. Like, has it, has anybody ever rubbed a stem and all of a sudden it just smells like yak? Maybe because of the diesel? Is that why? I, I'm not sure. I uh, but and then I had another one and I lost it in in my grow. I probably bred with it and it's somewhere. But uh, yeah, I had one that was just revolting. I I smelled it and it, at first it smelled sweet, so it was inviting. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I want to vomit. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know if anybody else had that kind of experience. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know. Maybe I've been lucky because a few of my buddies, the, the Stevie and Cannabisian, they're more into pleasant flavors that you could actually smoke, like with a chick, like uh, Cannabisian <laughs> Mary. Stevie has lots of friends. Like uh, I don't know. So they actually know women that they smoke with. And how do I put this? A lot of those women actually are heads, so like they they smoke fucking tons of cannabis, and it has to be really good too. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe I'm this. I don't know. It's like a chicken and egg thing. I'm trying to figure out what it is, but I've been blessed maybe to have uh, subcool genetics, genetics from those guys that were really really good, and also strong and also really flavorful, like uh, cannabisians. Like the most complaint that I could possibly have from that strange tree of life was that it was slightly bitter. Like I actually liked all the phenotypes, but a couple of my friends, Scrambles and a few other people didn't really like the bitterness and it could kind of get to you after a while. Like, honestly, uh, that was one of the jars that you'd kind of keep at the back of the shelf because you know it'll fuck you up. But you're like, really, that again? It was kind of like, um, especially the number one, the number one was uh, like bitter celery salad. It got you fucked up, but it was, I mean, like imagine smoking a salad, like a bitter celery salad. It's a little, it's a little odd. It's a little disconcerting. Mm. A little odd, you know what I mean? And then the one that maybe, I would, yeah. Go ahead. It'd be almost like it was. It would. I would almost like you'd have problems with that one because you'd feel like it was uncured properly, almost like like with the retaste to it, almost like. No, it was even less subtle than that. Like it was, it was like I don't even fucking know, man. Um herbal or something i don't know a little, a little watery with a little tiny flavor like man that would, it was no like it, was it was really really i guess maybe not celery then it was just like that vegetable. cilantro like but i like cilantro that's the thing yeah it, it's something <laughs> i didn't really like that much you know uh the number two had a lot of that but it was moderated by cheese it had quite a a, a really noticeable cheese i don't think i don't feel like i flowered out too many of those females I want to say I had maybe five, something like that, and then I whittled it down to like three. And then the one that I really liked was 
very, like a very popular phenotype. Actually, our, my friend Scrambles probably found a better one. So it wasn't that rare, as it turns out. It was pineapple champagne. And so you almost barely, barely noticed the bitterness from that train wreck. Most of it was just this kind of effervescent, up your nose, bubbly pineapple champagne. And it got people fucked up. Like uh, at our tasting meetings, no matter how many things people smoked, wedding cake and gelato and God knows what else, I'd whip out the tree of life or scrambles would whip out the tree of life and everybody felt it. Everybody woke up because it was kind of an uplifting strain and just it rang like a bell. It was a trip and it didn't taste like garbage. And so every time I hear people, this is the thing, like every time I hear people say, oh my God, the strain, no offense. If you like it, you, you like what you like. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. But when people say that that's the powerful stuff, I just shake my head and laugh because there's other stuff that's just as powerful, no. not even more powerful. Like I've, I've seen it. People have brought all of that. They've brought all of that to my meetings, you know, a couple of years ago, obviously, but they brought like wedding cake and four or five different gelatos. And we had gelato, we had dosi dough. We had, uh, we had one of the cuts apparently from so-and-so such and such that we weren't supposed to talk about. Uh, we had jet fuel from archive. We had any number of fucking things and none of them got us as fucked up. Let's say tree of life was honestly one of the most potent strains, literally from my friend cannabising. It was, a. Uh, Tree of Life back, uh, Tree of Life back cross is what it was. Actually, it was the Tree of Life by the second site, and the second site was one of the parents to the, his uh, Tree of Life. Super, super, super fucking strong. It was like a train wreck VX basically, and nothing skunky, nothing. Again, like famous, like train and just bitter. It even had like sterile nanners. Like almost every phenotype at like week, uh, week nine. If you cut it at week eight, beautiful plant. If you cut it at week nine sterile nanners you freak out because you're like oh my god my fucking crop that they were totally sterile um but it looks shitty you know what i mean uh but what was i gonna say uh i guess that's all i was gonna say it was super welcome tommy say. welcome tommy hey guys how's everyone doing Is tonight it? excellent babbling about how weed can be strong and not taste like uh skunk buttholes I saw you were. <laughs> I saw you were. Uh, you said you were down for the uh, drug roulette with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, count me in, bro. Woo! I'll buy a boot. Nice. I'll buy a boot. Fuck yeah! I'll sponsor. That's what I said. I'll sponsor. <laughs> with a little help from my friends, but you know, it's a village. village. What was I going to say? I know you were going to. was going to say. DM him, email him. Come on, people, let's get these seeds, bro. Dude, I got to finally, Tommy, thank you for reminding me. Thank you. Oh, I'll talk it up a little I bit, man. You be excited, dude. Dude, I got I to gotta realize, well, Tommy, if people don't even know, like Tommy's uh, helping out the first 10, I believe it was the first 10 people. First 10, I said, yeah, first 10, I'm throwing it Yesterday, so it might only be like first night, whatever. We'll figure it out. Right, right. No, we're not going to over. Uh, first uh, 10 orders are going to be not only uh, seeds from me, but also seeds from Tommy. And uh, I think you actually even said you were throwing a buddy of your seeds, like five seeds from a homie. Something like that. I can't remember what it was. Well, I don't want to misspeak, but I think I, I think you were saying, dude, I don't want to misspeak. The, the original offer was super generous already, so I don't want to. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From. Uh, yeah, we'll to we'll toss in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, I do have some. Uh, 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 to me. Put it this way, it's a generous deal, so yeah. yeah. Was that what it was? Right on. Uh, so here's the strains. Uh, dude, sweet. 
Red Persephone, uh, Lime River Rose, Black Prince Ruby. That's, of course, one of the Ruby Jack in crosses. Uh, Thousand One Nights in a little bit more uh, limited uh, supply than Black Prince Ruby. There's quite a bit of Black Prince Ruby, but Thousand One Nights, there's, uh, you can consider that more. Uh, all of these are limited, but that's more limited. Uh, very limited supply, Charybdis and Gawain. In fact, those might only be freebies. And then, of course, there's Morgana. I don't know, maybe tomorrow I'll talk more about that. Dude, I was going to have the website up and everything and uh, whatever. It's one of those days. I've been working on it a lot. There's no excuse. <laughs> whatever. Good enough. God delighted. <laughs> With a Y. Dude, she's, the, she's one of the monsters in the, the straight of Messina. She, she, I, uh, I learn something new every, every time I come over here, bro. Yeah, man. She was cursed with an unquenchable thirst for the ocean. So every day she would suck in like three quarters of the fucking ocean and then belch it out again. And right across from her was Scylla, another sea monster. But she was a she was a cool chick. She wasn't always a monster. She was like cursed that way. So. That's the story of Carol Baskin's sister. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Dude, I refuse to watch that fucking show, man. Honestly, I know who Carol Baskin's is. I watched like one episode. I was like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm out. Oh I'm man, there. you had the, you were supposed to be at home. What were you doing? <laughs> you're supposed to be at home doing nothing when that show oh, got bad. Holy crap. Dude, everyone was so into that, and I was like, oh my god, I can't take it. I mean, I watched it, but I, I wasn't even, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I just felt bad for the animals and shit. Right? That's it, dude. The animals, like, what the fuck? All of those, they don't exist. Those, those, uh, the, the animals. What about her first husband that she fed to the fucking tigers? Okay. That was well, everybody yeah, knows that he flew a private plane back and forth to <laughs> Colombia. Like there's well, yeah, I mean, one business <laughs> who delivered, I don't know, trays of toilet paper and uh, ah. uh, <laughs> king three times, and every time I am more convinced that bitch killed her husband. Really? <laughs> oh, she did it. <laughs> no, she did it. <laughs> So, so there's definitely going to be a season two because they just arrested Jeff and uh, his wife. And I don't know if they had arrested the babysitter or wet nurse or whatever that chick was, but I know they arrested the couple. Yeah. There's a guy. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's southern I Oklahoma. Know. I mean, <laughs> oh, is that where it's at? Yeah, yeah. So that's like it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> of where or I'm sorry, east of where we are, hour, hour and a half east of where we are. So that's like longer. I thought it was Florida. It's like Hickabilly, Damn. like no man's land. <laughs> Man, cannabis You're turned over. I can cuddle tigers if I come visit. Eh? <laughs> Shout out to a uh, cannabis community in Oklahoma, man. That's what's up. Basically, turned a- Oklahoma from. I'm not gonna say. You know what I mean? Just like it used to be Oklahoma. I, I've been there. Shut the tigers. Now it's fucking now it's lit. Now Oklahoma's the real deal. The know? best part was trying to explain to because remember for me, I was living in Zimbabwe when Tiger King came out. So I'm having to explain to all the dudes because <laughs> they know that I just came from Oklahoma. And I am not like the gentleman that they are watching on TV. Oklahoma. Yeah, right. It's the whole place is looking at the TV, looking back at voting. It's nothing like being in a foreign country getting stereotyped for being American or something. You know? like, oh, shit. Half the time they're Come on, I'm not like everybody. You know what I mean? I'm different. 
I'm unique, motherfucker. <laughs> at least it's don't associate me with certain presidents yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which one, Nixon? No, my husband shot himself yeah, with, like that too. with an American 1911, not no fucking Ruger German bullshit. He was a Southerner. No, okay, that was too dark. <laughs> hey, Fumi, what, what kind of smell profiles are with your new seed lines? Like, can you explain some of them? Or... Uh, by the way, if anybody knows how to fix uh, Dymo label makers... I'm struggling to figure out why the fuck my Dymo is new. Literally, the fucking thing was working, and then I switched roles, and now everything, like, the light turns on, everything's on, it does advance. Like, everything seems to be working correctly, except it won't print a fucking thing. It just won't. So any gigantic experts in the chat, they're like, oh, my God, you just got to tap it on the right side or something. That'd be very helpful, because I would like to finish labeling the fucking packs. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, (laughs) Dread Stephanie... um, Most people have kind of actually said that it's been uh, Jolly Ranchers. I guess that's not very that's not very unique, maybe of a description. But a lot of people have said uh, Jolly Ranchers for both Black Prince Ruby, Dread Persephone, uh, even Thousand One Nights, kind of candy, sweet candy, Jolly Ranchers. Uh, I suspect there's going to be tons and tons of sugar because the the uh, Dread Persephone, the mom, is the sugar tip number one that I was showing a picture. Well, I guess I can show a picture a little bit ago. Uh, very OG structure, but the flavor is uh, very, uh, the high is also very potently OG, but the flavor doesn't have any of that gas. It's all basically just kind of sweet turbinado sugar, like brown sugar. If you ever had that like brown sugar at Trader Joe's, that's that kind of, or the, like the fancy, if you're in a hotel or whatever, and I don't know, your dad takes you out, or your mom takes you out or something to the fanciest hotel in town, the brown sugar in the packet. That's basically what that uh, sugar tits number one tastes like. Uh, Cross to the the Ruby Jack, she seems to have given it a little bit of kind of citrus and that candy. So that's kind of fun. Surprisingly, a little bit sedative. I've heard it like maybe three, four times now that the Dread Persephone is a little bit on the sedative side. So whereas like Morgana, a couple other ones were uh, uh, uplifting, giggly, whatever. Not surprising, the ghost, I guess, is kind of shining through. It's a little bit on the kind of uh, uh, heavier side. Um Black Prince Ruby and Thousand One Nights is the Ruby Jack in crosses and use different moms for the two. The Black Prince Ruby, I use the the what I call Ruby Jack number seven. That doesn't mean anything to you guys, but that was a, a very strawberry candy. I, I saw these candies at uh, the store the other day. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to buy them. They basically oh, yeah. reminded me of these fucking candies So whatever I told people. Uh, it was like my favorite weed that I've ever grown, really. Uh, tied for first place with this one sample nug I got at like a you know, weed judging thing or whatever. It was platinum, uh, platinum purple Kush. Fuck, was that a good nug? But tied for second place or first place was this Ruby Jack number eight, basically from Steve or seven, seven from Stevie. She grew kind of like garbage, so I thought maybe I could make her uh, grow better. But uh, oh my god, the, the flavor and the the high, kind of like Cindy, but I don't know, like a like um. Well, I mean, I guess Jack Herrera was a Cindy, basically, but. Um, a happy, goofy Cindy with this shower, this summer shower down the back of your, just down your spine, basically. Like if you were just in the in the lake or maybe you're at the beach or something, you go to those, you know, summer showers and it's kind of cold, kind of warm at the same time, but it's like really refreshing. That kind of feeling all the way down your like uh, hands and, and, and toes. <laughs> anyway, um, she had a lot of all those effects and gorgeous, 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 but she could be really finicky to grow. So I crossed her with, I think, uh, more vigorous male that I created in the F2 
crossing the Ruby Jack number eight, I guess I'm going to talk about in a second, to um, a stinky male and then finding a seed from that and then crossing it over to the uh, Black Prince Ruby. So it should be, a lot of people have said, lots of, uh, I've gotten strawberry uh, from the Black Prince Ruby, uh, berries, candy. Um, well, Zoto's gotten really fruity stuff. Uh, it, it should be really nice. The Thousand White Nights, on the other hand, should be a little bit more citrusy, but so far I've only heard like citrus Jolly Rancher, like sweet Jolly Rancher. Anyway, sweet, cool candies. People have said that. Uh, let's see here. What is anybody? Oh, Lime River Rose is the other one that people have. Oh, and then, of course, Morgana. Lime River Rose has come out really nice. Wesson's been actually could probably talk about that more. He's the one that actually grew it. Every, uh, just imagine every uh, expression of lime you can imagine. There was lime candy in there. There was, there was like, a, there was like a zest, uh, there was like a zesty lime peel in there. There was, uh, uh, the, 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 there was a lime cotton candy that, that, uh, the spider mice got that. But other than that, the other stuff actually, the, the, um, spider mice didn't actually show me interest in it. They, uh, they waited till it was the last thing in the room and, in there. Have but, you uh, no. so, so you I'm sorry. Pretty cool panel right now. You were just talking about flavor, and you really got me thinking on this. Um, a lot of people talk about shit that they have that doesn't do shit to the flavor. What have you guys found that does impact flavor? In terms of growth styles, or what? Yeah, is that what you're asking? You talk about a thousand and one things that they add to their their grow, their soil, their whatever. Um, that, that affects the flavor. What have you found? And, and I'll, I'll go after you guys. I used to be a huge believer in a lot of different stuff. And I still honestly add fish bone meal. I think that there's this, I actually deliberately think that there is a kind of a fishiness that it kind of lends to the, the cannabis. I actually like that. I'm a big fan of sushi and fish. It's probably psychosomatic. I've kind of stopped thinking that a lot of that stuff makes a really, really durable change. I feel like the weather conditions are more uh, important. The stability of my watering, uh, the light quality, like literally like the, the bulbs that I use is a little bit different. If the bulbs are too old, that seems to make a big difference. But whether or not I add like barley or more uh, aloe, that didn't seem to add a huge difference. I guess when I underwatered slightly, I wonder if that's what he's mm -hmm. going to get to because underwatering does seem to impact flavor uh, positively, which is unfortunate. I can agree with that. A little bit, but... Really? Adding amendments, I have to be honest, I've kind of steered away from it. Even though I do People add say sulfur. People say better. sulfur, you know? I don't Dude, know. Sulfur's a good one, but I, I have a problem with soil. Yeah. I do add I a little bit of soil with gypsum. Like, a, what is it, calcium sulfate? Actually, a fair amount of sulfur. Yeah. I mean, I would say curing, basically. Just, you know what I mean? Doing a proper cure and, like, uh, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I know, like, just, you know what I mean? Honestly, finishing the weed all the way. Don't just mm. count down. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, Steve, I, I, I know you, I know you know what you're doing. So, I mean, I don't really have, uh, like a trick for, you know what I mean? It really just the cure and like doing a clean grow, just try not to pump it full of a bunch of, you know what I mean? Just clean grow, but I still do go for, you know, dense, nug density and all that stuff because it really does matter, especially when it comes to labor. I noticed. Mm. I had some uh, with you know I just got done going through trim hell with uh not what you know like smaller buds and just like it was my light depth my my first light depth harvest of the year I'm like man 
this is <laughs> this is strenuous here. Yeah. I was just used to doing the nice hard round uh, round nugs from inside, you know. So, so I don't know. Flavor wise, I don't have like a secret. I I don't know. Oh, uh, I heard Duke Diamond talking a long time ago about uh, you know, basically like uh, FPJ or something, you know, made of certain fruits, like pulling through, or even if it's not even a fully you fermented, you know what I mean? But I've never tried. Can you elaborate on the sulfur? Uh, I mean, no, I can't really elaborate on the science of it, but I've heard, I've heard a lot of people mainly talking about it. I don't, uh, I don't really add sulfur in e either grow. Like I do a salt based, uh, you're talking to the really cold. not to the foliarly, correct? Uh, no, no, and I don't like doing that because I just like you know. I mean, I try to keep it on a bare minimum. So, like that sulfur, the only thing I would use is is like a dunk. So, uh, if you're going like, especially I just did it. So, from like outdoor to in, because we're getting ready to transition here in Michigan. So, cut a bunch of clones, dunked them all real good in sulfur, but uh, okay. So so I've heard people like so if you spray like like burn sulfur that definitely can give your hash a bad taste that, that I'm I've experienced. For oh sure. yeah, I've it's heard that for sure. Matches. Yeah, no, not like sulfur burners. I, uh, I wouldn't even use those at on all. The, on the flip side, in aquaponics and hydroponics, sulfur is the is the nutrient with the <laughs> widest acceptable range. So in, in aquaponics and hydroponics, you can have uh, a sulfur anywhere from 50 to 300 parts per million. There is no other uh, nutrient that has that wide of a range without it fucking up the plant growth. Right. So you can't fuck it up. Like, well, I don't know. No, no, no. You can't no. overdo it, really? It's hard. You know what? <laughs> There's no definitive evidence as to a tight range currently. It doesn't mean that there won't ever be, but currently... Yeah, uh, uh, they're basically you can be pretty crazy high. I would say now personally, I always tell people at 250, you need to do some type of water change and dump. You know, you got to dilute that shit too high. But and it mainly it has to do with sulfur interacting with other shit. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So I don't. Another reason I don't add it is because you can kind of tell, like, uh, from treating the well water where I live, you know, and even at my old house, especially. Uh, you can, you know what I mean? You can tell there's sulfur in it. I haven't even got like a full analysis on the water, but I did, you know what I mean? It, the, oh. It's like, it's like, it's, uh, I think low, very low to hunt. Like it just hits one and two. I just have a, one of those truncheometers. So it's in between one and two somewhere. There's a, some confusion in chat here. I'm not talking about intentionally introducing sulfur or sulfates. I'm talking about, so, so let's just talk about a real world scenario where that would come up as a problem. So if I'm an organic certified um, uh, producer, sulfates are basically one of the only things I can add to my system that's Omri certified and organic certified that I can add to boost nutrients uh, for that purpose, right? That, that's certified and that, and that I can use. So eventually, because <laughs> a lot of those are sulfates, you're going to eventually, because you're adding a nutrient plus a sulfur every single time, you're going to eventually run out of buffer, right? You can only add so much before you've overshot what, you know, when the plants consume the potassium, <laughs> potassium or magnesium or whatever, <laughs> manganese or whatever mm -hmm. it is, 
eventually they outstrip the sulfur, right? So the sulfur, there's more sulfur left over <laughs> and, and not enough of the, the other nutrients. So that becomes a problem long-term. So that's, you know, a very real world scenario in an organic certified uh, aquatic mm -hmm. environment where <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, that makes good sense. Uh, God, no, I just had something I was gonna say and I forgot, jeez. <laughs> Uh, so it's a good one. Two scoops smoking on. Uh, it'll come to me. What was I going to say? Oh, so uh, what's it called? Le Langban. I can't pronounce it. Langbanite or langbanite. Uh, That's another great one. Langbanite's awesome. Langbanite. So that is sulfur and what? Magnesium, right? That's the magnesium sulfate. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, I have added like a like a little bit of that. It just seems like. It seems like a little excessive. I don't know, but I've also had some deficiencies. I'm kind of just getting the hang of uh, doing some like reamendments, right? So I did. I started off with the Coots mix, and now I got. Uh, it came down to reamending some stuff, and uh, I don't know, just. <laughs> I kind of screwed up some, a couple of plants here and there uh, with the reamendments, but I had like five, I have five blends. I have this page of notes. It's all like, it's not the best page of notes. You know, I tried to keep track of what I put in each one and also was sourcing stuff like what I, you know what I mean? What I could get. So I don't, I don't know, like, like what, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, do you use it? Do you use it little or not at all or what? For, for Langmanite? Yeah, I mean, I just have, uh, what's it called? Down to Earth. I just have like their yeah. brand. Down to Earth is a great Langbanite brand, um, but definitely a good one if you're going to dose that plus a calcium, maybe calcium, a gypsum. To, or yeah, that, yeah. So uh, I use some gypsum. Calcium carbonate if you need to raise the pH of your soils. You know, again, I, I, it's very growth specific and soil type specific, but, um, you know, in an indoor setting, you'd combine that with gypsum and have a pretty good little. Uh, nutrient blend as far as potassium, magnesium, and uh, and calcium to keep everything relatively in balance. As long as your boron was in range, you'd have a pretty good uh, mix there. Right, right. Cool, cool. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the, the Just knowledge. Increase the boron if you increase the calcium too much. So if you way overshoot your calcium, it's not a huge deal. Just make sure that A, your pH and your soil mix or your nutrient solution is still in range and that your boron is increased proportionately. Right. Um, if you thought your if you thought your pH was out of whack, what would you do? Like, you know, like the slurry test where you take, uh, you know, I know you do, but for like, it would be like the top layer. Right and then also just doing a runoff to check in your runoff. But um, you can get soil pH probes that directly check the, the conductivity of the soil itself, which is also a separate metric from, you know, the, the titration tests or, or litmus tests that you can do with that, which, you know, is a little bit better metric longer term. Again, they do have a quality one. Can you, rec can you say it out, out loud or you, know, you don't want to recommend them? Different electronic ones. Um, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the exact companies that make the probes. There's a bunch of different, you know, commonly I'll available look it up, yeah. ones that, you know, I, I, yeah, I never really looked. I, I've had like those, you know, those cheapo, but it's just like pH, you know, alkaline. And yeah, yeah. So even those cheap, you know, those cheap $12 ones you can get on Amazon or at your local right. grocery store, because that's looking at electronic conductivity between those two probes, 
and the and the hydrogen difference that's that's different than the, than the titration ones it's giving you the conductivity of the soil much more than anything else and they're a little bit more accurate for that purpose i gotta grab a phone charger real quick but you can get different ones to hook up to your cell phone and our wi-fi enabled and all kinds of silly stupid shit yeah, yeah. you know very affordable too sometimes it's too much <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, gonna... I feel like that and then um I, I i teach with marty from ap meds and i got a chance right. to we teach at his farm well on a normal non-covid year we would teach once there once wherever it is that i'm working for consulting or you know some other partner that we have a farm with or whoever with the, some of the people we do consulting with and um we always try to do one at his farm because his place is super cool he has a mill and all kinds of other cool awesome shit. he's got a greenhouse and an indoor grow and uh, a, a bunch of hash making equipment and we can kind of do some cool stuff there that we can't do for some of the other classes so um uh we get a chance to go up there and <coughs> fuck how did we start this conversation <laughs> sorry i'm tired no, it's okay. You're doing great. Uh, we Water were talking about testing lag langwinite for for a second, <laughs> then it moved. Uh, There's something to do with water testing or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the uh, like a quality test, like uh, yeah, because I. Anyway, so he has a bunch. I was of, asking the, about a, like a slurry. Right so like a slurry whole, mix. Whole grow has got all these different probes and sensors. And they're all connected to just like a basic Amazon home thing. So he can like go in his kitchen and ask Alexa what the fuck is going on in his grow right now. And it will spit out like 20 different metrics. He can pull it up on his phone or on his home thing. Yeah. Or he can turn the fans off and on. He can turn the pumps off and on. He can turn the heaters off and on. He can turn anything. He can turn the dosing pumps off and on by just talking at his house. Right. Like, like that was kind of cool. Like just from the chance, the, the ability to have like a dominating, complete control over every single aspect at just a, a beck and call in, in your grow operation, which is kind of neat, at least for a home grow. I, I think it would drive me nuts at a commercial scale, but it would be super cool for a home grow if for nothing else. Yeah, especially to be away and be able to check everything. The uh, the one, my, see, so I, I would I would have more of that stuff. I've actually had like a, a monitor and all that stuff, but it, when it comes to the the Wi-Fi in these like metal barns, it, it, it won't go through. So, like sometimes it's just like you gotta put a repeater Wi-Fi on the property. It's like I'm not getting to you know I'm not getting to Wi-Fi's and this and that. Or yeah, I mean, I guess you could run a long cable. Is actually the one I'm on right now, but it's it's not like as high a speed as a. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan inside. of. I'm a big fan of running on on-site hardwired buried Ethernet for security cameras and everything else, so that I have hardwired. You know, no one can disable shit via Wi-Fi. Uh, all the way to the ring, yeah. Everything's hardwired at all the networks. Is that and then I broadcast that out somewhere so that there's a remote recording. You know, of everything, no matter the place can burn down and I can watch the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the kind of stuff that. Yeah, you no, that would be, be ideal. Anyone that's ever heard the story of the, the Sacramento Police Department uh, and them getting busted uh, stealing from dispensaries uh, because one of the dispensaries was smart enough to not have an additional set of cameras that wasn't state connected uh, in their facility. Uh, uh, 
and then basically played back the video of to the judge of the the local police department pillaging their dispensary uh, and said okay cool how much money are you going to give me now basically and uh, bent them over and uh, pulled out the stick and uh yeah it was a uh, pretty entertaining but they without that you know they would have been fucked if they didn't have that video it would have been their word against the police good luck with that one right Man, my internet seems like it slows down on a buried or mine's not even buried, but I, I ran it like so like that's what the one I'm connected on, but it seems uh you know slower, uh, I guess, out here than that's probably a hundred foot of I think it is a hundred foot of Yeah, but if you if you have any type of crow like commercial operation, you should have a backup copy on some some uh, like instant uh, oh yeah no i agree on all that yeah no, i was just going back to the remotely as well to the cloud uh both and then um I also have a second set of cameras that only ownership knows about and no one else not even management nobody except for the owners and hide them they use hidden cameras and shit but and that's there to protect you from a in case you have employees stealing from shit just in key areas and then two god forbid you have a rogue police department come in and think that they're above the law you can basically bend them over and write, the, you know, basically write how much you want from the check. Um, you know, the guy in Sacramento won like an $8 million case against the local police department, shut down their vice squad. So, you know, it just, it, it's a way of covering your ass and it, it doesn't cost very much money. It costs two to $4,000 for most grow operations to set up and it's worth every single penny. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to, I mean, basically have to have that most, uh, you know, licensed facility, whether it's, you know, linked to something or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I would just want one even. I don't know. So I guess it's better Internet or really just a monitor so I can. <laughs> I guess I can look at it from from afar, you know. Fuck, we ordered Starlink more than three months ago. And we still haven't got a satellite dish yet. Yeah, we got approved. We got my old house only has satellite internet. It was out in the, in the sticks, man. There was nothing up. Yeah, that's how we had out in the desert out in San Diego, east, eastern San Diego, right on the border of the county. All right, here, I'm down to three. I'm going to go grab a charger here. I'm just going to tap out for a second, grab a charger real quick. I'm going to probably roll out. It's getting pretty low. It's three here. So. Well, you know what? We might smoke one more joint and then fuck off for the evening. Let's say hello to Smurf here and maybe Abscon. If, By the uh, way, uh, notice for tomorrow. Lemnitz to the next 20. Right? Yeah, all right. I'll hang out 10 more minutes and then I'll go. Nice. Uh, <laughs> on that note, real quick, if you guys want to further support Fumi, uh, if you use key- keyword Fumi, for coupon code over at apmjclass.com, which is my aquaponic training class. Um, you can get uh, seven, uh, 50 bucks off the class and uh, part of the, the proceeds go to help out Fumador and and, uh, and his uh, show and his uh, hosting costs. Uh, both him and myself spend money each month to, uh, to help make sure that this is brought to you guys in more than just the YouTube format, um, it, you know, so uh if you guys do want to support that uh, and you also uh, are learn from in a class format you can uh, support both of us not just myself uh if you go that route so keyword fumi 
if you want a coupon code Fumi, if you want to uh, save uh, 50 bucks off the, off the class there. And uh, we cover everything you need to know to set up an aquaponic class. We have new content every single month. We have um, uh, two live classes, sessions every single month. And then we had constantly new, new content. If you guys write us and, and you say, hey, uh, I got a question about this and it's content that we don't have, we'll actually slide about it and content around that to make sure that kind of an ever expanding education library. So after purchasing the course, how long do I have access to the course for? So how it works is so right now the class is six hundred and fifty bucks. If you don't use the coupon, um, you get it for six hundred if you do. And then how it works is um, we, we just charge the difference between that and the next year. So um, we're gonna we're gonna have an update. We're just gonna kind of have like a yearly subscription, like seventy five or a hundred bucks after that. Okay, so when it goes up to a thousand, I will have had to pay up to a thousand. Yeah. So basically, we're gonna do seasons, so like chapters, right? So you have the base thing, which is the the whole course, how to do everything already, start to finish. I've been teaching this since twenty fourteen. We've been featured in High Times, Dope Magazine, a whole bunch of other awesome things. We've had a bunch of professors take it. Uh, at one point, two thirds of the high time staff flew to Colorado and came and took the class. It was super cool. Um, the dude, guys from Dude Group uh, came and took the class in person. Scotty and the dude. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of awesome students over the years. I've had everyone from 19 year olds to 88 year olds take the class and really enjoy it. And we're again, uh, some of the newest content where we were in the middle of filming how to build a greenhouse with a mill when they gave us a fire ban out there in Oregon. So. Marty had to stop filming that, but as soon as the fire ban ends, we'll, we'll uh, begin that filming again. But uh, we have a bunch of other content that we've been in the middle of filming. As soon as I get moved here, I'll have my lab back up and running. We'll have a ton of new microscope work on that. I have a whole bunch of stuff queued up on that as well. I have a whole series on bioaccumulators and the best way to utilize them uh, for fermenting. So that'll be a whole uh, new section that we're working on adding as well. So just a ton of cool new content and content that's very unique. And not only that, but stuff you can utilize for large scale soil farms as well. And again, we, we put a lot of passion and research into this and we're kind of always adding new content to it. So it's kind of a, an ever increasing education library with a kind of, you buy the base and then you pay a minor subscription uh, for the each year's worth of additional content to kind of make it affordable once you buy the base content. So, um, you know, those that support us early on, we're going to try and help out uh, uh, a little bit more too. So, um, big thank you to that. And then we're also doing using utilizing that as a way to help support a lot of the people that are around us. We have you know different uh, coupon codes or different other uh, social media people that are out there that help support them and their efforts as well. Um, we give them a, a, a pretty good amount of support for uh, helping support us, and and it's a way for us to kind of help give back for the community too. So, um, you know, we're we're happy to support those that help support us and. And also just other people that are out there and educating and, and hey, we put out, you know, hundreds of hours of, of free content on my podcast every year. Um, it's kind of a way to kind of say, hey, if you want to kind of start to finish, you know, beginning to end, how to set up a company, how to set up a farm in a very formatted way with very specific references and a bunch of handouts and a bunch of stuff that's kind of far and beyond what we normally have in the podcast. It's a way to kind of have access to that library of resources. Um, beyond just what we put out in the podcast in a more formatted uh, way that I think is easier to understand when you're doing that type of project-based work. That's awesome. Yeah, it does sound good. I like the sounds of that.
And I would love to have an aquaponic. But so you're supposed to grow with fishes. Do the fish like are they your helpers in the garden or what? For the fertilizer factories and the micro. <laughs> I don't want to walk around in the garden with a fish, man. You promise to grow with fishes. That's awesome. I agree with growing fish for flavor. Yeah, the plants and the fish don't look well. No. Yeah. I'm putting the fish in the pots and like little work plants on top. You did that? Nothing <laughs> looks good. <laughs> that works, right? I want to. How about a lungfish? Like, if you got a lungfish, could it like do gardening work? Could you paint it? They're, they're super cool, but they've become harder and harder to get in the pet trade because the, the South American ones are really hard to get, and then the African ones are semi hard to get but they're they're not as commonly bred in the trade as they used to be so their price has gone up quite a bit you know what one of the rarest fishes uh, and it's in it's in a really popular movie so the the fish the the blue-eyed pleco in a fish called wanda the woody allen movie is one of the most expensive freshwater fish in existence that's uh is it's like one of those to a hundred thousand uh, a, a jet black placostomus with, with blue eyes and it is one of the rarest freshwater fish that is uh, possible to acquire so you're saying it is one of those ones with, like is that kind of fish though with the, the oh yeah, yeah so it's yeah. a it's a type of placostomus but they're from a river they built a dam on, the, on, the, on the river yeah there it is Yep, that's it. Did I show the right one? So, yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. It's ridiculously expensive fish. Um, so, they uh, originally were thought to be extinct, and then they, they built a dam on the river, which kind of killed their ability to go upstream and breed. And they found a second population a couple of years ago uh, on a different river that was. Um, from that same gene pool on that it's slightly different, but um, they it kind of reemerged in the pet trade, but they're incredibly expensive. They're they're so definitely in the top tier of the freshwater fish trade. Why were they so rare? Why were they so expensive? Because the population was killed off or what? One, they're beautiful and different, and then two, just the rarity. There, there was never a lot of them. Plecos up until like the 2000s weren't commonly bred in captivity. It took them kind of a, a 10 to 20 years to figure out how to induce them and, and mass breed them. And then also a uh, hormone induced breeding became more co uh, cost effective to, to start doing. So there's, you know, there's kind of a combination of reasons there. But, but you know, if you really want to create the, uh, the crazy end of the pit, the petrade, the different Laura carrots can be nuts. So here now we not, can I'm gonna, this. Well, never mind. We still got two minutes. We do have a couple minutes. What's up, Smurf? I used to have some of those. What's happening, man? Dude, dude. Who does jump What's in? up? I see now. Sitting here, uh, getting high and eating jelly beans. I discovered a uh, uh, like get your smoking own what jelly bean. I'm just getting high on weed and uh, uh, eating jelly beans. I discovered a uh, get your own flavored jelly oh, bean. Hell yeah, dude! So I got like bubble gum, cinnamon jelly. As beans. long as they're not 
flavor jelly beans. Which flavor? Them things are brutal, dude. The ones that are supposed to like taste like the ones from Harry Potter. Oh, I got it. They taste like vomit and boogers and all kinds of shit. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> and pear. Get your bowls, your bongs, your vapes, my friends. We're about to, um, I ain't never seen Harry Potter, and I named my dog Draco, and then I found out that's like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> I named it after it's also a K&F. It's also a K&F character, too. Oh, they we also call that no, a, no. Don't they call that a like a machine gun in the rap songs? That's what a Draco. <laughs> that's what a Draco is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a Draco means like a you know like an assault rifle. <laughs> so he used, to, he used to bark at that constellation. So that's anyways. That's good. So Smurf, what are you, <laughs> what have you been up to? Say what now? What have you been growing? What have you been up to? Oh, dude, um, I'm saying I can grow indoors pretty decently, but see, outdoor down here in Florida is fucking brutal. Every time I put plants aside, it's like I'm chasing my tail, but I'll eventually get it figured out, man. I'm growing a little bit of everything. Got some purple Afghan kush, some strawberry cough, some, I just popped some cream that I got from Rasta Jeff. I got some, a couple of my own and my dad's strains that we would Breeding some Durban, some Super Silver. Fuck a plant count. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, all the girls are sleeping right now. So when when you grow outdoors, you have in in Florida, you have to. Uh, you have to at least like candle light it or something to keep it flower. You have to say three Hail Marys and pray that nothing's going to happen and hopefully you'll get your luck. Right, right. But so you bring them directly outside and they go into flower, is what I'm asking. Right. For the Kinda most like part, it. yeah. I'm at, uh, I'm at like 31 or something like that. Our longest day is 14 and a half hours, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I got you. If I got that right. Right, right. So you basically just start them inside and bring them out and then let them ride? <laughs> well, or do you have I've, got, I've got a room like the <clears throat> like I've got flowering rooms inside, I've got bedrooms inside, but I've also got a greenhouse. I've also got the woods. I've also got like the garden. So I'm just trying a little bit of everything, man. Shit, I made some seeds this year with my dad, dude, one of my first strains I ever made. And, uh, like, she seeded lots of seeds, big old brown healthy seeds. And then, dude, she just started going back into veg. So I'm going to let her fucking veg. What, you you just re-veg Has anybody ever heard of it? Something like going full cycle, producing seeds, and then – I didn't try to re-veg her. She just did. Outside? This was outside? I already got my seeds. Yeah, as long as outside. she was pollen and she'll yeah, kill, I put it, she'll I put it out around. Uh, I put it out around April the 1st, the end of March. And she just started re-vegging two weeks ago. A week and a half. Yeah, the, seed, 
the seeds sometimes the nest or they just turn white and they're non-viable but yeah it'll reveg i've had a couple of them do that uh, like a strain dependent thing too the strain probably yeah Durban oh. poison does it i jagermeister does it i i know jagermeister that was throwing like a ruderalis tendency with me some people said it was because of the way it was in the pot but I, I thought it was like ruderalis tendencies and that thing revegged a couple different times. I've had males revegged too, but uh, I guess it's just well, strain specific on the seeds. You can grow seeds. They're all good. And then some of them will just like senesce, turn white, and they're not viable. They won't pop. But then the, the plant is like done making seeds. But if you put it under 24-hour light, it'll go back into veg. And then it basically monster crops as well. So all the bud sites where there were seeds, if you let those die out and you just got to spray it in the shower or something, get rid of some of that mold because the mold tendencies take over in the bud, in the bud sites. But if you just break those off with your fingers and finger trim it, it'll re-veg. So that, at least that's what I've gotten off of a couple of different plants. I'm going to try to grow her out until I can get a clone off of her at least. Yeah, yeah, and cut a cut a clone is still in flower. Yeah, so don't yeah, don't be like stingy and cut a couple different clones from a couple different sites that are still in bud, and then it'll just take like three or four months to reveg it. But if you've got patience and maybe another plant pot that you're vegging and getting ready to flower, but you haven't veg, then you don't have to worry about taking up more space, but it takes a couple of months. Oh, no, to I ain't worried about space. Yeah, I'll yeah. Let her ride out as long as she stays green, she'll stay growing. Yeah, it just the the whole idea of watching something for months and it doesn't fucking change, and you think you've done everything wrong, and then maybe you'll pull the trigger and do something wrong and shock it, and then it just takes even longer. But it'll just stay this beautiful flower, and then all of a sudden it starts to revege, and you're like, motherfucker, that was like four months. Like, <laughs> I already got the seeds I wanted from it. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. My dad's strained. That sounds great. So no, that's, that's awesome. That. Fuck yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to have to go pull tarps here in a second. <laughs> I just realized what time it was. Hey, we just well, passed 420 tarps. on the East Coast. Y'all get those 15, 16 hour days up there, don't you, Tommy? Yeah, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, like boost. Like I'm just trying to harvest a couple weeks sooner than the normal uh, outdoor out here because it is it is hard to do. It's yeah, hard see, to I ain't got to worry about all that frosts. Yeah, yeah, it gets cold and wet at the last right when you want the buds to swell up. It happens every time. So I'm trying to just beat that rush, and I'm not trying to pull tarps for another uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Another. I was afraid to do tarps right? just because of the smell. I thought, like, the defense mechanism of the plant would kick in, and all of a sudden my backyard would just blow up in a day. And oh, then I would be like, oh, fuck, my neighbors. It, just because I wanted to hurry up the process, all of a sudden it just starts to stink out of the blue in the neighborhood. I just... When you tarp your plants, do the does the smell profile just take on all of a sudden, or does it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm as soon as there's you know as soon as there's buds, but yeah. So I basically I push I push the it's just a small hoop house, and I just push the uh, air through it with mm -hmm. 
actually just like some box fans. So I have like a little opening, push air through one way, and then I push it like away from away from the neighbor. You know what I mean? Away from the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I push it into my, my yeah. Right. You can definitely smell. It's like, oh shit. Uh, especially when it starts getting to that point. So like I, that was my first uh I can't say my first light depth, but my first one that I've actually like had to pull tarps. Like I used to just uh I actually used to push like a wagon inside and out of a like a garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Just like you know what I mean? I had one like planter box and I would just put it in there every night, just kinda like makeshift like that. But if it ain't on a timer, dude, I ain't reliable enough to freaking for them girls to no, count on me. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm actually up at this time of day right now because I just yeah. kind of got my schedule. I'm, I'm on my summer light depth schedule. I'm testing some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Kind of going to see if it's worth it kind of deal. You know, it's like, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's how I feel about my oh, outdoor. Yeah, I'm just... Shit, Since I'm that way, man. I got a backyard. I need to buy some of them freaking Morgana Fumi. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, yeah, you do. Tomorrow, Dude, when's that website? You didn't finish that today, yeah, I know. What's the <laughs> web one? Tap in on that. I Tap said, what's the website looking like? You didn't finish that thing today? I hope it's going to be ready tomorrow. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to work on it. It's going to be <laughs> grand opening day after. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, but on the bright side, uh, Fumadoro. Fumadoro. I think we're going to do that. Fumadoro.com. Fumadoro's. He said, I could do FumadoroSeeds.com. Yeah, dude, congratulations, Fumadoro. brother. Thank you, my friend. Cheers. Much appreciated. Uh, it's I taken forever to set up a different process. Go ahead, dude. Sorry. No, I interrupted you, man. Go for it. I got a lag. I got shitty service. Oh, it's just this lag. Yeah, you probably have Comcast. Um, my Comcast has been like cutting in and out. The Florida again. equivalent of Comcast. The Florida equivalent of Comcast, pretty much. Uh, what was I saying? I don't remember anymore. I'm still now. Um, website. Website. Yeah, I mean, I put it together. Website, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know all the different shit. I've just, whatever. I'm learning it as I go. Uh, we should be able to do like checkout, like on the website and stuff. It'll be fun. We'll see. But uh, yeah, shouldn't yeah, make yeah. any promises before the chickens hatch, up. right? But or the seeds pop. If you're the stock market, you're allowed to just say that everything's going to be great and value yourself very high. That's right. Yeah, if they can do it, why can't we? We are all in agreement. The stock market is just legal gambling, right? Yes, yes. It's stack gambling. Okay. The house always wins. The casino, dude, they're, people forget this all the time. Like, they're a fucking business designed to make money. Like, why would you think that you're going to win? Dude, the house always goddamn wins. Oops, I almost ended the meeting for everybody. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I'm going to bounce out. I got to I gotta bounce. I got to take care of the kid. Well, Thank you so much, guys. Find you and shit and uh, stuff if you want to be found. Sometimes people don't want to Yeah, be yeah. No, it's all good. A gravy kilos. So it's just on Instagram. And I'm just... Uh, a guy that likes to breed and basically for the seeds, I really like how they look. Uh, I'm weird like that, but uh, I really like to make plants, watch them grow and was doing that commercially for kind love. I don't work there anymore, um, but I just uh, gave two weeks 
my wife got a job offer, so we're we're going to be moving soon uh, up into the mountains. So if anybody knows of anything in Vail, Colorado, or Edwards, Colorado for growing, let me know. Um, but yeah, gravy kilos. I'm just I just make seeds. I don't sell anything. I don't try to get busted on doing anything, and I grow hemp <laughs> for all intent and purposes. It's you know, Allegedly. Two, two, yeah. Well, I mean, hemp. It's the 2018 act. I, I can grow hemp. I can't grow cannabis, so I don't grow cannabis. So, I'm tested to figure out what you really had. Right. Yeah. And it, they're, yeah, they're testing. Their testing's antiquated too. So, don't ever let them take your plants. Don't ever let them touch your stuff. And I, they can't do anything. It's hemp. It's just like having tomatoes in my backyard. You're going to jump my fence for these tomatoes? No. It's hemp. So, anyways, yeah, gravy yeah, kilos. Cucumbers, fam. Well, right out, guys. I'll check you all later. And thank you so much, Gumi, man. You you are you are legit. And everybody else on the chat, uh, I already started to sign out, but uh God bless and and uh big up to all y'all. Nice talking, bud. Yep. Peace. Take it easy, brother. Yeah. Well. I hope you folks enjoy yourselves. Uh, Tommy, looks like you're about to take off and uh, do your tarps. How can people find you, man? Like the alien. Uh, yeah, Tommy out. with a dot, trichomes. You can, you can follow me. You can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me or you can unfollow me. I don't care, honestly, at this point. But uh, I, I go on there and I post little pictures like, uh, on Instagram. That's it. And I, uh, I don't know. No, oh, actually, I do want to say something. If you're in Michigan and you're going, you want to go like uh, to a cool. If you're not a, and I don't know, go to this cool event up at the Bigfoot Lodge. Uh, kind of like a caregiver, more like a. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of commercial shit going on. More like a uh, low key kind of OG event. So I'll be up there at least Saturday night or Saturday and Saturday night, uh, something like that. Maybe Friday too. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, oh, shout out to the pulling tarps, like <laughs> pulling tarps. Yeah. Hey, the best time is just pulling right before the sun comes up. You only got to have that on there, you know. I'm pulling them off at nine thirty, you know, four thirty to nine thirty. That's it. Five hours. They don't get all soggy, you know. That's my new plan. <laughs> we'll see how that one. Right, right. All right, everyone. Cheers. Everyone, stay good. Stay out of trouble. Uh, good talking, everybody. Tell me. Buy them, uh, buy them seeds, man. I'm trying to send these yeah. out. Buy them, man. Let me know. Easy, oh, I definitely am. Uh, yeah. Let me know when. Uh, let me know when the orders come in. I'm, I'm, I'm sending them right out. All right. Come in. All right. Uh, I'm laughing a little bit because every time Tommy leaves, he's afraid that he's not going to leave properly. I can see it in his eyes. He's going to be like, okay. oh, I'm going to leave this on and then walk right in my garden and show everybody everything. And I'm just laughing a little bit because the dude grows accidentally showed their like unedited stream the other day. And then they took it down afterwards, which is a pity because it was actually kind of fun. Like uh, the thing that I was laughing about most is that they were actually nice people off camera. Like the, the Scotty and the dude, like they weren't rude to their staff or anything else. I was like, dude, they're actually chill. I was like, they should have left that shit on there, man. How rare is that? That like people that have any notoriety at all 
treat the people beneath them as anything but human trash. Like I was like, dude, you got to fucking show that again because it was like, thought, hey, would you I please turn it off? Good. I thought that it, Scotty handled it in the best way possible, though. I don't know if you saw that. I got handled today. I didn't see so that. Scotty, so in response to that, first off, uh, dude already had scheduled to take the week off with his family and and take a fucking summer vacation because goddamn he works hard. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then um, Scotty had Rasta Jeff on to talk about how there was absolutely no issue and how it was a bunch of like played out bullshit by people just trying to make drama for no fucking reason. So um, uh, there is no issue uh, and you can actually check out their YouTube channel uh, and see the interview with uh, Scotty and Rasta Jeff today and and uh, Guru and uh, everybody else. Um, huge fans and friends with the guys over there. Um, I was on episode uh, 39 or 40 or 41 or something like that of, of the Dugro show, one of their very first guests they ever had. Uh, way back when they used to record in an eight by four grow tent and way to grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I like up. catching those episodes. We went, into, uh, we went into the dude's van. We got super fucking high. <laughs> we went into the recording tent. We zipped it shut so that no one would bother us. We recorded the episode. We got out, had another session. And then on my way back, I hit a patch of ice and got completely sideways, almost died on 25, and then somehow found a rut in the ice and got the car straightened back out. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the, uh, you know, anyways, uh, I ended up uh, making it back to work because I was working at Aquaponics Source at the time. I just started teaching my class. Then they really liked my interview, came up and took my class, my Aquaponic Cannabis class. And uh, we had a, a really good time, and I've been really good friends with those guys ever since then. And I've helped. I try to make every single one of their uh, their cups that I can make. Those guys put a lot of effort into putting a lot of good education out into the community, and uh, they're just fun guys to hang out with, and and they're just cool dudes. I, I just I helped uh, a dude build his one of his grow rooms. I, I hung out with Scotty a whole bunch uh, over at his house over in uh, in the bakery and everything else there, and. Uh, always like hanging out with those guys big fans of those dudes and not only that but so That's I, do a lot of, I, found all I i do a lot of aquaponic work and different stuff with schools and things like that especially i used to work with the la school district which used to have a bunch of aquaponics systems before you know covid and all that stuff um, but uh, he used to donate anything that got maybe slightly moisture damage or something else. And if there's something just off with it and they couldn't be resellable, he donated that over to us to donate for the kids for the different schools and stuff like that for the aquaponics stuff through the aquaponics store. So that was super cool of him and something he didn't really have to do. So, you know, super props to him for that and still making use of it. And, you know, even though it wasn't, you know, it was some, some other stuff. And then not only that, but also a bunch of good stuff as well. Not just that, but, you know, stuff that was perfectly new as well. So, uh, you know, props to them. That's freaking awesome. Uh, on that note, I'm going to peace out. Um, mm -hmm. Take it easy. Good night, Bowden. Good one, man. Smurf? Thanks for stopping by, man. What's happening, uh, How can people find you, if they can find you? Maybe you don't want to be found. Maybe you have a moral lesson or a, I don't know, final thoughts for the evening. Something. Oh, no, I don't you can find me on Instagram, do underscore doobie. 
underscore Scooby. That's right. You just say Scooby Dooby Doo backwards, and it's a piehead show, guaranteed. No man, I knew it when I was a kid, and I know it today. <laughs> Here's me compulsively munching on jelly beans. Like you're always munching out, bro. Holy crap! Oh, you can't stop when you get like. in them. Those gourmet jelly beans are so good. Oh, and they're made of like your fucking plastics and oh, shit. You know? Yeah, it's all, it's for all sure. And this is just, there's nothing good to them whatsoever. No original value, but no, they taste so the damn good. Dude, oh, a so good, jelly bean that has chewy, like chewy bubble, bubble gum inside. Dude. Come on. How do they make it taste exactly like the stuff? Like magic. Fucking sorcery. Fucking magic. Exactly. Sprinkled with pixie dust. Harry Potter shit, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wes Engine, do you have a moral lesson? Did you learn something? Did you grow as a human being this evening? Did you? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I use less swear words tonight. That was good. Uh, I noticed. I noticed That's in one of the playbacks, I was using a lot of swear words, but I was drinking, so uh, the pirate covered me. Then you know how that is. But uh, anyways, no. Swear uh, too much on the show a little bit, a little, little tiny bit, a little bit much. Sorry, my apologies. I'll work on it. Yeah. No, we'll I, get I, better. You swear, swear too much. I liked seeing my engine a little loose the other night. I thought it was awesome. Right on. <laughs> Well, that's that's the uh, the idea. So. By the way, now that I think about it, uh, I could rob. Oh, I might not be able to do that because you could only be in one Zoom room at a time. We had this problem last month. I was going to say I might be able to start the Zoom room early while I'm still in the other room, but now I can't. Actually, I don't think I can. How unfortunate is that? Well, too bad. That's too bad. not unfortunate. Oh well, uh, folks, we're going to. Good things to- are worth waiting for. Yeah. Thank you. What time you figure? Dude, I figure hopefully about an hour late because uh, okay. the gormless fuck faces that are going to take my time before that probably won't take too much time, thankfully. That's at least the, the upside of that. Uh, so hopefully only like an hour, maybe a little longer. I don't know. I guess I'll DM you guys. Dude, that doesn't really help the rest of the audience because they'll be like, well, fuck, I don't even know, like uh, something, something. We will go live. We're not going to like uh, skip the show or something, but it's going to be a little bit later. We're going to be uh, late. What are you going to do? An hour, maybe more. Hopefully, you you might have to get the internet website up and running. You know, I'm gonna work on my fucking hardest. Holy shit, don't have too much time to do it, but I'm gonna work on it. We're gonna, we're gonna get it it live. You you should like build the website live on YouTube. (laughs) That would be hilarious, especially since it would look like a monkey throwing sticks and rocks and feces at the wall. Uh, probably not the feces, (laughs) but uh, everything else sticks and rocks and. It would be constant bits in the damn chat. Did you hand the monkey a a, a box of like wrenches? These things, you know what I mean? Like they do something, but I mean, what? The fuck does a monkey know what a wrench is? They know how to shoot AKs. The AK is not very helpful in this sort of circumstance. You know, like you you, you want to shoot up holes in a wall, you got it. But in this case, you don't want that at all. No, I'm saying monkeys can though. There's a video online of it. They are monkeys are not dumb, but they don't know what a wrench is, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of in that circumstance, not dumb, but don't necessarily know what a wrench is. Look, learning, learning, uh, learn it before, but then forgot again. What can I tell eventually, you? if you left that bolt, if you left the bolt and that wrench around, I feel like eventually he's putting the two of them together. But at the same time, it's a monkey, he might already be eating bananas or looking this for this or uh, throwing feces against the wall. We mentioned that a couple times. Seems like monkeys, Dude, the monkeys are pretty nasty. They're not to be tamed. 
Uh, yeah. If you have a, if you get a male one, they'll beat off all over your house. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dude, pretty much I went to this chick's house too. one time, and she had a, one in the basement. And when you open the door, it was like getting hit in the face with manure for one thing, and then you literally saw manure fly across the room. I'm like, no joke, dude. It's like your basement's ruined. <laughs> it seems like probably a pet that they regretted getting. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, so. and then like there's those chimpanzees that rip you break your arm head. with like mm-hmm. no problem at all. Yeah. Sorry. Like primates are mostly kind of douchey. Like, there's a couple nice ones, like what is it, bonobos? I guess they they like they they basically bone out all their problems. I think I'm thinking about the right ones. Is it the bonobo? That's solid. Yeah, that's solid. Basically, instead of fighting, they actually bone their problems away. Yeah. Baboons do a little bit of that, but baboons are also horrifically violent. So they can. Yeah, they're super violent when they when they want to be, and they're super strong. Well, that's because they're getting hunted all the time too. For one thing, they were douches before. That. Baboons are like the main bush meat out there over in certain places in Africa, and those motherfuckers can run for miles and miles and miles and wear one out. Dude, it's crazy. I don't see how they do that stuff. Uh, because they have the adaptations, bro. For what it is? Dang it, we just lost. Mm-hmm. We lost them. No. We'll get him back again one of these days. It's not. What's that? He didn't fall <laughs> off the spacecraft or something into the moon or whatever. Like this, we'll probably get him back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we should probably cut it because uh, we're losing people like flies here, right and left. Uh, Yogi is annoyed. He's like, "Oh my god, I just made coffee." Sorry, Yogi. It's uh, almost two o'clock in the morning, and uh, I got to build a goddamn website and shit. So uh, it's kind of one of these. Yeah, things. man. Either have a stream, and, and I just literally in my eye. That's annoying. Uh, or I can work on the website and uh, hope for the best. We're going to try to work on the website and hope for the best, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, uh, dude, I haven't. Even, I realize I haven't even said pricing or anything else. So we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in it, I guess, for tomorrow. We had technical issues and stuff this today, and hopefully tomorrow we can talk about it more. The show is starting later tomorrow, folks. If you haven't gotten the message, uh, uh, please do get the message now. If you show up at seven, we're not going to be live. Hopefully, 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 dude. You know what? Now that I think about it, actually, it's probably going to be a good hour and a half. Like honestly, That's it's probably it is, it is. part of an hour and a half. So like eight thirty Pacific Standard Time. It could be earlier, but I bet it's gonna be like eight thirty. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. It is what it is. I'm gonna have to smoke many joints beforehand and after that because uh Oh you're deaf with fucking rice. But anyway, I'm not gonna get into these yep. but uh it would be nice if space catapults were were available and legal. You know, mm. it'd be nice if you could be like, dude, I'd like to apply at the UN. And I know that like a, a, a number of people would, would back me up on this. Could we eject a handful of people into space? We have reasons. We have cause. Like we have a few reasons for it. There could be an appeals process, an approval process, a denial process. You could, you know, appeal the denial. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. But there'd be a lot of people gone. <laughs> Maybe they, well, I don't know. Maybe they don't need it. Well, how, how many people do you need to confirm you? Like, well, Ah, dang it, I'm getting catapulted. I'm like, yeah, you get five people on your case. Like, are you? <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. All right, we'll have to reconsider that, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put a pin in that as well. Maybe no to the uh, space catapults. What a pity. It, it was such a nice idea when I was thinking about it at first. Oh, that's creamy. 
So then tomorrow's not weed and whiskey Wednesday. So that'll be next week. Then. And God, you know what? It would be a, 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 it would almost be worth it. It'd be like a late weed and whiskey Wednesday. Ooh. We could do it. We could pull it off. I mean, it's only really ever us anyway. So <laughs> mostly us and Tommy. Uh, yeah, Tommy's pretty good sport. I get a little crunk. They kind of tell us in the chat that they're getting a little nuts, but uh, yeah, it's mostly us. Dude, we could honestly, if you want to do Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, we could. Yeah, hadn't planned that, but I can like, we could work on it. We're almost expecting like criminality because there was some criminality last month, so we're almost expecting criminality this month too. So it's going to be like, dude, I need a fucking drink. So I, I'm almost tempted to say, fuck it, let's do Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. All right, we probably we probably gonna need to, uh, hopefully that we'll be way I can even announce it. That's the thing. How can I announce a flexible start time that I'm not sure when it starts? I'm pretty this sure it's gonna be around eight thirty. I need to push that back too. We can push it back. We can wait a week on it. We can have a uh, unauthorized weed and whiskey Wednesday, maybe tomorrow. Dude, they're always unauthorized. We were gonna say they're supposed to be wild cards. Wild they're supposed card. to be. Oh yeah, yeah, we can do third, third and fifth oh, or something. Whenever we have a fifth, dude, it's lucky number twenty-one today. We got a, we got a drink on the twenty-first. So obviously, if you were born on a quantum universe where every day is a year, you would be. Well, well look at it. It's it's wait, wait, three sevens is twenty-one, right? It's the seventh month. I mean, like it's a pretty much aligned. We have to drink now. Yeah, July 21 of 21, dude. We have yeah, wow, exactly. You see, all right, whoa, mine's yep. fucking blown, blown. Uh, yeah, mystic uh, numbers, 20, Woo! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, weed and whiskey Wednesday, you heard it. It's actually already Wednesday, so today is weed and whiskey Wednesday. You're welcome, welcome to the day. Here, uh, surprise. Uh, don't get drunk before you go to work. That would be weird. You probably get like fired and divorced and everything else. It'd be terrible. Your kids will laugh at you, and your neighbors will think you're 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 strange. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you're in an upside down world. Maybe you're. They'd be like, "Oh my god, he's so cool." Don't, ladies and gentlemen, wait until the evening. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, go pick up some uh, whiskey if you'd like to join us. You're not required to, of course. Uh, same rules as always apply. You can drink water. You can drink coffee. You can take the week off if you'd like. Uh, no, uh, no harm, no foul. We're not going to make any judgments on you. But if you would like to join us, if you'd like to participate, West Engine, do you have a preference of hooch? Do you do you, do you care? Or are we gonna are we gonna give everybody a homework? Like uh, sometimes Dude. it'll be like a rum or a whiskey. One time I told people scotch, and then I realized like the cheapest fucking scotch in the store is like eighty dollars. <laughs> it's like fuck. Okay, never mind that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, no, no particular. It's been so. Let's just let people come with whatever they come with because uh, it's it's been so rushed. This one. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Bring some freaking whiskey. Uh, tell us about it in the chat. Tell us what you're drinking. Uh, you don't have to, but it'd be nice. It'd be fun. Uh, tell us if it's rare or unusual, or maybe from a different country or something else. We were just looking at. By the way, I guess I didn't announce it. But we were just in <laughs> Sofia, Bulgaria. For anybody that's listening, we got a bunch of Bulgarians. Funny enough, listening to the podcast. Cool. I don't know exactly why Bulgarians listen to our podcast, but they're welcome to listen to it. It's very fun to think that someone from Bulgaria, Bulgaria, is listening. So uh, one of these days, I hope they say hello in the chat because. Uh, Really, I'd like to know, like, what you know, not why that they're listening. That sounds strange. Like, uh, what do they get from the show? Do they understand this? Maybe they do. They probably speak English, honestly. Um, 
They probably watch American movies and stuff, right? Maybe, maybe they watch this dubbed or something. Might be know. X, might be expats from here or Britain or something over there too. You know, working at something, something like that. Yeah. Or they're just stoner, just want the Bulgarian stoners. That's what I was hoping, just, man. They, the they just want that. Yeah, they're just like, we need to grow the fire like they do in Oregon. Dude, low key, the food in Bulgaria is amazing. Like, amazing, 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 amazing. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's like this rich, rich place of cuisine. And it just got completely fucked by communism. So, like, it's, it's actually super plausible for me to think, like, with the weather and everything else, they're really good at growing tomatoes and peppers and stuff. Guess what go- grows really well where you grow fucking tomatoes? Weed grows really well traditionally yeah. where fucking tomatoes grow. So I'm actually curious if Bulgaria is going to be, like, a major stoner place. Uh, anyway, we're babbling. We're getting loose. Uh, we're going to get looser tomorrow. Uh, Sir Dirty Sand, uh, Rebel Whiskey. Dude, uh, I told a friend of mine, hey, I got an extra clone of sugar tits. You want to grow the sugar tits? And they were like, everyone needs the sugar tits. So, Everybody needs uh, Probably some tits. outdoor sugar tits can be pretty, pretty wicked this summer. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget, tomorrow, Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. Join us if you may, if you want to, if you uh, would like to, you're welcome to. Uh, let's see here. It's going to be a little bit later show. Uh, please join us. Uh, hopefully, my friends, we're going to be uh, looking at my website tomorrow night. We're going to be uh, getting crunked while I tell you about my strains and shit. Uh, if you would like to email me in the meantime, uh, you're welcome to do so. Uh, uh, fuck is my email address? Humidor at chronictable.com. Uh, I guess we'll talk more tomorrow, folks. Uh, hopefully with less uh, technical issues. I don't know. Maybe I'll do some like, uh, I don't know why this wasn't logging in. It's the first time that that's happened because I've gone live before on my phone. That didn't Yes, it was something with you. It was something with the the tasting society. I'm sure you're using the phone. It had to be. It wasn't until you went and went on there you got to work. So I think it had to be. Anyways, we'll get it figured out, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, uh, if you guys enjoyed the the tasting meeting from the other day, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, tell us about it. Anytime you guys like or don't like something in the show, you know, if you can politely mention that you didn't like something, that's always helpful. If you tell them, hey, fucking, eh, I'll probably just ignore that. But if you're very polite about something, like oh, human or usually love the show. Uh, yeah, tell us what worked, what didn't, what you what you didn't, you know, and uh, so we, maybe we will we'll adjust, maybe we won't, we'll see. Yeah. No? Maybe we'll tell you to go fuck, we probably won't tell you to go fuck yourself, because we're nice. No, people. we won't tell you that, that. with us, right. the most interactive doesn't do that till we're, till we're good and crunk. That's it. Yeah. Then we probably will, like on Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, like at the end that of the can it, happen, like, and we're sorry, like, like we're sorry. <laughs> We should make that a tradition at the beginning of every show. We are we are sorry for the show that you were about to see. <laughs> I'd like to pre-apologize for what I'm about to do. I will be falling asleep, sitting up. My eyes will be going like this way. <laughs> should we get a priest to come and like give absolution in several different religions? Like maybe a Buddhist oh, priest. That'd be awesome. Like a yes. rabbi and stuff. Like and each whiskey Wednesday, we get a different priest, like a Buddhist one, a Buddhist monk one day, a Sadhu another day. Like, oh, it'd be brilliant. A spaghetti monster priest one time because, dude, they have to have some Mormons. Get some Mormons, some, some Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, what yeah. if it's a drinking Mormon? That would be a pretty funny. Movie. Oh, down. They'd have the stories. Well, we'll, we'll come to your church if you have this drink. They're a Mormon that drinks Pepsi and beer. <laughs> okay, we will finish this conversation tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, on the other side of the universe where there are, uh, I should, probably shouldn't make fun of the Mormons anymore. They're nice people. Uh, cheers, St. Bernard's. Have a good one.
have a good one, Raymond, uh, Caleb, Nico in the house uh, on the other side uh, of the world. Uh, who here? Sir Dirty in the house, Atomic Spoon on the other side of the world. How funny is that? So we're basically covered on both sides. Cheers, folks. Uh, if I haven't said your name, it's only because we're freaking stoned and tired and it's a little bit late. Uh, please don't hesitate to email me at fumidor at chronictable.com for any concerns, comments, questions, or otherwise. Uh, please be polite. Don't be a dick or sure your dick. Uh, same rules apply. I think that rule is uh, delightful. Thank you very much, Wes Engine. Until we meet again, my friends, uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking gargantuan motherfucking pricks. Uh... We could be more specific. We're not going to be more specific. Just don't be one of those fucking pricks, man. Don't be a douchebag. Don't be a McDouchey pants. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't be a turd in the punch bowl. Holy fucking ball sacks. Mm. Don't be that. Don't be those terrible things that people are like, oh my fucking God, what is that? Don't be a dead cat in a tapioca bowl, like a big, like a hearty sized bowl of tapioca pudding. And there's like a dead cat in the middle. Don't be that. Don't be that. Terrible. You just ruined the tapioca pudding. It was already a mediocre dessert. Now you made it somewhat less than mediocre. I'm making fun of tapioca. It's okay. <laughs> you guys know that I used to think, this is unironic, I used to think that tapioca was literally picked from a tree. My uh, my step-aunt was, oh, dude, she was a massive troll. She was really good at it. <laughs> told us that it was this exotic, like, berry picked from, like, uh, jungle plants in the Amazon. <laughs> one by one by one. <laughs> and it's this rare shit that you can only get, like, once a year. Oh, my God. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, pretty good troll, honestly. Uh, I, I can't remember, but I, I think it was an adult by the time I realized it was not true. Because <laughs> how often do you cook tapioca pudding at home? <laughs> anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, perhaps you too can find a uh, an epic troll that will uh, uh, stand the test of time. Uh, that doesn't count as being a douchey McDouchey pants, I don't think, but uh, you probably do know what uh, what does. Uh, until we meet again, my friends, uh, adios. Thanks for hanging. By the way, uh, if you guys are interested in the Patreon thing, the fucking shadow ban still applies, so fuck it. I guess I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't even bother. I mean, don't even bother searching. Just, seriously, I can't even find myself. Don't keep me don't keep me down 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 Dirty Oh,
Yeah. 